to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Mike Mad Dog Mason. Featuring the producer of the show, Tits Legendary. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Hey, Mason. What? Is Mad Dog sticking? It's sticking. It's doing real good on, like, Instagram and Twitter. Nice. The yeah. Pulp Nation. You look at you smiling. You're so I happy. I like it. Anything, like, anything I can patent it, bro. I know. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Pulp MX Show presented by BTOsports.com. I'm Steve Mathis. That's Mike Mad Dog Mason, freestyle god, FMX legend, FMX god, uh, Mike Mason. He's in the show. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, and Fab Jeep and Truck Bars, Showy Helmets, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Tech One Designs, FMF Racing, Brat Bar, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, and Optics all on board with us. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Live on a Monday night in Las Vegas. We are coming at you. Uh, big news today in the sporting uh, world of motocross. Uh, we'll get to that. we got to talk about Phil Nicoletti's deal. we got to talk about Ivan Tedesco, Davey Millsaps. For guests tonight, we have uh, Kyle Chisholm, Brock Glover, Jason Anderson. Uh, Brock Glover, one of the all-time sports legends. Kyle Chisholm. Solid veteran, uh, friend of the show, looking for a ride. He should have news on that. And Jason Anderson. Mason, your fellow uh, rock star energy athlete, yep. Jason Anderson. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. We, we appreciate the support for our sponsors and our partners, and we're looking forward to 2014. And it's exciting around here, the Little Pulp Empire. The Little Pulp Elves are working super hard for the Little Pulp Empire to, uh, to make it happen, and we really super appreciate it. That guy's going down. Uh, producing the show, handling the calls, taking the, your questions, uh, holding it down on his farewell tour, much like the Rolling Stones, is uh, the Tits Legendary Tits. What's up? And the great Ricky Carmichael. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, there goes going my hero, indeed. There goes my yeah. hero. Uh, he's leaving, Mason. Tits is yeah. out. I thought he was out already. I was kind of excited to not seemed, hang out with yeah, him. Yeah, he seems sad. <laughs> fantastic. Did you sure. or did you not get your optics case? I got it. I got half of it on right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Boom. But I'm not smart enough to work the big case, so I need help. <laughs> I really hope you're just joking. No, you're I'm not serious. smart enough to work the optics. Yeah, it was complicated. Dude, stick to the freestyle stuff. I know. That's what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> hey, you guys may be well aware um, that we are doing a uh, win the producer job for 2014. And uh, we had uh, Jake in here the first week. Last week we had Brendan. Uh, this week it's uh, Aaron. Aaron, what's up, man? Just How are hey. you? Doing well. Just hanging out. How is it so far? How's the show? How's everything? Tits is teaching you. The, he's your Yoda. How's that going? He is. He's teaching me everything. It's really cool. Oh, okay. That, All right. that can't be going over well. I know, right? Tits don't know how to teach anyone. Tits anything. is probably like, okay, so you got to make sure Optrix reads, get in uh, right here, <laughs> and Optrix goes here, and uh, an Optrix banner. Now, Aaron, thanks for coming in. We're going to get to your story a little bit more, and we'll talk to you, and you're going to get a job producing the show here. Um, and uh, you're a big fan of the sport, fan of the show. Um, but you don't have a bike right now. No, I don't have a bike. But Mason, give, give me your bike. Huh? Why not? Because I don't have one either. <laughs> you, you probably don't. 
It's on, uh, it's on a truck somewhere. Uh, Aaron, I'm going to start with a traditional move your mic up closer to your, to your mouth. Not your fault. Everyone does it, so uh, don't worry about that. Um, and, uh, yeah, just uh, pay attention to tits. Do the opposite, and you'll, you'll win the job. Good boy. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We super appreciate it. Mason, I need, I need a random number from you between 1 and 77. 69. Jesus Christ. What? I lost my virginity when I was 13. It's been on my mind forever. Living up to the freestyle legends. Uh, Mike Mason picking number 69. So with that, uh, is it just me that's funny too? Or do you think other people are giggling too? Uh, I'm kind of giggling about it. (laughs) Uh, Mike Mason has picked number 69. We had 77 correct responses to win Andrew Short's uh, Bercy Supercross gear. Right off his back, sweaty, smelly, fly racing gear. Uh, 77 correct sponsors. Mike Mason picked number 69, and uh, that person will win the gear, courtesy of Fly Racing. Uh, correct answers were Matt Gerke, his wife's name was Jackie, and his two numbers that he won the, um, won the uh, Las Vegas 125 shootout with was seven, uh, 41 and 29. So uh, number 69 wins, and we'll get that name to you guys shortly. Uh, thanks for playing along. Speaking of Fly Racing, Fly Racing, quality-made gear. Uh, some of the fastest riders, Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Weston Pike, Jimmy Albertson, Alex Martin, you name it, they wear Fly Racing and representing Fly Racing in their 2014 line of gear that you can find at flyracing.com. Our own Jason Thomas. Oh, gone. Jason Thomas, gone. Um, uh, <laughs> all that buildup, and he's just gone. Yeah. Um, all right, so, uh, Mason, we're going to get into you went to Checo uh-huh. for a nice little flight to Checo yeah. to see the, see the country yeah. and then fly back. Yeah, that's pretty much all I did. Someone. Uh, what for, happened? Well, someone forgot to give the dude the memo that I switched to four strokes two years ago, and I showed up and there was a brand new YZ250 there, and I'm like, oh, who's that bike for? And where's the 450? And they didn't know. And checks like a real small area, uh-huh. so we made a couple calls like the morning of the show to to try and get my bike going, and yeah, they didn't have a, no 450, so I drank beer, watched the show. Did Did you get your money? Yeah, that was cool because it wasn't my fault or the promoter's fault. It was actually because the promoter gives the guy this guy a bike list, okay, and the guy supplies all the bikes and. So I'm you sure can't. I mean, okay. Work. Wait a minute, but you can't get on a two fifty two stroke and bust out some generic easy tricks. No, because like, is it that sketchy? It's just suspension, mainly. You know, it's stock suspension. Oh, so you brought? Oh, I see. Because we bring yeah, our parts, yeah, yeah, and we right. bring so suspension. You, you brought, I could have thrown my bars on a bike, and okay, that'd be yeah. one thing. But yeah, just the suspension doesn't work well on ramps, and it was a mobile setup, kind of sketchy indoors. So okay, yeah, I see that. I, I wasn't thinking about that, which is weird as a top tuner that I am. Yeah, I was not thinking suspension I know, I can't would be an issue. You really overlooked that. Uh, speaking of uh, overlooking, we he dropped us first time, but hopefully he's back. Jason Thomas. Yo. How sweet is fly racing gear? I'd say it's pretty incredible. I mean, isn't it just the best stuff out there? Uh, it's pretty good. I, I mean, honestly, every everybody's stuff's pretty good now, but we I think we do a pretty good job as well. Do you have anybody in the FMX world? Uh, well, we had Brett Q, but he's... Uh, basically doing some other stuff because he works for Motorsport Outlet now. Okay. Um, so no, we we don't don't. We've talked Mason. I, I actually oh, would oh, love to have Mason, was, but there was yeah, talk some Rockstar deals going on. So okay. And Mason, you never... uh, no, we we really don't have anybody like that. I would you know right. really call. We have a uh, Dustin Cantrell, but um, if I say that's our best guy, if you did have a freestyle guy, he would be the best one out there in fly racing gear. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're obviously playing it up. You know, it's, uh, everybody, you know, from, from stuff that Mason wears to, um, you know, pretty much 
all of the top companies, I think everybody's got really nice stuff now. Because I've, I've worn a lot of different company stuff over the last, you know, 10 or 15 years. So uh, I am obviously really biased our stuff, but hey. Yeah, clearly. That's what I'm supposed to do. Hey, um, all right. Uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, thanks for coming in. Uh, Mason, Is, pick- uh, I have a question. Is Mason's song choice tonight going to be Selena Gomez? Oh, no. Learned my lesson. Come on. One. Did you get blown up? Yeah. I, I saw the one tweet you said. but oh, it, was it was war. Probably the funnest day of my life. So what? It wasn't her. Nothing to do with her, but just someone in her nation yeah, got well, a hold of that yeah, tweet? Yeah, because she did a little halftime show, right. and she was lip syncing and stuff, and I you know, posted it. I don't even know how these little girls find this stuff, but... One person retweeted it, and then it just kept going on and so on. So then the Selena Gomez army. Army. Dude, I'm, it was well, an army. It just went under her follow, you know, the mentions or whatever, like underneath it, and then you just got ruined. Yeah, and dude, I responded to every one of them. Did you? I, really? Yeah, I'm like sitting Look, there fighting with like 15-year-old girls. It was awesome. Who who picks that chick for, I mean, it's NFL game. Yeah. She's lip-syncing. She appeals to, you know. Dude, it was terrible. Oh. And the best part of the, like one of the responses was like, um, she's so talented, this and that, and what can you do? And I'm like, well, I can't lip sync. I can tell you that. And she's all, well, she had to dance. That's why she was lip syncing. And I'm all, well, I'm pretty sure I've seen Hart's wife pink freaking trapezing off a roof and singing, you know? Right, right. So that's how talented she is. But, yeah, they, they won. They all ganged up, ganged up oh, on me. And, yeah, you got to stay away from But that. I was having fun. I had like three beers, three, four beers. So I had that right buzz where I was just smart-ass to everyone. Right um, all right, so big news today. Um, oh, by the way, the BTOsports.com tweeted sit segment uh, will be coming up. The NFAB banging bars, race tech emails, race tech suspension emails, and X brand tear offs um, uh, all coming up on uh, onto the show sor- shortly. So big news today, JT. So I talked to someone who was at the KTM, the Rockstar or the KTM intro, and Rockstar KTM's Davy Millsaps the, uh, was limping, couldn't put any weight on his foot slash knee slash leg. And strangely enough, Ivan Tedesco was introduced as a member of the team. Um, do you know anything about this? Um, I don't know much more than we've talked about privately, just that there are rumors that he re-injured himself and yeah. that uh, January is in question. So. Uh, oh, oh. What's that? Is it that same leg that he had? Not sure. Him? Not sure. Okay. Um, yeah, I, there, there's no way Ivan today. I've, I was told I did some digging into this last week. I was told he's going to rest up and probably maybe miss a one, but for sure hit Phoenix. Um, but I'm thinking if he can't put any weight on it right now, and they introduce Ivan Tedesco as a, as a rider on the team, Davey might be out for a while. That's well. Strange. My question is: Is how if we're five weeks away from Anaheim or so? How could you possibly know that you'll miss Anaheim but be good to go for Phoenix? Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. How could you possibly know that? <laughs> I'm just, I, I, I'm just telling you what some texts. I know. I know. Yeah, That's yeah, just yeah. a ridiculous right. statement right. to make. Right. Uh, Anaheim one. I'm definitely out. But seven days later. Yeah. No worries. I'll be good. <laughs> so I'm thinking, and I talked to Davey. I reached out to him, and, and all he did was basically, uh, "F you, dude." And and that was it. And uh, so I, um, he, was, he literally pretty much did too. I, I saw the text. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, he did. Uh, because well, he was upset. He was upset at uh, at all of us. Oh for, yeah, because nobody picked him for top five. Nobody picked him for top five, and then that jackhole tweeted him, "Hey, they all didn't pick you for top five. Thank you for that." And um, so, anyways, Ivan got introduced as a, as a team member, and uh, I think we're gonna have Ivan on the show next week. I talked to him already. So, it, good, good for Ivan Tedesco, right? I mean, this is a bit of a shock, a bit of a turnaround. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, he's kind of been, you know, this was his plan last year, I think. Uh, kind of wait in the wings and hope something, basically something that gave him a re- legitimate shot um, opened up. You know, he's, I know where he's at is he doesn't want to go out there on equipment that he doesn't feel is capable of, you know, doing well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, who knows what the actual terms are of the deal or what capacity this role will be for him, but uh, I'm happy for him, man. I, I really like Ivan. So, yeah. Uh. He deserves. I think he deserves a shot. You know, I'm sure he's not getting paid really anything, so it's not like he's getting rich off the deal. But at least he'll get to go race. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. If you want to call in and uh, talk to Mad Dog, JT, myself, Aaron, the new producer in training, perhaps or or Tits, um, can can Tedesco do anything? I mean, can he? It's a year off, and, and time doesn't you know time doesn't stop for any of these dudes. So well, can can he to be do fair, anything? What, what do you think he was capable of when he like a year or a year and a half ago when he was you know kind of doing his thing? Um, yeah, I think he can. Uh, I mean, I think I think I'm gonna be a nine, ten, eleven guy. Yeah, and I, and I would say even up, you know, seven, eight. But yeah. you know, and I think that's kind of where he was before he took a year off. So right, right. Um, I'm sure he's he's got to be realistic about it. At the same time, you know, yeah, I don't think he. Yeah. Expect him to go out there and get on the podium or anything. So um, it should be interesting, though. So does he get to keep the number nine? That's I don't one, know. That's I one of my know. first thoughts. I mean, of course, you know we'll have to ask Doris down at the AMA, but um, we'll have to see. I guess. Do you? I'm uh, sure. I'm sure he's petitioning pretty hard for it. And Davy, I mean, Jesus, uh, you know, Davy already was. You know, he had uh, had the big surgery on his leg and his knee, missed the outdoors. Then he came back. Then he broke his foot, I correct, right? I think he broke his foot yep. again. Yeah, and, and the ligaments then, or something in it too, I think, maybe right. more than the actual foot. He spoke, and I spoke to him. I did an interview on Pulp MX with him, and uh, uh, he had just gotten back riding. So Davey Millsaps' is 2014 uh, uh, is off to a rough start. Rough start. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's a bummer. I think he kind of went with that decision to get surgery right after Las Vegas. So this wouldn't happen. You know, I think he was hoping to be uh, 100% and strong for 2014, and that was, you know, the whole reason he skipped outdoors. And unfortunately, that's, you know, not looking like it's going to happen. Mason, how how do you think Ivan can do? Um, I'm kind of with you guys. You know, into the top ten there. And who knows, maybe if he keeps going, if it's a year-long deal or whatever happens, maybe by the end he'd pick it up. But I'll tell you what, honestly, uh, and this is no – Ivan always hasn't been the biggest fan of me. Yeah, weird. Uh, yeah, weird. Um, uh, he hangs out with Carmichael a lot, and Ricky didn't have a lot of th- good things to say. But uh, uh, I think we kind of made some progress a little bit here and there, and this is no bullshit. When I went to the H&H track when he was on Cowies, so that would have been 11? 11, yeah. He was riding very good. Yeah. And he was doing 25 lappers on you know full track. I don't know, I was timing him. I timed him for about six laps in a row. He, he was within a half a second, six laps in a row. This was like three quarters of the way through the moto. I think he did 25 laps. The guy looked good. Yeah. He looked really good. And yeah. then at Dodger Stadium, Carpenter hit him, broke his hand, and never saw him again. Yeah, that's just kind of been the story I have in the last five or so years, you know? I think he can rip and just has like some weird stuff happening. But yeah. I wouldn't, like, coming back, I wouldn't question his endurance or any of that. Yeah. It's just going to be, you know, race time and gate time and all that. But. I think he takes this pretty seriously. He's not going to take this ride and half-ass it. No, no way. Cause this, no, you know, I don't think right. he's ever done it like that. Right, yeah. right. Like, I think we can all agree there is going to be a lot of training and riding from, from Ivan Tedesco yeah. if he gets a spot full-time yeah. or whatever. 
I got to think they're not bringing him out of the intro if this is just, hey, ride two or three races until Davey comes back. Yeah. Right? I wouldn't think so. I mean, and you, I mean, if they're hiring another dude, I don't think it's for one or two races. You know, if, yeah. they're, if they had to miss the first round or the second round, I don't think they'd go out and right. hire a guy to be there. But, you know, this, yeah. that's what makes me think that maybe this is a little more serious. And, I agree. Well, makes and the, toughest, the toughest thing is just start reading off the guys that he, he has to race with going into this season. <laughs> it is not an easy task. No, no, we do that all the time, and and, and yeah, now we you just t- start reading them off, and you're just like, wow, like where you know right. where do you put your where do you put a guy in there? Like, uh, it's like it's tough. Everyone's talking about Roxon and Tomac, and rightfully so. But another guy, Will Hahn. I mean, no slouch. Yeah, he's a that Will Hahn will be in every main event and be running around, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten spot. I think, and there's another guy that no one really talks about. And yeah. so three, two champions, and Eli Tomac, a past champion, are moving in the 450 class. So where are they going to go? Who misses out? Well, that's that's more what I was just looking at with Ivan. Is you, right. you just start counting off guys. He's got to find a he's got to find a slot in there. You know, right? Even guys like Tickle and Shorty and I mean, right. not forget about Villapoto and Dungies and all those guys. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, right. Uh, Pike. What about a guy like Pike? Does he drop off? Right, you Chad know? and all those guys. I mean, there's just it's well. deep, man. Barsha, Canard. I talked to Villaman. You know? I, I talked to Villaman. He he doesn't think so. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's made his. Opinion known. <laughs> Maybe it has something to do with the fact that when he was racing, it was deeper. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see for sure. And so Ivan Tedesco announced today uh, on the Rockstar racing team, and uh, um, Millsap's possibly hurt, not able to put any weight on his foot or leg today. So, uh, of course, you know, I, besides talking to Davey and, and besides reaching out to Ivan, and um, I asked, like, some people that actually, like, run the team, and I got no responses. So, you know, they're at a press intro. Now, I'm not there. I don't live there. So maybe you can say, hey, Tubby, just show up. But, I mean, I, I don't live there. Yeah. But you would think. Well, that, I wonder if there's even been a decision made at this point. Well, I, I mean, you know, this is important stuff, media-wise. I know. Right? That's what I'm saying, though. Maybe they don't even know. Well, then just say we don't know. Yeah, they don't like doing that. Okay. Number 69 uh, winner, Stephen Brown. Uh, is the winner of the uh, fly racing gear from Andrew Short from Bercy. Uh, we'll contact you, Stephen Brown. Oh, he lives in Canada. Extra extra money for shipping. Hey, Good so job, you, Mason. You, you picked on me about 69, but Stephen Brown is so pumped right now. Yeah, he's I like, know. Mason is awesome, dude. He has a good number choice. Um, But he's from Canada, Mason. He just jacked me. Oh, sorry, man. Um, It's a lot of money in shipping. We'll have to cut back Come on, on. JT, JT's uh, salary this month. Um, Oh, also, too, JT, uh, uh, we had a listener, Cody Baxter. Um, he wanted a, a jersey from you in the worst way. And uh, yep. so we, we teamed up. Um, we love the privateers, Mason, on this show. So we ran a, uh, a privateer vote. Cody Baxter chipped in 200 bucks. We chipped for a JT jersey. Go figure. I don't know. Hmm. I, I don't know, Mason. Um, and uh, we chipped in 300 and we got 500 bucks that we gave to the winner of our Pulp MX privateer poll. And uh, Blow Scott Twitch Nation yeah. on board. And, I've seen that. And that was it. Out. Done. Blows run away with it. Yeah. It's like Selena Gomez Nation. It's just unstoppable force. <laughs> it, oh, it I know is. what that's like. <laughs> it is. So Chris Blos is the winner. Chris Blos, who was in studio, uh, was it last week? Was he here? I don't remember. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago? Yeah. I, feel like, oh, yeah. I feel like the Twitch demographic and the Selena Gomez demographic are one and the same. They go hand in hand, huh? A lot of the same followers. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you. I bet you that's true. Um, uh, anyway, so yeah, I think... Uh, 
I think Blow's got some help there, but that's okay. We didn't set any rules. We didn't set any ground rules. So um, congratulations to Chris Blow. So we'll get that 500 bucks to him. Maybe at Anaheim. Maybe we wait till Anaheim. We give it to him at Anaheim. Take a photo and, you know, here you go. Or you can give it to me. I'll give it to oh, him. Oh, yeah. Uh, should get far. Yeah. Yeah. Bar no tab. doubt. He, uh, the big winner of the Reno Arena Cross. Yeah, I, dude. He didn't even want to go. I had to talk him into it over our Call of Duty headsets. <laughs> we were playing duty like on Tuesday. And I'm like, dude, go to Reno. Couple grand. He's on the, yeah, he dude. won some good money. Yeah, it's about right. 1800 bucks, I think. Right. And, yeah, so I was, like, talking him into it forever. And then I was going up there. So I'll pay for all your gas. We'll stay at my parents. You have nothing to pay for. Like, why would you? Yeah. Even if you make 1000 bucks, right, like, right. you're still making something. And then he finally went. I don't understand a guy like Blows. And, and JT, you can, you're the anti-Blows because you, would, you went to Finland for, like, 200 bucks. But that's not true. No, but I'm saying like you're not scared. Like you, you know, you need to make a living. No, I yeah. When if they tell me money's there to be won, <laughs> I I just I don't know. I believe that I was going to go in. Blows, so let's do it. When Blows was on Troy Designs, Ping's like, hey, we're not paying him any money. He's broke. Uh, you know, he's a good rider. I called him up and I said, Blow, I was helping guys for Montreal Supercross. You know, this was 2009 or whatever, 2010. I said, Blows, look, first place is five. Was it five grand, JT? Nine grand? It was a lot. Uh, it depends. It was eight at one point, then they dropped it to six. So. Okay. Well, I said, look, first place is like six grand, and it goes six, three, two. You know, you'll get top five. Blows, just you're a great rider. You'll get top five. Um, I'll get you all expenses paid. I'll get you two grand show-up money, and then whatever you win in the purse. And it's a pretty good purse. And keep in mind, he was broke and not making any money. Yeah. Uh, and he's just like, no. Yeah. And I'm like, what you got, Blows? You got a lot going on right now? So, I did. I don't know I why mean, he's like it that. It blew me away. I'm like, Jesus, Blows. Yeah. He ended up going, though. No, he didn't. Not that year. Oh, uh, he went the next year. Okay, yeah, maybe. Maybe he got through to him. You know what I but, think it is with with guys that like are pretty good at Supercross or you know have a little bit of a name as they go to these things and they don't want to get shown up by some dude that's you know like a Montreal <laughs> local or a Reno local. And, I mean. Because I had a kid like that growing up racing. He raced all the nationals, like all Supercross nationals. His parents were loaded. Who and was it? Zeb Armstrong. Oh, I know Zeb. Oh, yeah, 310. Yeah. Yeah. 310. Yeah. Bothered me. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, so he was just this rich kid doing all the stuff. Never, like, never had to pay for nothing. And he would not race local. And it'd be like me, Miller, Bite, you know, those like those dudes racing. He probably maybe could have beat us, and he still wouldn't race it. Because it was just. Yeah. Zeb full on did all the races for years. Oh, yeah. Like everything. Dude, his parents, like, paid some ridiculous amount to help that. What was it? Like, Warthog or something that year? Okay. Help pay, like, to fund, like, the team so that he yeah. had a ride to the races. Like uh, you know, JT like some... and Zeb probably had battles at some point. No, dude, JT better have smoked Zeb. No, were you okay? Because right. I could smoke Zeb and JT could smoke me. So right. He, uh, you know what? I was willing to do any of those as long as there was like decent money. I wouldn't go to race just to race, just just because I was all the time. Would but... you have taken a blow steal though if I told if I had given it to you and you were making no money to go to Montreal? Yeah, two grand. I raced Montreal every year no, but of my you, pro career. What you are you got, talking about? You got more money than he did. What You're I'm saying, saying two grand. I'm saying, okay. would you do a blow steal? Two grand and win the purse. Yeah, I got two grand a bunch of years. Oh, yeah. okay. All right, all right. Yeah. I'm okay. like the JTFMX, man. I'm all over the place. I don't even care. <laughs> you went to Checo for no reason. Yeah. I remember one time talking to Twitch. He's all, dude, I ain't going to Europe unless it's like 15, 20 grand. Well, damn. <laughs> You're like, I'll go for five. Yeah, where did I take the wrong turn? Because no, I'm, I'm over there I, all the time. Look, and you know what? I think I'd be like you guys if I race. Like, hey, like, I mean, don't don't take advantage of me, but look at the money compared to how long you got to work with laying carpet to make five yeah, grand or whatever. Yeah, well, that's you know? my thing is like, dude, I was a broke kid and then a broke racer and then a broke freestyler forever. So I'm not like some guy says, hey, five grand. I'm like, okay, cool. Right. You know, right, it's right. like that's a lot What's of money. What's the least amount you, you went somewhere for? Um, 
Well, it depends because I've done shows like in Reno for you know two, three grand. Okay. But if I'm going to Europe, it, it would be nice to get like five. Like, okay. Minimum. Yeah. Just because of the travel. Yeah, basically. of course. It's not no. the riding. Right. Like, the riding's the fun part. Five and all expenses, you'll go. Yeah. That's, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. And and what's the most you made? Um, I think the most I ever made was ten. Okay. In one shot, and it was easy. Yeah. I think it was a halftime show, so it wasn't even like a contest or nothing. Right. So I did like you know two, three, fifteen-minute demos a night or something like that. And, JT, what was the most you ever made for to go for a race? One weekend. Yeah. Start money or total? Just total. Total twenty three, I think. Nice. Oh, he's really showing off now. Yeah. Well, Can I take mine back? <laughs> like I didn't say it. Mason, you you said you you said uh, ten. You actually meant uh, thirty. Yeah, I meant you know ten a jump, <laughs> and I did five jumps. No, I honestly like ten ten a ten a weekend was like at the at the height of it. That was what my going rate was. Yeah. And I was like, I was pumped for that. Oh, I, that was, took a long time to build up to. Yeah. Uh, uh, so tell me this. So one year they brought gardening gloves guy to Montreal. Oh, yeah. How much was that dude getting? I don't know. For double, for bubble, double he got, backflip. He got 50. Yeah, he, he, would, got 50. he was on Krusty Tour with us, and he was getting like 30 or 40 a show. No, then, he did not get 50 grand yet. Yes, too. he did. Yeah, because he got yes, 50. He I went to uh, Genoa Supercross, I think. Yeah. And he got 50 there. And didn't even come close to landing. I'm like, dude, I could put on hockey pads and give it a go. He give didn't come close to Montreal either. Gosh, dude, he had to do two shows and he made what I made every single show I rode that year. Fifty grand. Wow. All right, I just got blown away right he, now. Yeah, try right being now. us. Dude, dude wears sunglasses, not goggles. And he's getting fifty grand out. He there. does have a sweet American flag outfit. Though. I got one of his jerseys. Oh, out. you did? Yeah. I was kind of like, I liked it, dude. He's actually a really nice guy. Is he, yeah. But uh, I was kind of I was all wasted and making fun of him. Told him I wanted a jersey, and then I wore it. And yeah, oh. so I still got it though. It's cool. Jesus, JT, fifty grand for Montreal. Yeah, dude. And you usually get he paid was, cash uh, at those things. He, I mean, he was like the only guy that would try that trick. There was only like him and Pastrana and like <laughs> I understand, Cam, but Cam Sinclair or whatever that guy is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. very good, yeah. JT. You're very educated. Oh, he's a super smart guy. Yeah. Very smart. Guy. No, he's really smart. I can tell by the way he dresses. Oh, his jeans. Sharp. He, He's sharp. Here we you go. want to talk about his jeans? <laughs> no. I don't want him to start talking about something I do. How, so how frustrated are you, JT, with the jeans comment on Twitter and everything, on Instagram and everything? I, I really don't care. Okay. Because we broke down. JT once paid $350 for a pair of jeans. Oh. Well, when you're making freaking twenty three grand a weekend, you can do that. <laughs> That's no one problem. weekend. Yeah. Um, uh, we, uh, so, yeah, we, we, he gets a lot of flack from the, our, the Pulp Nation. About this gene choice, so. I mean, uh, wait. Oh, your clothes are way too nice. That's not really a great insult. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Screw you, man. You dress too nice. <laughs> right? Right? You understand the ridicule I take on a daily basis? Telling me my clothes are too nice is not yeah. not that rough. Right, yeah, exactly. Not not too bad. Uh, all right, hey, let's let's get our first guest on the, on the phone. Uh, his appearance on the show brought to you by Showy Helmets. 50 years of helmet technology. Kevin Windham wore Showy his whole career, almost his whole career. Justin Barshaw wears your Showy now. Michael Lessie, Josh Grant, VFXW, Showy-Helmets.com. We thank them for coming on board, the best helmet out there. And uh, with that, let's get to our racer for hire. Kyle Chisholm, what's up, man? What's up, guys? How are Hello. you? Uh, I'm good. A little bit tired from all our, uh, our traveling, but yeah, doing good. So yeah. you yeah. went to Chimitz, Chimitz, Tel- Chemnitz. Chemnitz. Tourist destination, yeah. Chemnitz, Germany. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Why do you it's say that? Beautiful J- place. Why do you say that, JT? Because it is a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll second that. The man knows Germany. Like, you got to give it to, I'm not going to question JT's <laughs> knowledge on that. 
Um, yeah. Every German town I ever went to, and I went to you know three or four or whatever, they all had the hooker houses, the red light district. Oh, yeah, it seemed like yeah. it was everywhere. Yeah. Like it didn't, it didn't yeah. Everywhere. We, me and Brittany wanted to go when we were there, and even when we went to Stuttgart, you know, a few weeks ago, and then Chemnitz this past weekend, we we still have never like even all the different times we've been to Europe, at Bercy, all of them, we've still never even seen a red light district. So I have we tried to go, and then like I don't, somehow it never works out. So I, one of the ones that we go to, I have to go at least experience it and see it. I'll go with you guys. So. <laughs> Mason will go. If you're if you're gonna go to one, go to like go to Amsterdam and just see like the real one. Yeah, they're they're in all big cities over there, but Amsterdam is yeah. the one. It's just so much bigger. But JT, here's a, here's a strange thing. Like, okay, so I went to Kiel, right? There was yep. one in Kiel. That's a small city. And then yep. I went to another town um, that was you know maybe the size of I don't even know the size of like uh, um, Corona or something, and they had a red light district. Or yeah, they're or, everywhere. Like I couldn't, sure. I could, I just thought it was the huge cities that have them, but they're everywhere. Yeah, so for sure, it's basically just the red lights just sick, you know signify that's where right. like hookers are. Right, right. So they're basically everywhere. Mason, uh, probably the freestyle guys map that out before they go. They GPS it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of know where it's at. That and the good bars because you got to start at the bars because I got to get a little courage going. I can't just walk <laughs> they, in. There they should have like a red light app. <laughs> Dude, they that's our do. money maker right there. Shit. Yeah, that's, our, that's my million dollar idea. That was badass, dude. I'm stealing. <laughs> so so the, red light, light app. the red light district, does it It literally has red lights there? Is that how you know? Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah. yeah, above the windows, yeah. Dude, do the yeah. drive from Reno to Vegas. You'll see red lights blinking yeah. everywhere. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I never Really? It's yeah. Here, too? Uh-huh. I thought it was just Pahrump, and then that was it. No. Nah. I actually paid for my first check like halfway in between here and Reno. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so gnarly dish is so ugly. Uh, you can leave that part out, Mason. Just be like, she's super hot. I know. I thought I was talking to myself right, right there. I don't right. know how that came out. Um, how did Kemet's go for you, uh, uh, Kyle? Uh, it was all right. I mean, like uh, JT will know that that was probably the best dirt I've ever ridden on. Uh, it, it was terrible. Like the dirt was just, it was terrible. It, I it's hard to describe how I've never ridden something like it before. Like, yeah, but what's it? It's yeah, like soft it like? and and ruddy, but and like super slippery, really sticky, ruddy, but like yeah, it's like really slippery. Like almost like there's like oil or like grease in it. It's the greasy. Like, yeah, it feels yeah, like you're riding on like an oil dump. Yeah, and like like they like when they were grooving the track. Like if we were, if even if the track was totally smooth, like just walking up the face of like the the finish line jump or something, you can't even like walk up the jump because you just. Slide, like your feet are just sliding, <laughs> but yet but it's, yet it's like yeah. sticky and ruddy. Weird is really weird. Yeah, it's super. It's strange. almost like a dry mud race. Like it, it's really weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you're doing all you doing all these races, or are you going to miss Dortmund for Anaheim? It, well, it's when Phoenix is, I think, okay. this year. So that's when the second round is. Yeah. But to be honest, I don't really know. Um, I'm definitely doing Munich, which is in like it's the weekend right before Christmas. Mm-hmm. So be there, and then like I said, Dortmund is when Phoenix is. So. Unfortunately, I still don't know 100% what I'm going to do for this year, you know, back home. Yep. So I have a couple things in the works, I'm working on a few things. So I think something good will will come. Like I, I should have something here uh-huh. hopefully within the next week or two. Um, so it kind of just depends on that. But yep. if it's not, yep. to be honest, if it's not a great deal at home, you can make some pretty good money at the Dortmund race. So it, I'm kind of just, yep. you know, if I miss – Phoenix or something like that you yeah. have to go there. I, you can make, I mean, JT, you know, like you can make pretty good money there at that one. Yeah. So, like I said, if it's not a great deal at, here at home and I'm able to 
go do it, then you know I think it would be worth it. But obviously, if I have a good deal here, I'd much rather be here. So we just, um, uh, depends on how everything goes. Yeah, we we've covered the German racing here, and again, you know, and even Ivan Tedesco was on the show when his failed attempt at German yeah. Germany. It's just a different type of racing. It, it's it, speed yeah. doesn't necessarily it, mean anything. It's just just yeah, weird. it's different. I mean, like. I, I've never actually raced like arena cross, but I'd imagine it's got to be something similar. But I mean, like lap times are you know twenty five seconds, and mm-hmm. you know at, at the most probably, and it's like fifteen lap main events. So you, the race is not even eight minutes long. Yeah, and just really tight, really small. Like the race this weekend, on Saturday night, I'm like halfway through the main, and I'm coming over. There's, there's a triple, which it, as small as the arena is and everything, it's actually pretty big triple for, mm-hmm. for being in there. Yep. And the lanes are literally just separated by hay bales, like on each side. <laughs> right. So, and you got to remember it's ruddy and nasty and yeah. guys are going all over the place. I come over the triple like halfway through the main on Saturday. And as I take off, I like look up, you know, to look at the landing and Les Smith is riding up the landing backwards <laughs> as he crossed over from the, from the other lane. And I'm talking to him after the race and he's like, He's like, yeah, dude, I didn't know what I should do. He's like, I was going to just let go of my bike because, you know, I didn't know who was coming. And I'm like, dude, I'm glad you didn't let go of your bike because it would have probably just went straight oh. straight into me when I landed. It's just, I didn't even just know, it was a little bit crazy. I didn't even know Les it, was it, over there. It, yeah. yeah, he was over there. It's actually a lot of – when I, I think I went in 2009 is when I did a couple races over there, and that's the only other time I've, I've done those races. And I, I don't know, JT, if you remember, there was it didn't seem like – as many American guys were there back then, like now, like literally, probably at least half the field is like all American guys. So, I mean, yeah, the last you know, the last two or three guys. years, it's kind of exploded, and it it kind of dies off. I don't know if guys kind of get hurt or get yeah. discouraged and don't want to come back and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So Munich and Dortmund kind of taper off a little bit, but yeah, uh, the last few years, the first yeah. couple have been pretty stacked. Um, so yeah. how how did you never do? Done yeah. these two before? I just did Munich and Dortmund before, you know when I did them a few years ago and mm-hmm. yeah, definitely way more American guys than I expected to be, to be able to and, and I think I was the top American uh, this weekend. Like I ended up fourth and there's just a few French guys or, or French, you know, Euro guys that were in front of me. And like not, not many of the American guys really, really did very good. It's just, it's just really different racing. And for me, like the reason I wanted to go do as more of them this year is like, obviously I've been hurt since March and didn't really get to race all year. So just off a long time and, and just practicing, you know, you don't get that same thing as, as racing, even though it's not the same tracks and not the same guys. It's still the getting like that race mentality. Yeah. And, and also I can go, you know, make, make a little bit of money. You so know, it's two, two rounds down, two stops yeah. down, but four rounds or whatever down in this German series. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's two races each night. Right. So Munich, the next one has a two night, and then Dortmund is three nights. So where do you? I guess technically five nights of racing left. Where do you sit in the points, or is this thing? Is this uh, does it matter? I think I'm like tied for third or tied for fourth because the the first weekend a couple a few weeks ago, I was, I, I just kind of rode like. No, you're you're in second, won. bro. I mean, yeah, I'm in second. Okay, I don't even know. Yeah, you're in second points. <laughs> Clearly, they do the points weird over there. Yeah, I, I don't know. How it's like. uh, I'm just going to race. If I win, I win. And I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'm trying to take it seriously, but not. Right. I'm not just focused on just the results. I'm just trying to, like I said, I've, I've been hurt all year and just not, not you know, on mm-hmm. the, you know gate time, you know, racing time. So trying to just, um, make, you know, improve myself to to benefit me when you know when Supercross starts here. So you yeah. you uh, 
for next year, 2014. I heard a rumor about you. Let me ask you if it's true. Yeah. One of the things I heard about you, you and Canari to the Ty Lube team, which is the old and fab team, Alan Brown's team, Ty Lube Yamaha. Yeah. Uh, yep. Supercross on the Yamaha, and then you go to OTSFF, uh, the Canadian team for the Canadian Nationals. This is the latest rumor I heard. Uh, it's it's a possibility. Okay, that's, right. that's definitely on, on the table a little bit. Um, do you um, think you'll ride Yamaha next year, no matter what, or are you different deals, uh, different um, bikes? I mean, I definitely would say no matter what. I would. I mean, I, the the new bike I've gotten to ride it. I've ridden it just a few days. Um, like actually, I've been. Right now, I've been riding a 2013 bike still at home. That's what I'm racing over in Germany also, just a 2013. Because I've only ridden a new bike, like, I think I've ridden it like two or three days, like before Monster Cup. Mm-hmm. And the bike's awesome. I just don't have one yet, you know, because I don't know yeah. for sure what I'm doing. So the bike is totally different, but it, the new bike is really good. So I, I would definitely prefer to just to stay on them, but obviously mm-hmm. not opposed to if something good, yeah. you know, came. But, uh, yeah, I mean, more than likely, I would say I'll I'll be on be on a Yamaha. Right. So that, but that is definitely a possibility. Um, I kind of, like I said, I have some things in the works. There's an, another team um, that I would actually just race all year mm-hmm. in the U.S. You know, Indoors, motocross. Yep. And then there's the possibility to go do the Canada thing this year. So, um, I think for like right now, we're just trying to kind of put everything on the table and see like what the options are mm-hmm. and see what's going to be you know be the best overall and and uh, and then kind of go from there. I, I, I mean, I definitely want to be here. That's my first, you know, that's where I want to be. But mm-hmm. if if I don't have something good that, you know, that can help me do, you know, be where I want to be, and, you know, if, that going up to Canada is a, is a good possibility for the summer. And and yeah. I think I would kind of do, or I would like to do something like, you know, like what Metcalf did this year with, you know, doing as many of the races down here that right. don't interfere right. with the races up there and, Man, and, uh, uh, you, yeah, that's definitely a possibility. You, Canari, and Metcalf all race Canadian Nationals, and then you got throw in Fasciati. Ooh, it's a barn burner yeah. up there. Um, yeah, uh, you we know, might have to get Mathis up to some of the races this year. I went to one last year. I, I'm such a sicko. Like even my weekends off, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go to Canadian National. You know, like I'm such an idiot. Yeah. But uh, yeah. and, you know, you took a lot of <laughs> flack on the show. The whole X brand goggle debacle. We had a falling yeah. out. There was people unhappy. Uh, contracts not signed. Uh, Brittany had to I had to make Brittany sign a contract when she came in for the Valentine's Day show. But yeah. let the record show, you're wearing X brands right now in Germany for yeah. free. See everybody, I'm not even right. getting paid. No pay under contract, and I'm wearing X brand on. Yes, I feel like this is gonna. If anybody's, you know, still not on your side for that, this might turn them. This might help. So, um, <laughs> no, they. You know, between them, yeah. they really are. They're they're great goggles. You know, I, I definitely. You hear that, Mason? I definitely like them. I wasn't listening. What? I, great, I, great goggles. I'm choosing to wear them. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. The the Germany thing is uh is is a different deal, and uh, you know, hopefully you have good luck with that. But you know, Chisholm, if you, yeah. you know, you were in the spot before, and if if I need to go to your house, break your visor, duct tape your visor. You know, you show up at, I'll do it. And you bring a sprocket and bars and duct tape visor, and you did it before. Yep. You did and it Gare Bear is the, uh, Ga- the mechanic. Gare, 90% Bear in there. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, you come you come from nothing. And uh, you yep. did it once. Why not again, right? Hey, and you know when I did it last time is when I went, I went to Germany before. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. did that. So we might have right. to repeat. It's so. tough, man. It's like, and like, even like, I've been talking to Bobby a little bit. Uh, yeah. uh, yourself. Um, I'm trying to think. There's another guy. Oh, Blos was in here. Like it's yeah. just so tough right now. And you guys are 
you guys aren't like like uh uh lcq guy i mean you guys are main event yeah. riders you, you, you know yeah. you you finished top 10 every time you race just about in the main event if not better uh, and and yet and bobby it, had there's just nothing out there it's it's so frustrating yeah. it's got to be frustrating it's tough yeah it's, it's frustrating it's just i mean like you just said there's a lot of guys in the same boat and there's just there's really not there's no spots available i mean like for somebody like you know even like metcalf like you know winning it he, right. he won in canada this year which is good but not only did he do that but he came down here you know some of the outdoors and and did really good too you yeah. know i think he what he gets Fourth, yeah, at Southwick, fourth whatever, at Southwick which, and a seventh. Which you, could say, yeah. you could say, oh, it's Southwick, you know, he's good there, but he also backed it up and, you know, had, I think he was top 10 in all the other motos that he did. But yet, I don't, as far as I know, he didn't really even have any offers to no. stay down here because there's just nothing, yeah, there's nothing available. A lot of the guys had two year deals this year and a lot of teams have been going away. And, like, really, when you really think about it, if you're not, for the most part, if you're not on a factory team or a team that's giving factory bikes or anything, there's really no other teams. Like, there's not, there's not very many private satellite, you know, whatever you want to call them, teams anymore. Yeah. So, there's just all all those other. Those, there's you know just if you just put two or three teams, you know, almost probably eight to ten, you know, maybe eight eight rides that would be available mm-hmm. for, you know, guys like me and for Brett, you know, and yeah. some of those other guys that don't have anything right now. So. It's tough, but you know, just trying to trying to put together and see what the best program that we can put together is, you know, to, for the year to, you know, to get out there and, and just be out there and and then uh, you know mm-hmm. see see what comes up. So. Yeah, it's got to be like, is it is it been? I mean, have you been like, you know, really super frustrated and all that? Um, how's how's I mean, it, how's it been like it, your mentality? Like, are you bitter and pissed off? Or I mean, no, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't. I'm not bitter and pissed off. I mean, it's. It's tough. I mean, especially for me, being hurt for for most of the year. You know, I yeah. I for the situation that we had at the beginning of the year with the whole velocity thing, like going away and yeah. dealing with that. You know, I, the results still weren't weren't terrible for everything we were dealing with. And I was happy for the most part with how the year was going, and we were getting better each week. And then obviously, I you know I got hurt and um, took way longer than than expected. I had to have another surgery. Mm-hmm. You know after a couple months into my recovery. So I, you know, I didn't, I didn't end up getting there. I started riding, I think like the week of, of Elsinore national. So yeah. yeah. yeah that's a long time. Enough, yeah. Just, that's a long, that's a just, long time. Yeah. 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 A long time to be off and a, a kind of a complicated injury because everything was injured on my, on my same leg, you know, on my knee and my leg, my ankle, right. everything like that. So rehab was tougher than even normal. Cause you know, multiple joints on the same leg and, and all that stuff. So, just a lot of a lot to deal with and kind of recover from. So just uh, I don't know. It was just it was hard coming back from it. And I, but to be honest, now I've been riding like I think three months now, mm-hmm. and I actually feel as as good as ever. You know, riding everything. So I think doing the German races is is going to help me a lot. Like I'm, I see right. improvements each time I get out there and ride, and just getting in that mentality of like having to put in a fast lap in practice and taking off the gate and you know doing yeah. sprint laps and it's got to help the intensity of racing. Yeah, it should be good. So, have to just you know try to put something together for for racing here this year and come out like we did two years ago. I have to have my dad back out there. Uh, yeah. t- duct tape the visor, duct tape the visor, <laughs> and just run yeah. it. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You got a question for Kyle Chisholm? Uh, we got him on the while a lot the line for a little bit longer. Um, yeah. So I mean, basically at this point, Kyle, 
you're yep. no matter what ride you get, I mean, it's not going to be a salary. You'll try to make money from gear and everything else, and then yep. hopefully just get expenses paid, right? That's what a guy like you is hoping to get at this point. Yeah, I mean, like to be honest, if it's costing you money to go race, like that's all, like like the way you have to look, like. I want to be out there racing because of just the passion of doing it. I love racing. I've done it forever. That's like, that's what keeps me wanting to do it, you know, aside from dealing with the the money parts of it. But then at the same time, you have to look at it as it is a business and I can't, if it's, if you're spending money to go racing and you're just constant, you know, you're not getting anything back or whatever, at some point you have to kind of, you have to kind of draw the line of yeah. like, it's not worth it to do it or, you know, whatever. Right. But I love racing you know, I, I'm not going to say it's all I know, but it's kind of all I want to know right now because, you know, I love racing. I've done it forever. I still feel like I have plenty of good years racing and, you know, and it's what I want to do. Yeah. So trying to just put together what's the best. And if it can, I guess the, the kind of goal would be at least to where it's not costing me money to be to be there. Right. Or, you know, say maybe you're breaking even and uh, just try to put in good results and do good. And, uh, you know, like I said, a lot of guys had two-year deals, you know, you know, going like through this next year, and then a lot of deals are up. So, you know, try to get out there and right. just put in good results and have a good year and stay healthy and when you, and uh, you know, just put put some good results together and have something solid for for the next year is kind of kind of the goal at this point. When you hear like Tedesco uh, looks like a fill in spot for Davey um, yeah. on the Rockstar, I mean, is that something that you would do? Like, like I talked to uh, um, I don't know who I was talking to. Uh, and they were just like, "Hey, I'm not even coming out. I just hope to get a fill-in ride if somebody gets hurt." Um, is yeah. that would you do that, or would would you just be there anyways to race on a bike that you would like to, to make money? How, how does? I mean, if you, I think definitely if, if there's a good opportunity with a good team on a on a good bike and everything like that, that's definitely. If you're doing it on your own, I definitely think as as long as it's not like, as long, if you're doing it on your own and you're happy with everything. That's great, and if a better opportunity comes mm-hmm. and you're able to do it, I definitely think like I would definitely do that. Um, I think some people might look at it like taking a step, even though you're getting better support or whatever, you might not have as good results because you're on a different bike, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think when, when something like that comes up, you just have to sit down and kind of weigh the options of you know of what what you think is best for you for you and your career. Mm-hmm. But I definitely, you know, if nothing is put together and I'm doing races on my own and stuff like that, I definitely would be, you know, right. take the opportunity you know, to fill in. If, as long as it's on a good team and a good bike. JT, like that, um, you know? JT what yeah. would you do? What would you do if you were Kyle Chisholm? I don't know, man. I don't know all of his options. Um, you know, really the best advice is just put yourself in the best situation when you, you know, look at all the factors and make sure you're on good equipment. But you if know, some, sometimes, uh, if some janky team, and he went through this last year, a janky yeah, team gets you. Yeah, you have to put you have to put the situation above money sometimes. And I've, you know, not always done that in my career. Yeah. But looking back, <laughs> that's the best advice I could give. Yeah, yeah. Get put yeah, yourself I, in the best I, I situation to succeed versus what you're going to make the most money doing. Yeah, and that's kind of what I've. Not that, by no means that I do like, let's say, just my deal this year that fell apart. I definitely wasn't going after the money to do that. There wasn't wasn't really many options even last year. Right. And Yamaha was supporting him. Like the the two bikes I'm riding at home right now are Yamaha gave me those bikes from the you know so Yamaha was 100 percent supportive of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I just didn't get paid, and because I didn't get paid, 
there was no money to go to get us to the races. So it wasn't like an equipment problem or bike problems or anything like that. It was literally just the person that was supposed to have the money to get us to the races didn't have it. So we weren't getting paid and weren't getting to the races. So Yamaha was awesome as far as like, you know, right. getting me bikes to ride. And still, even now, they've been giving, you know, helping with parts and stuff to, to be able to, to be riding right now and everything. So, yeah. so that's been good. And I think what I kind of learned from that is just like, like I said, not that I was going after the money then either because the money wasn't great for mm-hmm. that either. But I just, I don't want to, I definitely don't want to lock myself into something that's not great just simply for like what you're saying with the fill-in stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. That's... Not that I, I don't want anyone to get hurt, but if somebody does and I have the opportunity to fill in on, you know, a factory bike or, or a good bike on a good team, you know, that I definitely want to be able to, to at least explore that option. I don't want to be, I'm not, I don't want to sign something for, you know, not good money or even if it is good money on bad equipment or not a good team or anything like that. Cause it's not in, in the long run, it's not worth it. You know, like I said, trying to look at this year as almost a building year, you know, since I was current for most of this year, just yeah. get out there putting good results. And, and like I said, hopefully have a good solid deal for, you know, going into the, the next year. It's a, uh, so. it's a super, super difficult decision for you. No doubt. Um, for all, yeah. the, for all the things you just laid out, do you have a gear deal yeah. lined up for anybody if if it, uh, if 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 it comes to that? I mean, like right now, like HJC, like my helmet deal, like they're wanting to you know continue. Mm-hmm. I've been with them. This will be my third year with them. So like yep. a lot of my O'Neill, like all that, all my stuff is kind of just waiting on what I end up doing. Right. As far like all my current sponsors, unit, all that stuff that I have, um, guys that I've been I've been with. Like I said, my helmet, my gear, my unit my casual i've been with all those guys for like anywhere from like three like i said three with the helmet to yeah. i think this will be like my fifth or sixth year with like unit and o'neill stuff like that so a lot of that stuff is just kind of contingent upon what i do you know if i'm if i'm riding out of a van on my own you know it might be a little bit less money but maybe with the same with the same people yeah as opposed to if i'm filling in on a factory bike you know something yeah, yeah. Something like that. So uh, we're kind of trying to get all that stuff lined up so that once we Mm -hmm. hopefully get the bike stuff nailed down in the next couple weeks, that stuff can just fall into place, you know, know, along with it. It seems like uh, it seems like Rock River is really like cycle traders now on board. And, you know, they used to be a thing where they're like, hey, we'll take your bike to the races if Yamaha sort of approves you. And but you got to pay all the expenses. I think they're stepping up a little bit. I think that might be that might be another. Yeah. Cycle trader Rock River. They're stepping up. Um, Yeah. And those guys helped me a little bit. Like I said, back when yeah. I had to do this this whole thing before. Duct tape visor um, days. The duct tape visor days. Yeah. 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 Back, back then, back in 2000, that was 2010 year, going into 2010 year. And like I said, I did the races in Germany back, you know, back then. Um, and Rock River is actually who helped me. They gave me a couple bikes and took my bike to the races. My dad mechanic for me for like the first, I think, four, four or five rounds of Supercross. And I ended up filling in on uh, – Moto Concepts that year, and that was the best year of my career. Actually, riding as a filling guy, I ended up yeah. tenth in Supercross and sixth, in, you know, in the championship in motocross, and got a permanent number that year and, and everything like that. So, um, yeah, definitely. I guess if I can look to anything, try to just repeat, you know, a year like like I had then. You know, it's kind of the I guess yeah. the goal, you know, for this year. Right on. So, um, well, hey, thanks for yeah. coming on, man. Thanks for uh, letting yeah. us know what's up and. And, you know, maybe we'll get you back on when, when you do to figure out something. I just wanted to get you on and yeah. talk about your deal and talk about Germany and yeah. all that stuff. So, um, Yeah, yeah, no, once I, once I know, I'll let you guys know and, yeah, and get back yeah. on and 
update everyone. And, and, you know, if nothing comes, me and, uh, me and Swiss Corps were talking a little bit and, uh, trying to make some backup plans. And okay. Yeah. Swiss Corps needs if nothing to stop comes together. Swiss but, Corps needs to stop making deals with everyone that involved with the pulp show. And then what happens is he makes these deals. And then I say, Hey, can you do this? He's like, dude, I'm too busy. I'm slammed. I'm doing Kyle Chisholm's and Nick way and rich Taylor stuff. I, I just can't do anything. So, well, we've already been, we've already been negotiating. You know, he, he uh, said he was going to go over yeah. your head on this one. Yeah. You know, he said for Detroit Supercross, he'll definitely be out there mechanicing for me if we need. And, you know, <laughs> Pulp Max could be the title sponsor. Yeah. You know, you know, we, we can throw it right on the chin bar and the helmet, you know, title sponsor right there. Yeah. Mason, so, you got you, you the wanna, offers there. Bro, Mason, you want to? on the same pay plan as Velocity Three. Oh come on, stop <laughs> it! No, I'm just saying if Swiss Corps making hey, deals I, like that, then assume <laughs> the same pay plan. Uh, hey, he assured me that that wouldn't happen. So, oh Jesus! And I told him, I said, make sure you send the contract, and we'll be good. Yeah, really, right? Oh, the signed the contract. Better again. say Swiss Corps Inc. <laughs> <laughs> he he uh he's picked up gigs from like Nick Nick Way and he's picked up X brand yeah. stuff and now he's yeah. talking to you and then and all this stuff takes away from his pulp work. So I really <laughs> I really just need him to concentrate on pulp work. Um, put the whip back the whip on him. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you guys later. All right, see you. Uh, that's Kyle Chisholm, everybody. Looking for a ride. Um, and like you said, J like he said, JT. It's uh like what do you do, right? Like man, do you. It's uh, you, it's not easy. Yeah. Do you go on your own? Do you take the ride that's not that good? Do you wait it out? Do you show up as a privateer? Mason, you freestyle guys don't have these problems. That's why I'm a freestyle guy. Yeah. You were once that I'm one of those guys. Back race. I'm like, screw this. I'm gonna go jump one, jump over and over, and make 500 bucks. It's way easier. He <laughs> did show up a couple weeks ago, and there's a pile of shit bike waiting on him though. Who? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Who? Me? Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't ride that one though. We were okay. Uh, See, that's the cool thing about being freestyle guy. I can just. Pick yeah. and choose what I want to do. And just like, I still need the money, though. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You still got to pay me. I got 22 kids and well, parents to take care of. So. <laughs> well, I saw your tweet, and I didn't think you were going to ride, so that's what I was going off of. Yeah, it was gnarly, dude. They, they're all – because they found two bikes out of all of Czech Republic. And they're like, yeah, they're they're okay. They've been rebuilt, dude. And both the guys just got done riding them in the woods, like, the day before, and it's been raining there for, like, a month. And they're covered in mud, dude. And I'm like, I ain't – dude, there's no way. Um, uh, all right, everybody. Thanks to, uh, thanks to Tech One Designs coming on the show. Uh, they got uh, pitch shirts now. You can put your logo on them. You can custom make pitch shirts um, to to look super sweet for uh, for your team or whatever, um, or just for your you and your mechanic, whatever you want. Um, uh, TechOneDesigns.com, custom graphics too. I'm getting them to make me some sweet custom stuff for my 1990 KX. Uh, TechOneDesigns.com, uh, BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, NFAB Jeep and Truck Bars, Showy Helmets, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Tech One. FMF Racing, Brat Bar, A10 Solutions, W Wheels, uh, fantastic company, W Wheels. The wheel of choice of Mike, Mad Dog Mason, among others. Yes. And, uh, and Black Ops Moto and Optrix all on board with us. We're going to take a commercial break here. JT's going to come back for the, uh, his favorite X-Brand Goggle tear-off segment. Mike Mason's in the house. Aaron, uh, the new producer, is in training with Tits as we speak. And so uh, stick around. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Jake Weimer. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show with Steve Mathis. If you plan on listening to the whole show, you're wasting your time. Because like I said, it's Steve Mathis. 
The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey everyone, Trey Kennard here. I wanted to tell you about one of my favorite products, Fly Racing's Light Hydrogen Racewear. With direct input from Andrew Short and I, the Fly Design Department created the first true, lightweight, minimalist pant and jersey design for pure racing performance. This gear eliminates non-essential features, such as rubber TPR badging, and uses stretch materials for the ultimate race pant and jersey combo. The light hydrogen pant is the lightest, most breathable, and non-restrictive pant I've ever worn. To complete my gear combo, I chose Fly Racing's minimalist light race glove and F2 carbon helmet for a complete race-ready setup. For more information about the light hydrogen racewear and other products from Fly Racing, Visit them on the web at flyracing.com. Get the personalized suspension set up with top-of-the-line components you have always wanted. Racetech is the world's largest motorcycle suspension modification company. Racetech is an industry leader providing Racetech high-performance springs, gold valves, and G3S custom series shocks. Racetech products and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Save yourself 20% by mentioning Pulp Show 2012 or putting that as your coupon code. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically increased bottoming resistance. They offer do-it-yourself gold valve kits, or you can send your stuff to our suspension pros to do the work for you. The choice of Rock River Yamaha, Rockwell Fire Police MX, RF Motorsports KTM, and the Motorsport JBR Spine Chillers Racing Arena Cross Team. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. MFAB has you covered. MFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, MFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. MFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All all NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. You've tried other neck braces, but have you ever tried the one that's flexible? The revolutionary family of Atlas braces are the world's first flexible family of neck braces on the market. Designed to retain natural body mobility and range of motion. Gone are the days of wearing bulky neck protection that restricts your movement. The Atlas Brace family is fully adjustable and unique features like dual chest and back supports, independent chest suspension, a flexible split frame design, and a -a one-of-a-kind emergency release system set the Atlas Brace family apart from others. And our championship-winning athletes Ryan Villapoto, Jeremy McGrath, and Jake Weimer agree. 
You may have tried a neck brace, but you haven't experienced an Atlas brace. It's 2013, and X-Brand is prepped for our biggest year yet. Racers of all calibers are getting wise and switching to X-Brand. Guys like Jimmy Albertson, Josh Strang, Les Smith, Bobby Canary, Austin Politelli, and many more agree. X-Brand can't be beat when it comes to superior foam, a comfortable frame, and simple optics that just plain work. Available in multiple flavors with all the options you need, like zip-offs, laminates, lenses, and nose guards. So head over to EKSBrand.com to order now and use the discount code PULPSHOW13 for an insane 30% off. X-Brand goggles. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulpamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF and winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. There are dozens of helmet brands on the shelf at your local dealer. How do you decide which is the right one for you? With over 50 years experience, Showy delivers a premium helmet with quality that is second to none. Many of our competitors rely on overseas manufacturers who they hope will build the helmets to their specifications. Every helmet that bears the iconic Showy Hexagon undergoes a minimum of seven inspections throughout its week-long manufacturing process in one of our two factories located in Japan. Joey's sole focus on premium helmet engineering and manufacturing guarantee you the highest quality and performance available. Stop by your local Showy dealer and see why team riders like Kevin Windham, Justin Barsha, Josh Grant, and Michael Lessie demand Showy's premium level of comfort, safety, and performance. Showy, Showy, Showy.
Drop the sound of acceleration. Influenced by riders, racers, and outdoor enthusiasts on the tracks and trails of Colorado, the revolutionary Drop formula was created as a solution to energize with clean and natural foods. The Drop Nutrition Bar is a superior food that delivers energy-infused nutrients and protein to meet the demands of today's toughest athletes. Used by top racers like Kevin Windham, David Pingree, Jimmy Albertson, and many more, Drop Nutrition Bars use high-quality natural ingredients and no preservatives and are gluten and soy free. Available in four delicious flavors, honey graham, chocolate chip cranberry, and blueberry. Order now by going to www.dropbar.com or call toll-free at 1-855-8-DROP today. Mention Pulp MX and receive free shipping on your first order of two or more boxes. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Drop Nutrition now. Drop Nutrition Bars, accelerate your body and mind. your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Micah Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style. Construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Pulp MX. Finally a show your father will approve of. That guy's going down. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show.
Yeah, the sweet sounds of Eddie Vedder. Steve Mathis here. Mike, Mike Mad Dog Mason. I've been big on Pearl Jam lately. Big yeah. Pearl Jam guy. Not as big as Van Halen, though, huh? No, but, I mean, I, you can't. You just can't do Halen all the time. You have to, like, take a break. Oh, did you just now learn this? Because this just in. They're not making anything new. Yeah. <laughs> so Pearl Jam is at least making new music. Glad you finally got some common sense when it comes to music. That's nice of you. <laughs> you as a musician, you let me down, though, because Eddie Van Halen should be someone you look up to. Yeah, it's just it's all it's different, though. I'm not saying he's a bad musician. He's probably one of the best guitarists ever, but I just like the sound of, like, Metallica or... Pantera or something like that more. Well, you know? we have your stupid song coming up next oh commercial my break. Gosh, dude. I can't wait. No, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, Jason Anderson coming up here. Rockstar Racing's Jason Anderson. Mike Mad Dog Mason uh, in the house, and we are going to uh, continue more along um, Nuclear Cowboys talk with him later. He, the big, big uh, rehearsals coming up for you, Mason. Yeah. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that and what's going on. Um, and like I said, Jason Anderson's still coming up. Brock Lover as well. Um, Six-time AMA, is he seven-time, six-time AMA national champion, Brock Glover, and probably should have had a Supercross title in there. It's a very controversial, but he probably should have won one Supercross title. Um, all right, everybody, uh, thanks again for listening to the show. Race Tech Suspension, Race Tech Suspension, been around since 1984. The choice of privateers everywhere. Uh, Race Tech folks are big supporters of the show. They have some of the best riders out there, including Chris Blos out there. Um Here's the deal, folks. When you are a privateer and you need someone to work with you on suspension, you, you have your choice of who to pick from. You, you don't have to use the team-selected suspension. You have a choice. You choose Race Tech, and they work with you, and there's some smart guys down there. And on top of all that, on top of being on the cusp of, of leading-edge suspension uh, in Supercross and Motocross, they do uh, everything else that you need, vintage stuff, um, cars, springs, bushings. I mean, Race Tech is a one-stop shop suspension place and we thank them for coming on the show and they sponsor the email segment of the pulp mech show here right here uh thanks to uh race tech for doing that race tech choice tits is stumbling over in the studio um aaron is behind the aaron um nervous a little bit you're in the big chair now yeah you're in, in the, the big, big chair. chair got the screen in front of your microphone that means you're important yeah big pressure yeah uh Hagar uses a screen like that. And that uh, does he? It's very important. Yeah, that's why he doesn't sound very good. Aaron sounds pretty Aaron good. Aaron brought uh, Krispy Kreme donuts. Really? Yeah. Did I I didn't forget to tell you. Huh, thanks, They're downstairs man. if you want to grab them. No, I'm on a diet. Too Me many too. beers this weekend. Me too. Me too. Well, Aaron, uh, settle in. Figure everything out. The calming, steady hands of Tits Legendary is not far away. Yeah. So, um, All right. Moto Man sent this in. Uh, Dear Wally whoop to do That's how he addresses me, so you know he can... Uh, he can get on that, no problem. I agree with you 100% when you say that Supercross needs some changes to keep things interesting. Unless a top rider gets a really bad start or they have a fall in a corner, it is just a procession of bikes going around the track playing follow the leader. I like the idea of a joker lane. Um, what do you think of this idea? Half the riders must use it on, say, lap 10, and the other riders must use it on the last lap. Also, I'd like to see some sort of wall-type obstacle in the joker lane to really slow them up. Um... Moto man, I like your ideas. Um, let's not get crazy though. Let's let's you know one thing at a time. Bring it in. Um, and let's not overthink the Joker Lane. Did you like that thing, Joker Lane? Yeah, and yeah. all that. Do you do you? I mean, yeah. do you think that should be in Supercross? Some some Supercross? Yeah, for sure. I thought it was cool because you know, like you would think the guy was gone with the race, even if it was like a five second lead or something like it happened. You know, and 
they forget to do it or they do it and get passed. I, I don't know. Just something, you know, adds a little something to right, it. Right, right, right. Um, uh, second email from Pat. Hey, Steve, thanks for all the stuff you guys are, are putting out lately. Not sure where you find the time for it all. Me neither. Uh, the Wygant show was great. Hearing what he went through last week, I went through the archives and listened to the show where John from Baltimore interviewed you this week. Weege, two great stories. Anyways, good luck with the tits replacement. Not sure if it will be a reduction or an aug- augmentation. Well, reduction or augmentation? Get it? Tits. He's not sure if it would be an augmentation or a reduction. I don't know what augmentation tits. means. I get tits and I get reduction, but the other augmentation one, is an enhancing. I thought that was like you in- dig a hole. Like no auger. No, that's just auger. Oh. This is in- augmentation is bigger. God, enhancement. I, can't, I can't wait to go back to school and learn more more stuff. <laughs> but it's fun in the meantime. Am I the only one noticing Tits is actually letting loose more on the show since he knows he is leaving? Tits? I got nothing to lose. You're on. You're, I'm, yeah. I'm letting it all hang out. Yeah, I like it. Pulling up my shirt and right. showing myself to the world. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. And, uh, yeah, Tits is, uh, he is indeed letting it all hang out. So says he. Um, Jim, Steve, I bought a 1992, the RM125, the day you bought your Warty thing, and it got me thinking, why don't we organize a vet supercross kind of, um, let me, you know, I'm going to wait for JT to get online and ask him that question. Uh, Threadkill sent this gang. I have a couple topics. Uh, the first topic is kind of fun. What image do we picture when we hear the voices on the pulp show? Steve Ping, Jason, regulars like Weege have all seen enough of images to know what they're like. However, some of the others I'm not so familiar with. So here are the imaginary images I have in my head to go with the voices I hear on the web. Tits. When I hear tits, I always picture Hubert from Nitro Circus fame. Huh. Or Mater, the tow truck from Cars. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Kenny. I have no, a kind of an idea what Kenny looks like, but I still picture a white bro version of CeeLo Green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Oh, does, that, does that work? Yeah. Uh, Berluti, I have gotten past this, but for the first few shows, the picture I had in my mind to go with Tony's voice was Lee McCollum. I'm sure he'll be very excited oh for you to, to, to hear that. JT, welcome back, by the way. Um, Thank you. Uh, and then Threadkill goes on and on about, uh, I need to, uh, he's pissed that these guys, uh, Dungy, Little Hanny, and Ricky won't do this show uh, for whatever reasons. I think they are missing a huge opportunity to market themselves beyond letting their results speak for them. While I am not the biggest fan of Steve, I have become a huge fan of guys like Kenny and Hart Huntington or JT solely from them opening up and letting their personality out on the show. Um, I'm not a big fan of Paul Lindsay, and after the Dan Dune Steve, Box, Steve Cox debacle, I won't even read another Steve Cox article. So to all you guys that won't do the show because you don't like Steve or you don't want Steve to make a penny off you, use this forum for your advantage and do yourself and your, your fans a favor. Let the guard down and share yourself with us. Maybe maybe a win-win is to come on the show as a guest rather than as a guest host instead of a guest. I agree. That's what I did. Let Look your at me. guard down. Right. Let See? my guard down. And now everybody calls you Mad Dog. Now I'm just Mad Dog, yeah. Um, JT, I'm going to read this another email here. Um, and I wanted to wait to bring you on. but um, oh, perfect. I'm sure it'll be. No, no, no. Come no, on. It's no, good. Fine. Fine. No, no. Calm down. It's good. No, no, this is fine. Jim says, Steve, I bought a 1992 RM125 the same day. You bought your Warty bike, and it got me thinking, why don't we organize a vet supercross? Kind of like what they do in Europe, but with that vet MXON thing. You can get Ping and Emig for sure, and Berluti and a bunch of guys. But we need to run period bikes, like start with your KX, and Warty can ride it. Uh, run in conjunction with the AMA series, a full-on vet supercross. I bet Dogger would do it. Ping, Factory Phil, Casey Johnson, Brandes, Robbie Skaggs, Donald Upton, Jody Weisel. They would all love to do it. Um nope. 
JT, can you imagine the carnage? <laughs> they would never do it. It would never, ever, 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 hey, ever, ever, ever happen. I mean, it does sound cool, but can you imagine, like, getting the guys on vintage bikes to go on our Supercross track? Yeah, there, there's so many things that don't work. Old guy, old retired guys are not going to ride Supercross, A. No. They're damn sure not going to go ride them on vintage bikes. <laughs> and mean, then they're going to go overseas? <laughs> Oh, I don't know about the overseas. What did he say? Oh, okay. I thought that was part no, of the No, no. But... Yeah, it's still just not going to work. I, I I think the getting getting retired guys all racing like an outdoor race, like that, that's pretty cool. But mm-hmm. there's no way you're going to get them ride Supercross. They, you know? That's, no. That's dangerous, man. No, I agree. It, yeah, yeah. How great would that be? But no chance. And you need Supercross the ambulance. Supercross is something you have to practice all the time. You would need and the ambulance right dangerous. there. You would need the ambulance need right there. Um, um, I remember, uh, at, uh, Red Dog's house, uh, I was his mechanic. I don't know if you guys heard that or I might've said, yeah, I might've said that a few times. Yeah, okay. Um, Timmy had an 89 KX 250 there and it was in mint shape. It was some, somebody or something. And Timmy's like, I'm going to hit the whoops on that thing. I want, and so he actually got me to call Ross Maeda and Ross is like, don't do it. You hit those whoops. <laughs> you will, you will break it. You will die or break it or you will get hurt or like Ross was being dead serious. We're, I mean, we're laughing, and Ross is like, "No, no, no, no! Don't do not hit the whoops in that Timmy in that bike." Like, you know, just they're, they're massive whoops, and it's an older bike, and they weren't built like that, and nobody skimmed in those things. Like, <laughs> dude, I started freestyle on a CR500. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> not like started like I didn't ride contests or nothing. Yeah, but yeah. All my bikes were broke because, like I said, I was just a poor little dude. And, one of my dad's buddies had a CR500, so I was out riding behind my house doing nothing of cans and stuff on it. Oh, Gnarly really? Ring, ding, ding, Dude, ding, yeah, ding, just ding, idling ding, all the way through the air. That was awesome. You read that? So hey, fun. Hey, uh, uh, real quick before we get Jason Anderson on, I wanted to touch on this, and maybe we'll we'll go back to this. But So uh, Phil Nicoletti is, uh, looks like he's going to do the JGR ride next year, JT. NFAB, uh, who's a supporter of the show, um, supporter Chris Blos too, by the way. Blos, uh, it's great for Thomas to help Blos out as much as he has. Uh-huh. Um, NFAB's going to move their their deal over to JGR next year, um, and Nicoletti's going to ride there. And he's got they're they're doing an interesting idea over there, and and I found out a little more about it. It seems like Nicoletti is going to, and this isn't a football Coy Gibbs a football guy or, or NASCAR guy. They have the same thing. Uh, Phil is going to not race. He's only race selected races. And he's going to be there in case Josh Grant or Justin Brighton, one of the other guys, get hurt. He'll step up. And, of course, Josh Grant's been hurt every year, so there might be a good chance that, that he gets hurt again. No, no offense to Josh, but it's that's just the facts. Um, or the plan is that if Brighton or Nicoletti aren't perform or Brighton or Grant aren't performing, theoretically they could bench one of those guys for Nicoletti. If he's going faster during the week, full rider on the team gets the bike, gets everything. Um, what do you think about this deal, JT? It's unique. Is he going to race the other races? No. So he's only racing six races next year. Whatever it is, yeah, selected amount of races. I I'm, I'm going to reserve comment. Isn't he right now, Dorza? Or is that I don't think that's total? that's talked about right now. I don't know if it's if it's outdoors or. Or what it I is. just looked way too far into the future right there, huh? What do you mean you're going to reserve comment, JT? I, did, I don't understand it. That's, that's why. That's like you ask. I, it, 
we might as well talk about nuclear physics. Because <laughs> I completely dumbfounded about uh, this plan. No. I really don't so care. he's going to race. How many is it up to? Three to six? Something like that? Yeah. And that's it. You're just going to chill well, the I rest mean, of the time. Yeah, or, or, or if Grant or Brayton isn't riding well, they get benched for Phil if Phil no. is faster. No. This is something Phil. This is something Phil chose. Phil chose to do this. It's unique. I'll say that. If Phil can stay sharp and stay training and stay motivated, which is going to be hard to do when you don't know if you're racing, then it, maybe it's not that bad. But I'm. Yeah, a little, what do you do? About, I mean, are you? Don't you race? You know, this is his profession. Like you're just going to chill. Like ah, I'm just going to hang out. There's a race, you know, this weekend. You're going to go? Nah. We're gonna try to get. I'm gonna, Phil wait, it. I'm gonna wait it out. We're gonna try to get Phil on the show next week. Uh, this all should become official this week, and um, we'll, we'll get Phil on to talk more about it. it. It's it's unique. It's a bit strange, but this was so Phil's... He, he's just like sitting every weekend. Like I got a good feeling. Grant's looking <laughs> a little sketchy. <laughs> I guess. Um, I mean, Grant's been hurt every single year. Watch now. This year is the year he stays healthy yeah, and he makes it. Sailing. He makes it through and just well, kills gonna, it all that's year. That's what you're banking on. Well, I mean, just if you look at the odds, if you want to play the odds. Yeah, I don't. I mean, so you don't uh, like this? You don't like this? No, no, I don't like it? <laughs> no, he says you, Mason. No, nah. I mean, Sounds too much like my career. <laughs> just hang out and spectate all the time. But Nicoletti's too good. Like this is. I, I don't like this. He should be out there. I think he should get Yamaha to help him, which I know they would, show up, be in California, be ready to race because all the races are out there anyway. And then, you know, if you want to jump on the JGR program when it's available, great. Mm-hmm. But to not be out there in the meantime is foolish in my opinion. Yeah. How do you build, like, momentum or confidence or Don't. anything? You know, you I just mean, kind of get stale. It feels I mean, like this it. was Phil's choice. He chose this over a ride. Huh. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, right. It's his prerogative. Yeah. I just think it's, I think it's uh, short-sighted. Like Bobby Brown. Bro- it's Bobby his Brown. Pro- it's his prerogative. That was the first thing I yeah. thought of. Um, yeah, and we all know how that turned out. Yeah. <laughs> Crack is whack. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's different, right? It's it's uh, it's 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 a different deal. So I don't know. Um. Anyways, uh, yeah, we'll maybe touch more on that. Don't, don't you think that Phil could get? Uh, a really good bike from Yamaha, from from the riders they have. Well, out there. I mean, Chiz Chiz sounds like he's struggling, you know, and and Canari, and I don't know if I put Nicoletti, you know, ahead of those guys, or or I mean, I, they're he's in the same category as those guys. Okay, but but my point is, for, okay, you go Anaheim, Phoenix, Anaheim, Oakland, Anaheim, San Diego, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Why would you not? And he already ha- he's been riding. He's you know, I'm sure he'll be ready. Why would you not be in California? Yamaha, I guarantee you that Yamaha would give him. I, can't, I, get, I really can't guarantee it, but I'm very, very confident that Yamaha would give him the equipment he needs to go race. So why would you not go race? I, I just I don't really understand that part. I mean, he's, yeah, you know. It's interesting. It doesn't cost much money it's, it's to go do those races. It's it going- really doesn't. I've done it. I've done it out no. of a van. No. It doesn't cost Well, that's, that's my whole complaint with Colton Fasciati, right? I mean, I've gone on and on about that. Um, but I mean, I guess they don't want Phil to do that or Phil doesn't want to do that because he wants to stay ready for this full ride if it opens and, but you're still ready. All you gotta do is 
turn the van off and go walk over to the factory <laughs> truck or whatever. Right, right. It's a different. It's different. There's no doubt about it. Um, all right. Hey, let's get to our next guest. We'll talk more about this Nicoletti JGR deal um, coming up uh, shortly. Our next guest brought to you by Atlas Brace. Atlas Brace, born and fueled from a racer's perspective, designed by a racer over a three-year period of team of engineers. Simply put, the Atlas Brace has it all. AtlasBrace.com, Villapoto, Weimer are just a few guys that wear it. And uh, one of the only braces out there that they're the only brace out there that makes kid sizes. And they got a brand new RV carbon brace coming out, and they're they're super sweet. So thanks to Atlas for coming on board. Uh, our next guest, uh, he is a guy that I am predicting going to do big things, Mason, uh, this year. Uh, he's also a fellow rock star athlete. Jason Anderson, what's going on, man? What's going on? Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, for sure. It's, thanks for having me. It's, you're so weird because you're. It was like a seventy-two hour conversation, text conversation we had, where you wouldn't reply for for three days, and then finally you were like, "Yeah, sure." Uh, yeah, I'm pretty shitty with my phone. I get <laughs> shit for it all the time, but I don't know. Which is weird because you're a kid, so you think you'd be all over it, like you know. Do what? You think you're you're a kid, so you think you'd have your phone on your hip and be all over it, you know? Yeah, I'm all about the Xbox. So the Xbox takes up more of my time than my phone. Good I'm not. And shit like that, but um, catch me on Madden. Um, I got that covered. Uh, Mason, you're yes. you're on Xbox. Yes, I'm a PS4 guy. We, we go over this every time. I know. Here. So maybe you can be buddies with with your fellow rock star athlete, Jason Anderson. Yeah, obviously we're smart, and you don't know what you're doing. Do you have the new Xbox? <laughs> exactly. No. Well, Everyone knows out. Xbox is better, except yeah. for Mathis. What are you talking about? It's Mathis no, is always a little not. slow when it comes to style, Dude. though. So hey, he likes hockey and. Canada and yeah, <laughs> right or right along that alley. Yeah. Um, you got the new Xbox, Anderson? No, I don't. I'm still on the Xbox 360. But okay. actually, I was. I don't know which one I'm going to get, but I'll probably end up just getting both of them. But um, I'm more Xbox guy, anyways. Right, right. Um, Mason's a big Call of Duty guy. He actually, uh, well, he plays probably too much Call of Duty. Not enough. Uh, ask me. <laughs> Not enough. Who's to say when is too much? Yeah. You're not getting five I'm to ten not. grand to go to Europe. Exactly, and I only play four to five hours a night. Right? That's nothing. <laughs> Eyes are all bloodshot. Twenty-four hours in a day. Yeah. All right. And fine. Fifteen of them are spent sleeping. All right. If you're me, uh, Jason, how'd the team intro go today? Uh, it was good. You yeah. know, we just just they introduced us or whatever, and um, mm-hmm. did all this stuff with the media. But I mean, it went good. I mean, I just. I've been putting my motos, and that's where uh, that's where I I've been most of the time. Right. Right. Um, 702-586-7857. You got a question for Rockstar Racing's Jason Anderson. Um, big, big 2014 year for you, I predict. Uh, um, do you know if you're doing East or West yet? Um, well, I kind of just found out whenever they introduced me up there. And they introduced <laughs> me as a West Coast guy, and I was like, oh. I guess I know what coast I'm riding out. <laughs> yeah, so, fa- uh, yeah, fantastic. I'll be a West Coast guy. Do you like that? Would you rather do it uh, West? Yeah, I'd way rather do West because I – I don't really like flying anywhere, mm-hmm. so like I'm really pumped that I just get to like post on on my couch the night before the race. So right, um, most of the time, not every time, but um, you know that's that's kind of what I'm psyched about. And um, I mean, I'm from the West Coast, so uh, it'd be cool to have a West Coast championship. They're all hometown races for you too, Anderson. They're all hometown. <laughs> <laughs> they are all. <laughs> um uh so you're you're back on KTM you were an amateur kid on KTM's for you were actually when KTM decided to make a big push in amateur years ago 
you were like the guy they snagged, right? Like it was like, oh, big deal. Like Jason Anderson, they got Jason Anderson on KTM. <laughs> yeah, I actually like I found like a four deal with them, but um, they, like once the economy hit, everything kind of went south. But mm-hmm. um, that uh, I mean, I'm pumped. I love KTM's. I love the bike. I even loved the bike when it didn't have linkage. Yep. But um. You know, I'm I'm pumped to be back on them, and they're bitching bikes. I mean, it didn't really take me long to get used to them. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm just psyched to be on them, and um, their motors are definitely um, sick. They're, they're awesome. What What do you like about that compared to your Suzuki? Like, what does it do really good, and what and what uh, being as honest as you can? What What do you think it needs work on? Um, like what it does good, like the motor is incredible. Is like it, they, yeah. it revs forever. Mm-hmm. And um, that's one cool thing about it. it just revs forever. And um, I think, like, work-wise, I mean, obviously, I feel right now I feel just as comfortable on it as I did my Suzuki. But, I mean, obviously, we worked on, like, forks and the shock. And and then um, just, like, fine-tuning it with just stuff that, uh, you know, I like, like um, different placement of the shift lever or foot pegs or, mm-hmm. or anything like that, all the kind of little BS stuff. But, you know, it kind of makes a difference to to be comfortable and um, ready to rip when it comes race time. Right, right. Do you feel ready? Are you uh, like how how close or far away are you from from peaking at uh, at A one? Um, yeah, I definitely feel ready. I mean, I just been putting in my motos, and um, you never really know if you're ready until the gate drops at A one, and then right. Phoenix, you'll be like, that's when you're like, oh shit, or you're just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm killing it, you know? Right, right. So I mean. I don't. I don't really know how like people plan to peak or whatever because you want to just be hauling ass like no matter what weekend it is, you know. Yeah. So I'm not really. I don't really know about the whole peak game. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people plan it, but I just try and kill it every race. Yeah, really. Um, and 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 honestly, like this year, you you're one of those guys. It's really tough. And and Will Hahn did it, and and he was all down on me for for saying like he wasn't going to win the title. And I said, Will, you gotta win a race first, and then the next year you know what it's like to win a race, and then you, you get in the mo- the the moment. It's tough to go out never having won a race and then uh, compete for a title. But luckily for you, you got that down, and uh, um, you got to be thinking like, I think you can realistically win this title. Are you thinking that? Oh, for sure. That's that's the only thing that's been on my mind the last two months. I mean, uh, that's what I've been working for, and I'm I'm the guy on the team to do that right now. So. And I've, it's my fourth year Supercross, and um, all my stupid moves that I've ever made in the past better not happen <laughs> this year because I should have been <laughs> learning from them. And um, I definitely feel like I got, uh, got everything together, and yeah. I have I see no reason why I can't win the championship this year, or at least put up a good fight. Yeah, it's it's a it's a different, and I hate to use Fro's MX MX uh, wording, but it's a mindset, right? Where you you got to like really like you got to convince yourself that I can win this thing. I mean, it's a uh, it's a different deal than as ah, I just hope to go out there and do well. Like you got to really be in the mindset that I can win this title. And, and that takes some time to convince yourself, I think. Yeah. 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 And it, and it takes preparation too. Like I, it's, it's tough to uh, reach the level of hearing it through a series. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, you saw Tomac come out and win his first race and it took him until this year to win the championship. I mean, obviously he's hauling ass like, but he, it just takes a lot for, to put together a season. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I've definitely gone through the stages, and getting a race win is definitely a good direction in getting yep. a title. You know, what do you think, JT? How's Anderson's? Uh, he can win this thing, right? Am I am I the only one on the bandwagon, or are you with me? No, no. I you know, I think uh, speed has never been in question. You know, it's really just that 
consistency and maturity that you gain after a few years of being in the class. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, he has as good a chance as anybody going into the, this year. It's good you say that because he doesn't even wear fly gear. You're still on his side. I like uh, he, he used to, though. <laughs> we have a fly jersey in the conference room. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I didn't know this. Oh, yeah. I, didn't, I did not know that Anderson once wore fly. Oh, I wore fly from, like, I started in, like, 99. Oh, and Jesus. then right when I went pro was like my last year wearing fly, like my last amateur year. Oh shit, Anderson's a fly like, like a veteran when it first started. Um, yeah. Um, hey, so did I? Uh, who are you working with this year? What? Who are the people that are helping you? Uh, helping you out training wise or riding wise? Well, um, I've been working with Sagey like mm-hmm. for the past forever, just like training wise and everything, and and I'm working with him. And then um, I got uh, Jeff Ward. He's been a uh, helping me out quite a bit at the track. He comes out every day, and um, mm-hmm. he goes to the gym with me sometimes. So uh, he's uh, he's definitely my guy that's looking out for me right now. And um, Sagey, so that, yeah. and that, and that's about it right now. I heard that about Wardy, but I didn't want to spill it in case you weren't, in case it was a one-time thing or something. But someone told me they were on a milestone, and Wardy was working with you, and, and I didn't want to, like, get you in a weird spot. But, hey, let's talk about that. Jeff Ward, he's gnarly. Uh, how's that been? What's he helped you with the most? Um, you know, I always think you need a guy there just to like kind of talk you through it. That's been there, done that. So, um, I think, uh, Ward is definitely that dude and he's just, he's just a gnarly guy and some of his, his, his background speaks for itself. So, um, I think Ward is a good guy to have in my corner and, um, he just a guy to help you like approach racing the right way, approach mm-hmm. a championship and just, just uh, put put all the pieces of the puzzle together because yeah. I, I feel like you, I have all the pieces. It's just putting them in place. Yeah, well, like what? Uh, so is it real mental stuff with you? Then not so much training. Sagey handles that end. Is it more mental stuff with Wardy? Um, yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah. Or just like I don't, he helps with everything around the board. Like right. obviously mental, staying calm, and and uh, I mean he helps with like start mm-hmm. technique. Yeah. Um, and just just keeping you going, you know, just keeping you kind of like amped up and. And just ready to go for the season. Ask him about riding ninety-three days straight next time you talk to him. <laughs> okay, I'll ask him back about in that. like back in the eighties, he told Wygant that he was just obsessed with riding, and so he would he would ride on the, before his flight out. He would ride the day he got back. He rode like ninety-three straight days. So he's a gnarly dude. I wouldn't doubt he does something <laughs> like that. He's still gnarly, like even on a mountain bike, yeah. road bike. He's in the gym. He still smokes me in the gym, like. He's yeah, strong as shit. So yeah. yeah, he's gnarly. No, yeah, he's not not scared at all. Uh, how's Savachi looking? Is he is he been out there? Your teammate? How, uh, I guess uh, talk about that a little bit. Having Joey on the team. Yeah, he's looking good. He actually, he got, I didn't see him for about six weeks because he he broke his pinky and he was out for six weeks with a broken pinky. <laughs> um, so he, I didn't see him for a little bit, but yeah, he's been back riding the last couple weeks and um, he's looking good. I mean, he he'll be ready to do battle. Be on. Be up there um, on the East Coast. I follow him on Twitter now. I, I unfollowed him for a while because he was posting too much, but now I, I refollowed him. We have a new relationship going, and he's really funny on Twitter. So he posts so much nonsense. I know, like I like. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Um, yeah. Uh, so hey, so um, what are you um, for 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 this, the testing on your on your new KTM? What are you still working on, or how close are you to your race settings right now? Um, like I definitely feel like everyone's like progressing every weekend, but I feel like I have like, uh, I'm still obviously probably going to work on like my forks mm-hmm. and, uh, shock, like to get ready. 
um, trying to get better. Um, I'm working on like ignition stuff, but like uh, suspension wise, I feel like I have like a good base setting that I could like, no matter what, if I'm struggling with something, I could go back to this, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I've, I'm pretty confident in having, have, I have that right now. So, um, it's, I always, I, I have what I feel like I possibly will be racing on a one, but, yep. um, we still have a bunch more testing to do to figure that out, but I'm comfortable and I'm um, ready to go. Yeah, that's the one thing, like, I think uh, um, you guys are doing suspension in-house, right? You have your own in-house guy, and uh, KTM's a little different animal with the steel frame. And and in talking to Davey a couple weeks ago, like, that's one area where you guys are really behind the eight ball a little bit and, and figuring out this WP stuff, figuring it out quickly. And, uh, and, and you know, obviously KTM's going to help out, but if there's one area where you got to be testing a suspension, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's basically the biggest thing. I mean, the motors are – second to none you know they're mm-hmm. they're they're awesome and uh chassis is something that you can always be working on i mean right. anytime you're going faster you're gonna have to make adjustments like yep. you just keep developing and um making progress you're gonna have to make changes um what do you think of your 2013 year how did you grade it i mean obviously like i said you won a race um and i think yeah. you were solid and you were building but overall were you happy um i would say i was i was pretty decently happy with supercross and mm-hmm. then when i went outdoors um, I just struggled with a few things. Like I kept losing my brakes, like every moto. But um, <laughs> I ended up with like a podium, and then I crashed at Unadilla, mm-hmm. and that kind of ended my deal. I ended up having to get. I got like my surgery on my foot after the races, so um, that was kind of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, outdoors maybe is the one spot you wish you could you could bust it out a little better. Yeah, like I, w- I was pumped like up to like my uh, Millville, and then like if I could have just kept mm-hmm. that going, I would have been. I'd have been pretty excited about it, you know. It'd be good developing, but like, I I, did, I think I only scored point into one moto out of the last three rounds, so that yeah, was yeah. kind of <laughs> not very good. You mean so Miller didn't go well for you because it didn't go well for very many guys? <laughs> no, no, I was. So I thought Salt Lake City was my place, but only for Supercross, not outdoors. I was not <laughs> right, digging right. it. Right, Supercross only for for Utah. Um, yeah. Well, hey, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, thank you for coming on the show, updating us all on uh, on what you're doing. Like I said, I'm not driving the bandwagon. Wygant probably is, but I'm on the yeah. Jason Anderson bandwagon. I'm on it. I think you're going to do big things this year. So uh, um, uh, thanks again for coming on and updating us all. Cool. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Jason. All right. Later, guys. See ya. Jason Anderson, everybody, fellow rock star uh, athlete, Mason. Mm-hmm. Did you ever, you ever met him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did a shootout in Ocotillo, I think, last uh-huh. year before the season. Didn't feel like saying nothing to him? Didn't say Well, you guys were having a good time. I didn't well, want to break up the little know. romance maybe. he had going on. All right, okay. Um, like I said, JT, I think that kid's going to do something good this year. I got, it's got a feeling. But I'm a little yeah. worried. I'm a if, worried. He can, if he can keep it together, right. he will. He, that's has been his kind of deal. Is he's super fast. It's just putting it together week after week after week to be in a, you know, championship contention. Yeah, it, it is something, right? Like, you really got – like, that was one thing, like, not so much this year with Sealy, but the year that Sealy won a couple of races. Like, his bad races were really bad, and you're like – Yeah, you, you can't have those. <laughs> right, you know, if right. you're not feeling it, you got to suck it up and take a fourth or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, you know, I agree. Um, all right, everybody, it's uh, it's that time again. Time for um, – um, let's do the X-Brand goggle tear-off segment, I think. Um, I think it's the X brand tear off segment. 15 second rapid fire Q and a Cody Webb. Where's X brand Jessica Patterson. Where's X brand. Uh, if you don't wear X brand, you won't win folks. That's, that's that simple. X brand.com pulp show 13, 30% off 
the best goggles out there by far. X brand. Why are you staring right at me? I just don't understand, Mason. What, what don't you understand? Why would you want to hit ramps without having clear vision? Well, I'm usually pretty hungover. I don't have clear vision anyway, so uh. the, the goggles don't really matter. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so these are uh, questions submitted by Corey Moser um, for, uh, for myself, for um, Mad Dog, and for JT. And these are to be answered in, JT? Rapid fire, 15 seconds. Rapid fire questions. And Aaron, the new producer, is going to, uh, going to read these to us. And Aaron, Aaron, at the end of this thing, I got, I got my own X-Brands for you from, from Corey Moser. So Perfect. All right, let's go. Let's do this. All right, this one's for Steve. Hold on, Aaron. Yep. List everything you ate on Thanksgiving Day. I uh, started with um, uh, onion soup mix dip, chip and dips, uh, chip and dip. Then I went into... Um, turkey sandwiches because we don't um, we don't do uh, full turkey around here. My wife's a vegetarian. Uh, mashed potatoes, gravy. Um, uh, no, not vegetarian gravy. Um, corn on the cob. Then I went from that. What did we have? It's fifteen seconds, bro. Uh, You're way over fifteen seconds. Twenty-eight seconds. Jeez, yeah, dude. Okay, all right. That's all I got. That's all. That's all I got. All right. Next question. All right. Question for Mad Dog. That's Who's me. Who's the next big thing in freestyle? Um, oh, man, I don't even know. Maybe Dustin Cantrell, if he could flip. Good style, good rider. Uh, Des- uh, can't flip? Doesn't flip yet. Doesn't flip. But probably it's one of the... It's overrated anyway. That's what I said. Yeah. Dude, you've done well with not flipping. Come on, I had two. <laughs> I've had two flips in 10 years, all right? So you have done it. You have pulled it. Flips? Yeah. Yeah, bro, where have you been? What? Yes, I, I flip. I've been flipping for damn 15 years now. <laughs> JT, what's up with your guy over here? Okay, He know. acts like he's this knowledgeable dude. Sure. No, so, okay, you know so, Twitch flips and like he, Nate he Adams, those guys flip. Yeah, uh, no. Okay. Watson, Watson told me one time that you don't flip. I swear to you. And that's I'm like, really? Well, there's – yeah. That's I, a good what, year was, what year was this in the uh, 90s? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Watson yeah. told me that at Troy, Ohio in 97. Yeah, working for Sheik. <laughs> All right, uh, next question. Question for JT. Who do you consider the best track builder? That's an interesting question. Uh, Rapid fire. I would, I would say either Mark Burnett or Jason Baker, depending on what kind of track you want. 11.3. What do you mean? What? Uh... Uh, they're just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want a track that mirrors what you're going to see on race day, I think Barnett is a little bit closer to that, but if you want a track that's a little bit more fun and mm-hmm. um, finish, so I think I think Baker does a really good job with fit and finish. So. Okay. All right. This is what you want. All right. Uh, next question. For who's, Steve. Who's on two, by the way? Uh, Nash. Oh. He just wants to listen. Oh, gentlemen. Because mm-hmm. he, he thought Phil was in studio? He thought Factory Phil was? Uh, no. Every week he hopes. Right. But, you know. Yeah. All right. Next question. For Steve, do you know anyone that is a prestigious Golden Wrench holder from Minio's? Yeah, I do. I know a few of them, and one of them is Jessica Patterson's dad. Say it like you mean it. This is a long story. I got screwed out of it, though. I oh, okay. Half out of it. Okay, I got, I got um, JT, did Frank ever get it? No, I didn't. I didn't, uh, I didn't ever win to the week. So okay. Yeah. Yeah, Jessica Patterson's dad got it, um, and then the year that I should have won it. 
some lady got it whose car broke down on the way there, and she had to, like, <laughs> fix it or something, and she made all these big sacrifices for her stupid kid to be there. Meanwhile, uh, I wrench Ryan Morris to, to uh, almost a perfect week at Minio's, losing one moto to James Stewart and losing one moto to Steve Mertens. And yet I – and when they were calling, like, the winner of the Golden Wrench, I'm already, like, walking forward. Like, got this. And it wasn't you. No. And then your armpits got all sweaty. Yeah, stupid. I got screwed out of it for sure. Uh, Eddie Ray said that Jessica's dad's Golden Wrench is covered in bugs and dirt in Jessica's garage, and he was going to give it to me. So clearly didn't mean much to him. All right, next question. All right, Mason. Yep. What are the pros and cons if your buddy from last week gets the producing gig? Um, Do you remember his name? Yeah, Brandon. Okay. Um, pros would be I could pick on him because he's a sensitive little dude. Cons would be he'd probably take me out at Sandy Valley the next time we moto. Is he good? Yeah, he rips. Yeah? Yeah. All right, next question. JT, in your opinion, list one shortcoming from each individual bike brand. Short There's time. no way I can do this in 15 seconds. It's already four. Yeah. Uh, Suzuki... Stock motor's not great. KTM, uh, in some situations, the steel frame isn't good. Honda, uh, I'm not a big fan of their chassis, and I think their stock motor's not good. Cowie uh, feels a little bit big for me. Yamaha, <laughs> front the chassis's a little bit twitchy, and it's super wide. Uh, 32 seconds. Yeah. All right, next question. All right, Steve, the 2013 factory Hondas had some problems. How much of that do you think they sorted out in the offseason, and how much will they still be shaking down at the races? Uh, I think they they did it in 2009, and they worked on it. I don't know how much. It's impossible for me to say, but for sure the bike will be better, and for sure they learned something from data and from testing and all that. So it will be better. That's a Tarok Mason going, by the way. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't use those. Okay. All right, Mason. Yes. Favorite and least favorite bike you have ever ridden? Uh, favorite, Honda 450. Least favorite, Suzuki 250 back in 03. Thing was a pile of 03, garbage. I'm trying to picture it. Uh, it was yellow. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, 03. It was my last year racing. Oh, that's so Tortelli. Like, that's Tortelli year. Yeah, I rode like Two stroke? Yeah, two stroke. Those um, things fell apart every 17 seconds. Oh, dude, I rode Hangtown, Glen Helen on it, and then Fnata, and then Freya, and I just wanted to throw it away, like put it at the top of the driveway with the trash. Hated that Yeah, they, they were not known for the reliability, for they sure. They break a lot, yeah. All right, next question. All right, JT, last question. How do you think Anderson will will transition to the KTM? Uh, he'll do great. That bike's really, really good. 3.9. Is that it? That's it. Okay. All right. That's been the X-Brand Goggles segment. Uh, But not quite. I got some for you, Aaron. Um, From a Corey Moser. He submitted me questions for you. And I'm just pulling it up in my email. All right. Okay. Are you familiar with F. Mary Kill? No? No. Okay. It's not going to really work then. It's it's like a game show. You got to choose. He gives you three people. You got to choose someone you want to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got it. Tits can't say the word. Right. Because it's... I was going to say fornicate. Oh, okay. That'll work. It's Poop. still an F. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. So, Poop. Aaron. So, F, Mary kill. So you, fornicate? You got to kill one of us. You got to fornicate with one of us. <laughs> you got you to marry one of us. So Who, uh, Who's one of us? What are you... Steve? He's going to give you three names. Me? Mad Dog or JT? 
What? Yep. It's getting Just very think outside humble. of the very, box, very dude. It's, it's Moser. We're not, we're not it's, gonna look at you weird. Who are the three? You, Mason, and JT. And JT. This would be more like Doc Mary Kill. <laughs> oh man, it's Moser. Um, so things get weird with Moser on the show. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. All right. All right. Um. It's a lose lose man. Just it is a lose lose. Yeah, just you go can't for it. Let's Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. All right. This is dumb. That's dumb. Bullet dodge. Made him all nervous. Okay. Um, Brandon, the guy who tried out last week, Mason's buddy, he's got a lot of industry people trying to help him get this gig. So who do you know or what is your closest relation to anyone of moto-related relevance that can help you out? Like, what's your – who's your hookup? I tweeted P- Pookie after uh, the <laughs> Vegas Supercross, and she replied. Oh. That's pretty much all you need. Strong case. That's a strong case. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad. Yeah. Because yeah, you're coming in the house every yeah. week, and Pookie is, yeah. Not bad. All right. Okay. You try to get the Twitch army behind you. <laughs> Third question. Um, you have several previous jobs on your resume. Alaskan fish cannery, dishwasher, parking cars. If we invest time and money into training you, or either just the time, really, if we invest time and money into training you, what guarantee do we have that you'll stick around and not go back to making fish sticks? What guarantees can you tell us? You know, that's a – I don't know. Um, my word. Boom! I was thinking of that. That's exactly what I would have said. Although your word doesn't mean anything because I told you I'd be here forever. And Thank you, Tits. Clear, clearly I, I, that let me bring the email up that says I will be here as long as you want me here. As long as you, you're right, as long right, as you exactly. have me. Yeah. All right. contracts for this thing. That's it. Yeah, the three. Well, when we when Watson did, did – Watson didn't even like – I, mean, I, I gave him proper notice. Watson was just yeah. literally. Yeah. Watson gave me a, a during 15 commercial minutes. of yeah. the the last one. I'm not coming back. Yeah, that's Watson. <laughs> I know, right? We're used to that. I know. Uh, by the way, uh, the RCH team is promoting a couple of signings in Michigan and in San Diego, and they're using the Pulp Show to promote them to help them promote these signings. Really? Do you, do you think I have any text that I was supposed to have to read on the show tonight? No, hundred percent. No, just no. make something up. Yeah. I, Kerry and Rick, Kerry Hart, Ricky Carmichael, Brock Tickle, Josh Hill uh, will all be at a casino in Michigan and be at uh, a casino in San Diego uh, coming up. So we'll look, see him. look forward to yeah, that. Yeah. So, all right, that's been the X Brown Goggle Tear Off segment. Um, uh, real quick. So, Aaron, let's get into you a little bit before we go to commercial break, and then we're going to come up with Brock Glover. Um, why do you want the job? Talk about why you think you'd want it and why do you think you'd be good and, and all that. You know, I'm a big fan of the show. I'm a big fan of the sport. Um, I think it'd be a cool thing. Uh, I think I'd be good because I don't think there's that much much to it. Um, tits walk me through it in just a few minutes. So I Big on I the multitasking. You got to multitask. You got to multitask. Yeah. And put up with us. My biggest disappointment is I haven't heard any of the show. I've been doing other things, yeah. so I haven't I haven't got to listen. That's gonna to happen. Yeah, that's gonna happen. Uh, tits deals with it well, though. Surprisingly, deals with it very <laughs> very well. You come to terms with it. Um, uh, and uh, how long have you listened to the show for? Uh, two three years. Similar to tits, though. My my brother introduced me to the show. So. Oh oh wow okay. Um, and you're you don't ride. You don't have a bike, but you talk. What I like about um, we chatted before the show. You kind of got into it late, and you taught yourself how to ride. Yeah, you know what? I didn't start riding until I was 
probably 19 or 20 years old. Uh, my in-laws were really into riding and racing. Um, so when I started dating my wife, we started to ride a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. So I rode for about 10 years, but don't have a bike now. Yeah. You, you probably told your wife, oh, yeah, I can ride bikes. No problem. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, the first time I went out and my father-in-law said, uh, if anything gets in your way, just grab a handful of, of throttle and oh. bloody my nose. And <laughs> wow, he clearly hates yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was not Gary Bailey, I'm guessing, or, or Donnie Hansen or any, any sort of certified teacher. Um, uh, and you go to some Anaheims, you said, and, and, and you're from Salt Lake? From Salt Lake, live in Vegas, lived yep. here for about 10 years. I go, I'm kind of the, the on the Pookie schedule, go to Anaheim's. Yeah, Supercross only. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, that's Pookie's deal again. Uh, and speaking of that, I got I to start booking tickets, Mason. Everything's coming up. Like, hate that. Stressful, man. Dude, it's back on the road again. It uh, seems tell like me just, about it. I got to go back yeah, to Yeah, I know. We got to talk. I want to talk to you about this Cowboys thing. This that's little right. Cowboys show just you got going. a bunch going. of guys jumping around. I know, but I got some questions. Okay. They questions. better be good. I can't promise that. Right. Uh, what'd you think of? Did you listen to Jacob, Jake, and uh, and Brandon? Yeah, I did. And what'd you think? I thought they both did a good job. I, I, it's kind of deceiving because they're the things that they're doing. You really don't hear on the air, but I no. they did well. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a tough job. Yeah, it's a tough job. Um, will you promise if you get the gig? Will you promise not to take the riders' home home numbers home <laughs> and text them and stuff and like creepily send them good luck messages and everything? That would be tempting, but I could promise that if okay. I got the gig. All right, because there's a lot of important numbers over there in that stack of papers, wherever that went. I don't know, but. You know what? What? This guy's a snazzy dresser. You see how clean his shoes are? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't notice. Well, I did. Well, strike, that one, was, for, that was strike the, one for even wearing that, the shoes in a house. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's an American <laughs> thing. I, Canadians do not well, do bro, that. There's a sign that says there's three dogs in the house on the door, but there's no sign that says take your shoes off. How's that my fault? In Canada, we just assume it. Well, there's a lot of stuff you guys do in Canada. Everybody no. in here is wearing shoes except for you, Steve. Yeah. I know, and I think that's rude and, and, and not, not acceptable. <laughs> I, just, I just think that, you know. Well, now we know, okay? Jeez. Now I feel all bad oh, like I'm ruining yeah. your carpet. Uh, we're getting this carpet torn out, by the way. Um, all right. Okay, hey, let's get to this guy. He's been on hold for a while. Raining yellow. Hey, oh, happy seventh day. Uh, seven gear is out. out today. Oh, Did my God. Did show up? How exciting. I mean, I'm I telling you, it's supposed to be at the house tomorrow, so we're going to test if it's semen-proof because, and if it's splinter-proof, because I'm going to be popping some wood. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Oh, yeah. And, and so you, oh, yeah. yeah. And I want to know, how filthy is Phil? Uh, he's pretty filthy. Yeah, he's pretty, he's got, the, he's got an afro, and he's a little, little filthy. Um, okay, so for all these guest co-hosts, so you got to get one guy to commit to a name, like Balls, or uh, Sack, Sack Legendary. Yeah, the the tweet at tits really has a nice uh, a ring to it, and the tweet at Aaron or tweet at Jake doesn't, doesn't work do out, it. right? So we got to we got to figure something out. And Aaron, uh, you're on Twitter. You're uh, what's your Twitter handle? People want to talk to you. You're at uh... it's Aaron J tweets at yeah yeah at, yeah at Aaron J tweet. All right, so people can tell me if you just hey, wait till people can talk shit on your uh, own. Did Davies, uh, Davy Millsap's uh, creepy bug eyes have anything to do with him getting injured again? You think Maybe he has, lack of vision. You think he has creepy bug eyes? Oh yeah, tremendously. And, and anyone See, else? I noticed he's got big eyes. Never. I would anyone else think of that? Buggy. I don't think uh, no. big, Mason? but not buggy. Mason? He's the grandpa of the sport. He looks. He looks oh. like an old, withered old man. Well, he's definitely had some injuries. He's gone. He's gone through the ringer that way. Um, yeah, and then uh, all right. just to poke fun, I thought it was funny that they had you um, in fifteen seconds or less. I name all the things you ate. 
Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, that's, 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 clearly, that's, that's going to be a long list, right? I don't think I want. Th- did you go overboard, Mason? Thanksgiving? No. Yeah, you, of course I did. Oh. But I would have said it a little faster. You were really like going into detail. Well, I, of, like, I had to think about it. You know, I had to think. I didn't. I don't think I feel like I stuffed myself. Steve. No, for I mean, <laughs> all right. It's all hey. You I stuff yourself with all the alcohol. The food is just the filler. JT, how's your Thanksgiving? It was good. I ate a lot. <laughs> just straight up, oh, right? <laughs> I got a question for JT. What's uh, has he ever noticed? Every time Chad speaks, he does this weird thing where he goes, "I'm um, my, I'm um, my." You got a weird thing uh, in the speech. Now I talked to him probably ten million times. No, I haven't noticed. Never that. noticed it. Are you waffling on me? He no, that's a solid no. He when he oh. when he when he's thinking of a question in public, he will go mm, like that. You are correct. Um, yes, it's an Australian thing. It must be. But I, well, I, I don't did, know that it's a um. Though, uh, yeah. that was where I was. I think he's just thinking of an answer. You know what I mean? It's not necess- like I think if you go, "Hey, you want to go eat?" He just goes, "Yeah," because he just wants knows the answer. But when you ask him a question, I think he's really honestly trying to think about it to give you an, an honest answer. So I'm, go- I'm just yeah. picking on Chad being a, He's not always been uh, on the yellow rain side of things. No, he has not. He has not you been. Know, on the, so and neither and neither I can't has give JT. Him the benefit- the doubt, unfortunately. And neither has JT. He's not been on the raining yellow side. Perhaps has something to no, do with it. No, but raining yellow, hey, it has rained on JT. Well, I think, that's got, I think that has something to do with it. Yes, it rained blue on him, and he was out for the year. So, yeah, it rained tire treads on his back. Right, right. So you can understand that. No offense, that. JT. No offense, JT. So, all right, you guys have a great uh, show. Thank you. I'm going to be in my seven gear tomorrow. Wish me luck. All right, thank you. Fantastic. Yep, take uh, it easy, you guys. Never seen anybody so excited about seven gear. Ever. Um, Ever. Uh, all right, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening. We're going to take our second commercial break of the night. And then please listen to Mason's music um, when it comes on. And, please. And, and yeah, Selena. No. <laughs> I should have done that. I wasn't even thinking. That would have been good. It would have been awesome. Um, and, uh, and come right back. And we'll have Brock Glover on the line. We still have the uh, BTO Sports Tweeted Tits questions coming up and Fab Banging Bars segment. I want to talk to Mike Mason about the Nuclear Cowboys thing. JT will join us back on. Uh, JT, will get you back on after Glover. For the tweeted, All right, tweeted that'll t- take at least two hours. <laughs> We're going to try to rush it along. Uh, uh, and uh, stick around, everybody. We'll be back. This is Ryan Villapoto, ride from Monster Energy Kawasaki. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Beep. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You too can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable sweat-absorbing liner and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice are just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. 
For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. Get the personalized suspension set up with top-of-the-line components you have always wanted. Racetech is the world's largest motorcycle suspension modification company. Racetech is an industry leader providing Racetech high-performance springs, gold valves, and G3S custom series shocks. Racetech products and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Save yourself 20% by mentioning Pulp Show 2012 or putting that as your coupon code. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically increased bottoming resistance. They offer do-it-yourself gold valve kits, or you can send your stuff to our suspension pros to do the work for you. The choice of Rock River Yamaha, Rockwell Fire Police MX, RF Motorsports KTM, and the Motorsport JBR Spine Chillers Racing Arena Cross Team. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. You've tried other neck braces, but have you ever tried the one that's flexible? The revolutionary family of Atlas braces are the world's first flexible family of neck braces on the market. Designed to retain natural body mobility and range of motion. Gone are the days of wearing bulky neck protection that restricts your movement. The Atlas Brace family is fully adjustable and unique features like dual chest and back supports, independent chest suspension, a flexible split frame design, and a -a one-of-a-kind emergency release system set the Atlas Brace family apart from others. And our championship-winning athletes Ryan Villopoto, Jeremy McGrath, and Jake Weimer agree. You may have tried a neck brace, but you haven't experienced an Atlas Brace. It's 2013, and X-Brand is prepped for our biggest year yet. Racers of all calibers are getting wise and switching to X-Brand. Guys like Jimmy Albertson, Josh Strang, Les Smith, Bobby Canary, Austin Politelli, and many more agree. X-Brand can't be beat when it comes to superior foam, a comfortable frame, and simple optics that just plain work. Available in multiple flavors with all the options you need, like zip-offs, laminates, lenses, and nose guards. So head over to EKSBrand.com to order now and use the discount code PULPSHOW13 for an insane 30% off. X-Brand Goggles. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. 
For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulbamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. There are dozens of helmet brands on the shelf at your local dealer. How do you decide which is the right one for you? With over 50 years experience, Showy delivers a premium helmet with quality that is second to none. Many of our competitors rely on overseas manufacturers who they hope will build the helmets to their specifications. Every helmet that bears the iconic Showy Hexagon undergoes a minimum of seven inspections throughout its week-long manufacturing process in one of our two factories located in Japan. Showy's sole focus on premium helmet engineering and manufacturing guarantee you the highest quality and performance available. Stop by your local showy dealer and see why team riders like Kevin Windham, Justin Barsha, Josh Grant, and Michael Lessie demand showy's premium level of comfort, safety, and performance. Showy, showy, showy. Get ready, America, because WUSA is your number one source for quality wheel sets in America. WUSA offers all the top brands that you and the world's best racers know and trust, like Reed, Dungey, Millsaps, Tickle, Sealy, Short, and more. All rely on trust WUSA, because all our wheels are built right in our shop in Orange, California. And if you want it custom-made for your bike, like the world's best freestyle riders, Renner, Deacon, Adams, Madison, Mason, Sherwood, and others, you can choose different spoke and nipple colors for a completely custom look that'll dazzle you. Off-road riding, WUSA can build you wheels for the absolute toughest of conditions. And W also offers DID and Excel rims, along with OEM replacement spoke and nipple kits for your stock hubs. Need brakes? W offers the industry's best oversized and standard brake kits from Galfer and Brembo. Just see your local dealer or visit us at WUSA.com. Hey, you can also download the most current W catalog from the iTunes App Store. WUSA, D-U-B-Y-A, USA. It doesn't get any better than us. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. 
comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style, construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Welcome to the show, Papa Mac Show. Mason, come on. That song was good. I mean, look, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not uh, some sort of stick in the mud and who doesn't like that kind. Of, but can you, lit, like, seriously, be be serious with me? Yeah, I'm being serious. Can you listen to that type of music for like an hour? Well, no. I mean, can you drive with that music? I can didn't you? sit there and tell you that this was the world's greatest album. You said to pick a song. And no, I know. I like that song. Okay, yeah, no, no. But- it's on my playlist. Okay. But then it'll go to like Avril Lavigne, okay, and then Extreme, okay, and then Metallica, okay, all right, all right. okay. All right. I'm not like you. I don't so listen to one funny. band. I don't listen to one band. Just oh, okay. I've been on Pearl Jam kick lately. Okay, two uh, welcome back to the show. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com. Uh, NFAB Jeep and Truck Bar, supporter of the sport, uh, fantastic company, and um, one of the leaders for Jeep and Truck Bars, Atlas neck braces, and X brand goggles, race tech suspension, fly racing, showy helmets, free gun underwear, Brop Bar, Tech One Designs, FMF Racing. Works Connection, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, and Optrix. Uh, Tits is a big fan of 810 Solutions. Everything that 810 Solutions offers, Tits, uh, Tits uses and endorses it. Um, he's never never looked better either as he steps out the door. He's never looked better than using his uh, Rhino Global product at 810 Solutions. Almost back to my fighting weight. Wow. Uh, that's, those are, those are uh, bold words. Yeah. Um, and, of course, uh, Optrix. Uh, I know I'm springing this on you, Tits, but uh, can you tell us a little bit about Optrix here? Um, our, our, our good co-host here, Mike Mason, seemed to have some difficulty with optics. Uh, no, I, I would me. I would not put that as a difficulty. He just didn't understand what I was trying to tell him to do. Yeah, so maybe explain to how you walked well, Mike Mad Dog through well, the routine. There, there's a, a process called burping your case, which is where you get the extra air out from underneath the touchscreen. And uh, he didn't understand what I was trying to tell him to do, and it really increases the, uh, the touchscreen usability. So I showed him that, and after that he's like, oh. 
yeah. piece of cake. How, no how easy was it? How e- so easy. easy. Right. I was pushing on the wrong spot. So, so anyway, um, for our live listeners, we have, in case they didn't weren't aware of it already, we had a Black Friday and a Cyber Monday. Both deals are amazing. How exciting. They expire tonight. So if you're listening to the archive, you've missed out, assuming you didn't already check it already. But go onto the site. We have a snow bundle, which is a XD5 with a chest mount. Um, and just, a spare a spare flat lens for $99. It's a 50% discount. It's amazing. So go check it out. 50% off? Not, have you 50% lost your mind? Off. Have you we lost ha- your we mind? We have lost our minds. Um, and then if you decide not to do that or if you're too late, you can still right go there here. and get one. Use the code PULPMX at Optrix.com, and uh, you will not regret it. Guaranteed. Optrix.com. Thank Black you. Friday, Cyber Monday. You doing any cyber shopping today, Mason? Nah. Nothing? No, I don't remember what I did. Today. How many hours before the show did you wake up? I don't. I well, no. I set an alarm for eleven because I had to take my trash out. So I did that, and then I think I the, oh, I washed my gear because I got to leave tomorrow. What a what and a then, life! And then I took a shower, and then I played three rounds of duty, and then I came over here. Man, it's Monday, dude. It's my day off. Hey, let's let's okay. So, uh, Mason, tomorrow coming up with Brock Lover, by the way. Um, Six time. You have a question for Brock Lover. I can't wait to, for you to ask. I'm him. not doing that. Yes, dude. you have not to ask if you've him. already asked him 20 times. It's no, not, no, it's I've not never right. asked. We've never had him on the show before. Oh, I thought you said you've talked to him 20 times about it. I've talked to him like in person, but it hasn't been a, it's been a long time. Okay. So never on the show. So Mason, you got nuclear cowboys coming up. Uh, Kentucky, St. Louis, Hartford, Grand Rapids, Providence, Indianapolis, Denver, Tampa, East Rutherford, Orlando, New Orleans, San Jose, Tacoma, Houston, and Duluth. Dude. This is like a gnarly schedule. I'm working this winter. Right? I'm like a real employee going do to work. You, do you get paid per show? Yeah. Well, per or weekend. Per weekend. Because yeah. uh, India only has one show, and New Orleans has two. Uh, one show. Denver has two, for yeah. example. Yeah, just per uh, weekend. NuclearCowboys.com. Cowboys with a Z, people, if you want to see Mike the Mad Dog. Uh, you said you got uh, more responsibility this year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we lost uh, Adam Jones to Nitro Circus. So they needed a leader, which is, you know, yeah. it's going to be me and Twitch, I think, because it's still two sides, like different show plan, but kind of similar for the moto yeah. part of it. And uh, so Twitch is going to lead one side. I'm going to lead the other. So now I've actually got to, like, pay attention to i got to ride more, <laughs> and i got to pay attention to where I'm going because I used to just follow Jones. Like, if he turned left, I'd turn left. You know, or if he yeah, didn't yeah. jump, now I'm probably going to jump back and land on a dancer or something that's coming up the landing. But you get a bit more money for that. Yeah. And I'm going to be so rich now, dude. Oh, dude, you're already rich. You're getting five Gs <laughs> to go to Europe. Buy a new pair of shoes. You, um, uh, the the Fell guys pumped on the Nitro Circus tour that's going on, I imagine? I'm very, sure they're not. Very supportive? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm surprised at the schedule you have, though. Out of all the stops, which one are you looking forward to most? Um, probably New Orleans. That Last year was the first time I've ever been there, or this year, I guess. Yeah. And, and it was fun. And, and I think it's on St. Paddy's Day weekend. Okay. And, and there's only one night show, so. Uh, I should be in good shape. When you get into the town for a Cowboys, when do you get into town? Uh, usually a day before the show. Thursday? Yeah. Will you practice? No. Nah. Well, yeah, if it's the first day, I will. Okay. But if it's a two-day show, I never read the second day. I'm too old for that stuff, man. So you... i save my back. So you're going to Florida tomorrow? Uh, no, Saturday. Oh, Saturday. I'm going to Temecula tomorrow. Okay. And then Florida Saturday, and you're gonna. That's where rehearsals start. Yep, two weeks. And that's where you get everything down. Where they show you what the moves and who cho- yeah. who, who choreographs this thing. Um, it's Mickey Diamond does the moto oh, part of it. Okay. And then he goes together with a dude that does like the dancing, you know, and all that stuff. Yep. So there's basically two of them, one for each side. And that's the hardest part is it's not like we need to be there for two weeks for riding. Mm-hmm. It's you know lighting and pyro and 
you know, four girls, and I think there's like eight guys doing some yeah some kind of martial arts type stuff, whatever. It is. I don't know what yeah. it's called, you know, but so that's where we have to like sit around. Like we'll sit around most of the day in our gear. And oh, really? They'll, they'll yeah. be all like, hey, come out and do this. And we're all right. And we ride up a landing, and then we ride back down. And they're like, okay, dancers, now you see where the bikes are going to be. And I'm like, really? Let me yeah. jump or do something. And, and this is not dancers. paid. The pra- route. Practice. Yeah, we get oh, we get okay. a little bit, you not do, like okay. a show fee, but yeah, 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 they definitely pay us, okay, and everything's so. taken care of. But right, just like I said, it's it's going to be 14 days, and we ride every single day, and we're in our gear all day. And you may day. only ride for five minutes, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and maybe at the end of the um, night, we ride for like a half hour. Uh, you said Adam Jones went to Nitro. Is there like a bidding war? Like, would they come to you and be like, "Hey, we we want you for Nitro"? Like, is it kind of silly season a little bit for for the Maxers? Um, yeah, with with Nitro coming in now, because you like it used to be where. The only thing that competed with us was X Fighters, yeah. you know, and Cowboys would let who like Talker or someone who could go win an X Fighters yeah. out of his deal for that weekend. Right. But now with Nitro coming over here and doing their tour during ours, it, it got into a little bit of a bidding war. And, good for you, know, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for guys that are riding good because that's all Nitro, not Nitro, but Porter cares about. It. He was once the best dude, so it was good for Adam. I mean, you because know, because they sell the name. Yeah. They, the Nitro guys are like, we got Mike Mason. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Right. We're nuclear. They just go off, you know. Mm-hmm. Basically, the show. They're just yeah. selling the show. You're, you're so. nameless. Yeah, but are, which is good for me. Are you literally nameless, though, or do you have your name in the back of the jersey? You do, no, no like, yeah, none of that. It, no, all our stuff's all the same. Okay, so you, you know, wear Rockstar. Yeah, everything. Okay. Like, right. I was going out to ride out here, and then, right. you know, at the end of the show, they give us, like, all an introduction. We do, like, oh, okay. one final jump and stuff. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I don't want – people from Fell listen to the show, but, I mean, do you like it? Is it yeah. cheese ball? I mean, is this – No, I mean – We've said that, you know, just like the storyline's built for kids. Right. You know, so right. some of us, we've had to, like, take our little attitudes down. Because we, you know, we think we're at dirt bikes and we got tattoos and we're not yeah. really trying to impress chicks. But um, over the years, you know, I've actually become a fan of it. It's cool. It's, you know, you're at autograph signings and there's little kids that are just so pumped on dirt bikes, you know, and wearing their yeah. little jerseys and stuff. It's not like, you know, dudes that think they're better than you telling you how they do this stuff in their backyard every day, you know. So <laughs> right. it's definitely been cool, man. It's fun. It's It's a cool show and it's cool to be a part of. You, um, so yeah, it keeps you busy, man. Yeah. Like, wow. You are, I mean, you'll be back though to do the show, to do this show here and there, right? You come yeah. back every week. Yeah. So I'll be you're, home yeah you're not on, on Monday. Not so on the, I'll come bug you. You're not on the schedule like that. Um, chance ability, uh, dancers are the same. Do you know? Now we got four new ones. It's chance ability that, that you hook up with a dancer. Oh, I got my fingers crossed that it happens. I had a pretty good ratio going the last four years. Okay. And I'm like one of the only dudes left that's but not But by married. the end of the tour. These it's dancers, awkward. I mean, these dancers have been passed around. Yeah, it's well, most like I said, I'm pretty much the only dude that's not married on the tour now. Okay, so I, so I've had a bad record of passing them around, and by the end of the tour, I just want to get out of there because <laughs> they're starting to fight, dude, and everyone's yelling at me. And you're, you're... I got a cough that hasn't gone away since January. I don't know where it came <laughs> from. So, um, I mean, I wonder if the Feld guys are like, hey, you, you know, um, uh, I wonder if the the Feld guys are like to the dancers, look, don't sleep with these guys. They, yeah, they should do that because. We're not right because, um, and I ain't looking to get married. I'll tell you that much. So, so you, uh, so yeah, so the odds are good. You've done it in the past, and, yeah. And 2014, but brings the, new chicks and new. I was so mad at him though because we used to have eight. So I'm like, oh, eight girls, oh, yeah. you know, 16 stops, right? I could really work this just right. And now there's only four, <laughs> and like, I mean, if let's and say now there's one more or, stops, yeah, there's more stops, and if one or two of them are married, that's two, and oh, man. I, I'm going to have some big bar tabs trying to impress these chicks and hopefully get what? them drunk enough to where I look good. Yeah, so like after – it's just like Supercross. After the, the Cowboys performance, you'll all go to the same hotel bar or whatever. Yeah, I'm yeah. usually the first one there. Like every, all the other guys go up and shower and stuff, and I just run, and I'm still sweaty and stinky. 
That, 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 and then that, my pants come down at the bar that night, and it's not good. That might be something some chicks like. Um, yeah. God, it'd be cool to be you, man. I mean, it has its ups and downs. Like you know, I mean, you you three call, wake up at eleven to take your garbage out. Three games of Call of Duty. Come to the show. Now you're gonna go to this Nuclear Cowboys tour where you're just gonna pork all these chicks. Yeah. So which city's the best for picking up chicks? Oh, like man. which one? If you can't get a dancer, is there one that's? I mean, um, like you're going pull up the like, list again. Lexington. I mean, come on. Yeah, Lexington. Well, dude, you got to watch those places though. Those are like, there's some rippies there that just love dirt bike rides, and they they know I'm only there for a couple days. Where you get into like, you know, like Orlando. Tampa. You get to Tampa. They're all Tampa. models. They're all yeah. actresses or something. Yeah. Right. Tampa's right. good though. Oh, uh, okay. Grand Rapids. You're in that arena down uh, down downtown. I mean, yeah, I did an arena cross there. I don't think I had good luck there a long time ago. Maybe uh, our own Swiss Corps lives not far from Grand Rapids. Really? Yeah. Maybe he'll. Tell him to hook me up. Yeah, I need help with some of these things. I need some recruit. So what, you need help in Grand Houston's Rapids? Houston's good. Houston's okay, very so you're, good. Okay, so you're solid for Houston. Tacoma's good because I think they all just like that they're not watching it rain <laughs> and they're just looking for something to do. I've had really good luck in Tacoma. I'm worried about this East Rutherford stop. Now, that one's good because I always go there and visit some friends oh, like, okay. right away from yeah. there. So I've okay. already got a couple coming there, so we're good. Colorado, Indianapolis. All should be good. Providence. I mean, dude, you're going to struggle in Providence. Yeah, most likely. That's where, like, the dancers are really going to have to come into play. Yeah, they're going to have to really step up in Providence. And see, this is like a job in itself. Like, right, I'm right, sitting right. there, like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday trying to make a strategy. Now, here. what happens if you and, and uh, another FMX guy want to go for the same dancer? How does that work? We both go for it. Really? Yeah. It's just best man wins. No. Like, oh. we both go for it. Oh. <laughs> both take her back to the room. Come on, Steve. I know you're not that old. Oh, man. This reminds me of my single years when I was a top Supercross touring mechanic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did all kinds of this kind oh, of stuff, Oh, huh? dude, you don't even want to know. <laughs> it was insane. Um, uh, San Jose, probably good. New Orleans. I mean, if nothing happens in New Orleans, you have um, you have Bourbon Street. Yeah, so, that's yeah. where we ended up last right. year, and that's pretty good. Right. Hartford? Where do you go in Hartford? Never been to Hartford. I wonder if you're doing um, – I wonder if you're doing in Hartford. I wonder if you're going to the arena where the Hartford Whalers used to play. Oh, yeah. Is that hockey? Yeah. They don't play anymore, but they oh. used to be. I want to say arena's still there. Um, man, what a life. Yeah. Dude, what a life. And then after Cowboys, is preparing for X? X Games is actually two weeks after Cowboys this year. Yeah. So, yeah. Austin. But that's cool. You know, yeah, go to Austin. I'll be in pretty good riding shape as far as riding every weekend, you know. And you're right. So that'll be good, and then just get X Games done, and then I can just kind of take the summer off and hang out. Every summer I've had to, like, work for X Games, you know, and it, mm-hmm. it sucks, dude. It's 114 out, and you're running and riding. And running? I ran three times. Okay, all right. So. I even posted it, so you know <laughs> oh, I'm not lying, yeah. Oh, all right, okay. But I'm really looking forward to not Jeez, running smoked. again. Um, Man, look at the Cowboys. Yeah, bless its little heart. Right? Best thing that ever happened to me. Do you go to – I didn't even see. Are you – um? No Cal, no SoCal stops. No, we used to only... Ontario, right? Yeah, we did Ontario. Ontario, but I don't know. What's up with that? I have no idea. Jeez, you'd think SoCal would be a staple, right? I think that's why they don't go there is they get pissed at us because everyone has 42 ticket requests, and it looks like it's sold out, but it's (laughs) just all the riders and dancers' families. Yeah. Where are the dancers all from? Most of them are from L.A. area. I think they did rehearsals um, in L.A. and actually here for the dancers, so... But I know they've gone to Florida before. And are they like real dancers? Like, like yeah. I mean, are they strippers? That, or they're no, no, they're like real dancers, and that's what kind of sucks. Is sometimes like the chicks that are really good at dancing, they're not that great looking, but they're kind of sheltered too. So I can like 
use my little sense of humor yeah. on him, and it kind of, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. it's something different. And then I like that. I'll go and do one backflip that Watson doesn't think I know how to do, and then there you go. I swear, Watson told me one time you didn't flip. I swear to you, I could be wrong, but I. We were talking about it, and uh, yeah, it's okay. Uh, we we cleared it up. We're right. good. Uh, let's get our next guest on the line, uh, Brock Glover. Um, we'll get uh, Dunlop Tires, Brock Glover on the line. Um, man, it's it's uh, it's interesting. So, do you get um, per diem? No, but we get uh, they give us like five hundred bucks into our check for like travel money. So you have to buy the so, flight. Yeah, you gotta buy they, flight. they get hotels, but we get the flights. I mean, five hundred bucks is not going to cover a Rhode Island flight. Maybe not Rhode Island, but I mean, ninety percent of it's my flights cover San out Jose here. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like ninety percent right. of my flights out of here were like two, two fifty. Yeah, so you're making and, money on that. Yeah, so yeah, then yeah. you know, after right. you take out food and stuff, you get a little extra, so it's cool. Uh, Mancuso come to these ever? The big, he big... comes to one here and there. Oh, okay. him and Jindro. You guys have to be by. on your own best behavior. Do they nah. tell you guys? No, nah, Charlie, he's got our back. You know, he's always hugging around and stuff. He's cool. Big hugger. Yeah, Paul Lindsay. Paul Lindsay told me I'm one of the guys that gets hugged with Charlie. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't know that was anything special. I, I don't even know. but <laughs> Yeah, Charlie's a big hugger. I didn't even know, like, I don't even know who Charlie is, really. So, I mean, I think I do, but he wouldn't hug me. Really? Yeah, there's no way. Huh. Um, so, so, financially, this is a big chunk of your income. Yeah. This whole thing. Yeah. Uh, all these stops. Yeah, all these stops. It, it does well. Only thing that sucks is it's not guaranteed. So if I did something stupid at rehearsals at the first stop and took myself out. Oh, really? Huh? Yeah. Oh, no Yeah, because like I said, we just get paid per show or per oh, weekend. Okay. So if I Yeah, got it's hurt... like a meat grinder. Like if you hurt yourself, the yeah. next, next one up, right? Uh, yeah, and I think that's why I started riding so bad. Well, well, why? Well, because like, when I first started doing it in 2010, I actually crashed a bunch at it because I was trying to do like gnarly tricks in the middle of trains and stuff. Okay. And just kept grenading myself. And <laughs> so like the last four years, I'm like, I know what I can do. Yeah. And I'm just going to ride it just out. No and... flips and... Well, I do flips. Okay, I, know, I do three in the show. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Um, all right, let's get to our next guest. Uh, multi-time AMA Outdoor National Champion, one of the greatest riders uh, in our sport to ever be there. 500 titles, 125 titles, almost had a 250 title. Probably should have had a Supercross title, uh, and he now works for Dunlop Tires in the pits. He's uh, one of the most respected voices in the sport. He's got his own radio show, too. Did you know that, Mason? I did not know He's got that. his own radio show. The Golden Boy, Brock Glover. What's happening? Not much. How are you guys doing? Good. Hey, thanks for uh, coming on the Pulp Show. Appreciate it. Um, You're welcome. 702-586-7857 if you have a question for uh, Brock Glover. Uh, hey, Brock, right out of the gate, Mike Mason's got a question for you. Um, uh, he's been wondering about it all night. So It was a simple question. I just want to know if you still get like royalties and stuff from Winners Take All, because that movie ripped. Do you know how long it took me to find this place? I mean, hey. <laughs> yes, Carl. Thank you, Carl, for that. When you, when you lay a line like that down, don't you think you deserve royalties the rest of your life? Dude, I would, I, think, I, you're, I would think you were set after that. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> you get asked about that probably way more than you ever thought you would in 1984, right? Well, your your partner in crime, uh, Nick Nick Way, was probably oh. the first one that really started bringing it to my attention that that next generation of writers really actually watched that trashy, terrible movie. But it was uh, kind of funny. Now, yeah, I was all over that. Like that and Rad were like in my era. Like Rad yeah. was the BMX, yeah. you know, dude. I loved them. Um, <laughs> did you did you make any money for that, Brock? Did you like did they pay you or was it? Come on, I'm not. I'm smarter than that. Of course, I got okay, paid. I think right. I got paid. I actually think I, if I'm my memory serves me right, I got paid three different ways on that movie. I was like a script advisor. Ooh, yeah, I was yeah. technic. I technically was a stunt 
yeah. rider. And then, uh, even though I really didn't ride at all per mm-hmm. se, I had some, I had somebody who knew my likeness using some of my clothes, so they looked like I was me riding. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then I was actually talent. I was the uh, hey, you know, right, right. Carl, Carl is uh, that's talent. Oh. No doubt. I had a line in the movie. So. I know. Um, um, well, I didn't know if it was like some buddy of yours made it or whatever. And they're like, hey, come on out or whatever. But that's good to hear. Yeah. Three different ways of making it. Um, uh, hey, you just got back from the KTM team intro. Let's talk a little bit about that. What you, what'd you think? I think the, I saw the look of the bikes. It looks good. And then a uh, surprise, Ivan Tedesco uh, filling in for Davey Millsaps. Yeah, that was a little bit of a surprise. I wasn't uh, I wasn't so aware of that one. I know I've, I'd been down in the Minio's in Florida, and then I had swung by in uh, your neck of the woods there and watched the last round of the round of the Enduro Cross just prior to heading down to Florida. So uh, it was uh, I was out of the loop there. But yeah, Ivan you know, looks like he's gonna. It, it seems so vague that it says, "Well, we're gonna <laughs> bring him on board, do some testing," you know. See how it goes. See what happens with Davy. And it was almost as if Davy's ready to go at A one for any uh, any chance. And Ivan's just going to have to sit and watch. But yeah, I don't know. I, it seems that they're somewhat certain. They're trying to mum was the word with right. Davy's in, injury. But it seems like he uh, he's done something inside his knee there on his right leg, and it's not as normal the one that he bothered before. So yeah, that, that was a surprise there. No doubt. Yeah, good. Good to have it uh, for sure. Hey, how's the um, how's your radio show doing down in San Diego now? Not not some cheeseball internet show like this is like a real live radio show you do with Paul Carruthers. Yeah, it is actually. I mean, we have a terrestrial signal, and it's actually a, it's quite a big signal. It's uh, it's on if you're in Southern California, and I mean, we get people once in a while calling all the way from like Santa Barbara. They can hear it. It's uh, it's a great. A large fifty thousand watt plus station that does it. It's, it's the mighty ten ninety. It's an all sports talk show mm-hmm. uh, station, and the format down in San Diego. It's been around a while. I mean, they have the San Diego Padres broadcast on that, and like that, San Diego the Aztecs games, and and uh, different you know lots of big sporting events. Jim Rome's on there during the day, so it's it's a it's a big signal. And we do Sunday mornings at nine a.m. to nine and. Until 10 a.m. It's an hour-long show called Bike Week Radio Show. It's also, you know, streams live on, uh, online, and then it's also we have it on iTunes and so if you want to listen to mm-hmm. past ones. But yeah, we've done kind of 70. We're getting close to our 80th show. It started a year and some change ago, and we've talked pretty much anything motorcycles actually. So there's any off-road, motocross, supercross, yeah, you yeah. know, even anything, wide variety of stuff. And again, like one of my co-hosts. Paul Carruthers has been the editor of Cycle News for 25 years, so he's well-versed in all forms of fuel stuff. And, uh, so it's a lot of fun. Yeah, do you like it? You enjoy it? You, you, you feel like you're uh, like getting, uh, I guess, a, a, I mean, you have to be able to talk all all, all motorcycle racing, right? So you got to really uh, study this. Yeah, I mean, if I don't know it, I mean, Paul's father was a Hall of Fame, you know, right. world road racing champion, Hall of Fame, AMA Hall of Fame, you know, motorcycle tuner. Uh, you know, worked with Kenny Roberts, Eddie mm-hmm. Lawson, Wayne Rainey. They've got so many world championships. I don't know, maybe over 10 of them between all the three. And then, so Paul grew up in Europe, you know, on the world road racing circuit. He knows that inside and out, still good friends with a lot of the people that are in MotoGP. So mm-hmm. the, road ra- the road racing side is clearly Paul's expertise, but although he does know motocross too, it's just 
So between the two of us, knowing two of the more popular disciplines, I got the dirt side covered. He's got more of the road side covered. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, it works pretty good. And he and I have known each other for years. I, I've probably known each other since we were mid-teenagers. The, uh, the Cycle News archives, I, I, it might be the best five bucks I ever spent. Um, I, just yeah. get, I just get lost in them. I just literally get lost in those things. Yeah, I, I haven't uh, parted with my five bucks yet because I know that if I did, I would do nothing but spend all my time looking <laughs> at all, all the articles and, yeah. and looking at those things the way they used to be 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 10 years ago, and it, it, yeah. those things are they're awesome. I searched, awesome. I searched my name in there. I came up at some GFI races and then some District 23, and, and I can imagine if you put Brock Lover in there, you'd be, you'd be there for 100 years. Um <laughs> How's things at Dunlop? How's everything going? Uh, you guys gearing up for the new season? I talked to Brian Fleck at, at uh, Bercy a little bit, and uh, I talked to him about the testing and everything that's involved, and it seems like things are ramping up. Yeah, it is. You know, we don't have much of an off-season anymore, that's for sure, around the Dunlop camps. But uh, one of the things that was kind of fun today was the new factory edition KTM 450 for next year is already, you know, was shown to the press today, mm-hmm. and it is going to be in the dealer's Probably, I want to say the very late part of January, early February, but uh, that new bike already has our next generation of Geomax tires on it. And so we were able to show the press the new 50 MX-52 model. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have another companion to that coming out basically at the same time. And we'll be having our press launch uh, shortly after the new year. And, and, and we're pretty excited because, you know, anytime like having an all-new bike or we're having an all-new line of uh, motocross tires and should have some of them on board in the truck uh, for the first Anaheim. And, and we've been developing these tires at the pro level for mm-hmm. two and three years, but it's just nice to see the, the, you know, the prototype models actually come to the shelves for the consumers. To, and now, the, you know, for the first race, the privateers get to race on them. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, it should be cool. Hey, uh, right now, the fifth caller to the show wins a pair of X-Brand goggles, by the way. Fifth caller wins a pair of X-Brand goggles, official goggle of champions worldwide. Uh, so thanks for listening. We're on the phone with uh, Brock Glover. Brock, you were number eleven all-time greatest motocrossers. I thought it was a little. Thought you should have been a little lower. Thought you should have been a, a little lower. Eleven. You were eleven. Uh, motor, motocrossers or supercrossers or is that the? Uh, I think that, was a, I think that was motocrossers. Oh, I thought I saw some. I don't, I'm not sure. Oh, what you know, I saw something. Eleven was the tro- motocross the nation's yeah. U.S. members, but I think. think I think on the all time, I think I was a little lower than that, but that's okay. You, know, you probably no, I, you probably had me voted up there about fifteen or twenty, <laughs> right? Steve? You know what? I'm going to double check my Google. I did it super fast while we were waiting for you on the line. Uh, oh yeah. You maybe yeah. It did seem it did seem that does seem too. I mean, you got six national titles, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. think if you're talking about the one Eraser X did a while ago, and it was just motocross. I think I was up a little higher than that, but it's okay. You know, we can move on to the next question. <laughs> well, I was going to talk shit on Racer X. Uh, uh, even though they're my employer, that they should have put you lower. But uh, um, hey, uh, so give us an example. Uh, I'm gonna double search, double check this. Give us an example, Brock. One of the questions I had, and you talked about how the the new t- t- tire on the factory replica 450 is uh, is close to the race uh, spec one. But give us an example, if you can, of um, something that a works tire that you guys learned from working with all these great racers. Can you give us an example of what was passed on to a consumer tire, like exactly something you learned from racing at the highest levels that you applied to a consumer tire? Or, you know, because people always, we get a lot of questions like, oh, if works tires are so great and works tires this and that, but what are something uh, that 
people directly learn from your guys' racing? Well, you know, we we learn a lot. And the one thing that I probably learned, that there's no one tire for everybody, that's that's first and foremost. I mean, we were talking about that today, how we can go out with a new tire. And, you know, we're already looking forward enough now that we're developing the next generation of tires. You know, who knows? It might be the MX-53 or the MX, you know, whatever. If you go down a, a sequential number system there. Mm-hmm. But we're already working on stuff that could be coming out three or four years from now. But we went out and tested a new attire, and, and you know, you know, you name the list of the top guys. You know, let's say the top three or four guys in the in the in the motocross, supercross in the United States. They all go test the thing, and you know, let's say they all tested at number one or number two out of maybe five hundred tires, and then you'll have one lone wolf in there, and he'll <laughs> come back and rate it as like number six. He hates the thing, and and it just goes. It even goes to you know, I went testing with the unfortunately i went i mean fortunately i got to go testing with the ktm baja team but unfortunately you know kurt kurt was there yeah. caselli and and uh, ivan ramirez and, and and kendall norman were there and all three of them went testing the front tires and and two of them loved this one tire and the other one he was like his least favorite tire yet they've got to come up with a, a you know between them and say hey, wait, wait a minute well what front tire are we gonna run you know two of our guys love this tire and definitely want to choose it and the other one doesn't like it at all so uh, that's probably first and foremost that you have to, you know, not every rider's one tire is going to fit all. Second, I mean, when we're testing at that level, you know, one rider might be a front tire, you know, he's kind of a front end front tire guy, and mm-hmm. the other guy might be a rear tire. You know, there's the well known, obviously, the GOAT, Rick Carmichael. Anybody that really watched and studied his style, you realize the guy was kind of a rear, he was a rear of the motorcycle guy. He just, right. he, he brake turned a lot, he slid the rear around a lot, he, you know, he, he relied on the rear tire. The front tire to him was just something that was kind of there, but I don't think he focused on a lot. And then you get other riders that are just much more front tire oriented. Um, and, and because of that, you know, no, again, no two new tires are, you know, no two new tires are the same or no, uh, you, you know, you can't have the same setup for each rider. So it, that's probably the one thing. And, you know, for us in Supercross, uh, there's no doubt that you have to have some flexibility in the carcass of the tire to allow the knobs mm-hmm. to, to move without tearing. I mean, it, the pace these guys go through the woods. I mean, you stand down there every week, Steve, you know, yeah. it's incredible what they do. And yeah. they're grabbing, they're grabbing fourth gear when they really are going about the speed of a second gear section, you know, and the rear wheel spinning at twice the speed of the bikes going across the ground. And, you know, you're just, you're just wrenching the knobs and you're just asking for them to get cut or torn or do something. So, right. you know, developing tires and learning tires that can handle that kind of durability is, is a little bit of a specialty, no doubt, that we probably face in Supercross more than any other, uh, other forms of uh, racing. So. Yeah, the, uh, the, I mean, the old adage, the Southern California Supercross rounds, nothing tests a tire more than that, huh? Would you Would you agree with that? Yeah, particularly when we have these, you know, in the in the early rounds, a lot of times we'll have these Santa Ana conditions where the humidity is real low, and, and maybe they got a little bit of a, a easterly wind, and, the, and the, it's just still dry during the air, but or in the air is very dry and, and during the daytime, and then at nighttime, the, the cold air comes in, the winds die down, and then the humidity uh, settles in, and you get this greasy, grimy track. But as you know. The, the tracks are actually the preparation on the tracks have improved a lot, and we don't seem to have as hard packed of circuits anymore. And, and the t- trend mm-hmm. right now is for riders 
are going to a more aggressive pattern than they did five, ten years ago. And so we're seeing more aggressive yeah. tire patterns. Don't you see, like, it's it's so weird from, say, ten years ago, you you would show up at Atlanta, gummy and sticky. You Anaheim would be slick. Um, more than ever, the, the, the Dirtworks guys have, have figured out a sort of Anaheim is slicker now and harder packed, and Anaheim's have more traction than ever before. They've really – they used to dump too much lime or not enough lime, and it would change the tr- – they've really figured this thing out. A lot of tracks, like the outdoors, they have almost like a universal surface more than ever before. Yeah, that, conver- that conversation – it actually took place with Jody Weisel, myself, and some guys tonight. And how we were just talking about how the track, particularly the Glen Helen track and the Glen Helen round that's coming up, mm-hmm. where, you know, in the past, there there's no doubt that the tracks, I mean, some people are considering them overgroomed and that the tracks aren't, they don't allow them to get enough ruts in them. They don't allow them to get enough bumps in them. Uh, you know, the timed qualifying has allowed you know, it is almost forced everybody to ride the fast line all the time right. so that they have to get a good qualifying time. They're afraid to waste any time creating a second berm or a second rut on the outside because in the beginning it would be slower. <laughs> right. And and then what's happened is when that one line or two lines gets really beat up, they just feel like they feel compelled to degrade and groom the track. And mm-hmm. it, it makes a little bit of one line racing and particularly the first, yeah, first two motos. But, uh, you know, it, the tracks are more consistent, and we're finding that the tire choices themselves are more consistent amongst our riders, and, and right. they don't—they don't tend to move around as much from pattern to pattern, or you know, uh, construction or compound to compound tires. Um, yeah, it's it's a little different era, no doubt about it. Um, when you raced. Uh, first of all, it was super weird when you guys raced. You could make your own deals with tire companies. That that always blows me away. Like you could just you could run a Bridgestone on the front, dump up on the rear, whatever you wanted to, right? Back then, back in those days, yeah. it was so weird. Well, in, yeah. in general, like some contracts were fifty percent of the race, and that that was kind of the norm. To be honest with you, as long as you ran their tire or fifty one percent of the races, they were fine with that. Really? Because, huh? wow, okay. Yeah, and yeah. so. If you you had a you contract a tire deal, you, you again you, you just had to use their product fifty one percent of the time. Hmm. When Dunlop got more heavily involved and started bringing development spec tires to the racing the pro level to try to improve their product, that's when things started changing a little bit. And you know, for it, in the beginning, I was definitely on the outside of that because I would run different tires depending on what tracks I got to different brand tires. Yeah, yeah. And and when the guys that were, you know, had contracts with a brand like Dunlop or they were a little more loyal to that in the beginning, mm-hmm. they they tended to be the ones offered the development spec tires, and, and rightfully so. I mean, you don't want somebody that's bouncing around from brand to brand to have a development spec tire. And I, I think that that probably was when things started changing. The more development products started entering the scene. People wanted, the manufacturers wanted more in an exclusive relationship with that rider or team. Mm-hmm. And it just naturally progressed from there to where, how, how you see it today. I mean, it's in the old, old days, I think it was more like uh, how it is with a privateer now, but you know, it, it's, it, you know, for, for us, you know, at Dunlop, we try to just help as many people as we can in the pit. I mean, it, we're not we're not out there just trying to make a total monopoly. We're trying to 
you know, we know it's a competition. We, of course, we want to have the top guys on our product. But when it comes to the privateers and things like that level, we understand that it's important to have health in the sport mm-hmm. and to have riders at all level be able to participate. So we're, we're not keeping our, you know, our company afloat by charging extra money for the privateers or, you know, we do everything we can to, right. to help those guys get from race to race and stretch their buck as much as we can. So, you know, it's kind of a little, a little different at that level. Uh, congratulations to Sean Kelly, by the way, Sean Kelly won the, uh, X-Brand Goggles, uh, pays to listen. Thanks, Sean, for uh, being the fifth caller. Uh, we're on the line with Brock Lover right now. Brock, you were ranked number six all-time motocrossers. Okay. Uh, my, my bad on that. That's Yeah, okay. uh, I do think that uh, you're out. And probably should have had one Supercross win, by the way, but we won't get into that. Um, uh, hey, we got an email for, for, for you uh, from, a, from a listener. You ready? It's from, Ro- right. it's from Rob. Uh, I've got a question for Brock Glover tonight. Even though, Brock, you had a lot of success with Yamaha, Winning six national titles, <laughs> and, and how many times? This is a, a, a question you've been asked a lot, Brock. But we'll let Rob have the answer. How do you think your results would have differed if you had signed on with another manufacturer? Because there were times in the '80s when Yamaha uh, were not the greatest brand. So Rob wants to know. <laughs> I mean, you had a Honda con- contract in '85 that you did not sign, but uh, you ever? Yeah, think- I know. Yeah. You know, those are good questions. I. I- Outstanding, obviously. Rob is an astute <laughs> student of the sport, right? Um, it, yeah, yeah. Do I think in my mind had I ridden some of those bikes that you know the Baileys and Lachines and the, the powerhouse Honda bikes of the mid '80s? I mm-hmm. mean, I, I guess I don't want to say. Of course, that's kind of. Yeah. It's, I, I want to say it's obvious. But you never know what could have happened i mean who knows i could have hurt myself on one of those and never got to win another race i don't i don't know yeah but uh you know i i did have a chance at a couple of times to ride uh, ride one of those bikes long after i had you know not had the option to to sign a contract with them and i was i was impressed they were good motorcycles no question about it so yeah uh you know i would have i never did get to ride bailey 500 and i would have loved to at least taken some laps on it because uh i was uh, if it was anything like the 250 I rode, I would have uh, probably been pretty excited. But you know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't go to a Yamaha reunions, and I wouldn't have all these people looking back yeah. at me as kind of the the father of the 490. Yeah, listen, <laughs> the I, poster I, child. I've told you this, and I've written this. Your 85 500 title, Bailey comes out in 84 and just destroys you. Factory Honda, you're on a YZ 490. In 85, it was supposed to be exactly the same. You were supposed to have no chance again against Bailey, and uh, and you beat him. And uh, one of the most underrated title wins, I think. Uh, uh, you were on a vastly uh, shittier bike than David Bailey was in '85. There's no doubt. Yeah, I think even David and I chuckle about it sometimes, and and yeah, uh, you know, it's, it, he laughs and like, how did heck, how did you do that? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know what? I think it's just stubbornness and determination, I guess, in some ways, and getting a few lucky breaks. But right. to be honest with you, the 490 Yamaha motor went for the first two or three laps was fantastic. I mean, that was a, <laughs> it was a great motor, and, and it, it made good power. And but that, I just wish we, I wish we would have had a water-cooled version of that thing. But, uh, you know, I, I know the chassis the chassis was okay. It, was, it wasn't right. great by any means, and it certainly wasn't to the standards of the Honda. No. No, on the head on the track, but it was, it was still fun. And, and, you know, and, and I look back and 
I, I, I tended to stay with riding gear companies and manufacturers. And I felt I, at the time, I always felt it was important to be loyal. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've been with, now I've been with Dunlop as long as I was, uh, I'm coming up almost the same time I stayed with Yamaha. If you can imagine that. So it's, uh, it's been, it's been a while. And, and, uh, I enjoy my relationships if I can stick around with the same company. I do remember the switch from Scott to JT Goggles, though. John Gregory must have just backed up the Brinks truck to you. That's about the only time you ever switched anything. Yeah. You know, the, the, the good goggle days, when I first signed with Super Seer, remember that? Yeah, Man, yeah that was, right, right. That, that contract was larger than my Yamaha contract. Was it really? Jesus. And, and, oh. and, yeah, it was. And it was uh, – they're a good company, actually. I, those guys are really nice people, and and uh, enjoyed working with those guys. Made most of their money in, in police protection shields and things mm-hmm. like that, and, and OE aftermarket goggles that they sold to the companies like Honda and, and Yamaha and stuff. But it was, uh, yeah, the goggle, the goggle era, the JT thing when they started manufacturing their own goggles, and the contracts became much more all inclusive, and, and they wanted just some head to toe. Yeah. Um, uh, last question before we let you go talking to Brock Glover, Dunlop tires, uh, Brock Glover. And this is, um, you know, this is a hard question to ask and I'm just throwing this on you, but look, you, you've, you've done it all in the sport as, as a racer and, uh, and in the industry, you, you, you see all the backroom deals and all the, everything that goes on. What are we, what would you change Brock in the sport? What, you know, we asked uh, Ralph Shaheen, the same question he was on last week. And he, obviously he comes from, uh, you know, an announcing side of things. he, he wanted to combine the outdoors and the Supercross into one big series, and he had some grand ideas. But, I mean, it was something uh, – it was an outsider's perspective on it. Uh, what would you, Brock Glover, uh, six-time AMA national title and, uh, and the guy that, you know, high up at Dunlop, what, what do we need to do better? What would you do if you could wave a magic wand? I'm very curious. Right now, my personal – I want to say uh, to make it better. Yeah. You know, there's a. It's already. There's lots of good things that have happened in the sport. I mean, it's yeah, just more professional. I mean, the presentation's better. Uh, you know, the riders are more accessible. Not necessarily the public to come up and talk to them as they used to be. I think they're less accessible than that. You know, mm-hmm. but now you have access to them via the internet. Shows like yours. Uh, you know, there's so many other Twitters you have different ways to communicate with these riders that you couldn't before. Yeah. And all that, that is a great thing. The concern that I have at this point, probably Steve, is that I think the sport is starting to become so expensive that it's lost a little bit of the, you know, the ability for riders who don't have the financial backing to be able to, to come and participate. Mm-hmm. And I, I, to me, I always you always tell anybody that you know I understand that doesn't understand motocross very well. It's like the one sport compared to car racing or any other sport. It's the one motorsport where you can literally, like, particularly today, you go look at that bike that was in front of us today at KTM, and that's a full factory motorcycle basically right. that the consumer can buy. And that motorcycle you can buy and put it into the top. I guarantee you that could be a top five in the premier class in the right guy's hand. Right and that is something that's so special about our sport. You don't have to have, you know, a Joe Gibbs NASCAR team behind you or a Jimmy Johnson's Hendricks team to be able to go out and win a championship. Mm-hmm. You can do it pretty easily in motorcycles. The one thing that's concerning me right now is that, you know, with the 
introduction of the four-stroke motorcycle, and although it's definitely a superior machine, it's just become so expensive to race. It's become expensive to work on it, maintain, and every part about it. And it's not like you can rebuild a pit, you know, top end and, uh, you know, Saturday night before your race with your dad in the garage and be ready for Sunday morning's race. Right. And, and I would, I, I just would like to see uh, that 125 class, that natural stepping stone in the, from the 85 to the 250F is a large jump. It's a large financial jump. I just wish we had some sort of way to kind of keep that 125 class or even a 150 two-stroke class. And I think the technology is there with a direct injected uh, to keep the emissions down. I just think there's ways that we could keep the sport a little bit more affordable at that at the amateur level, and I, I think that's probably the one area that I would like to see some more focus on. Which is interesting, and, and, and you, come in, you're, you're, you go to these amateur nationals nowadays, and you've seen how these things become they're just a money pit for so many parents and kids who never make it. So you're coming from a spot where you're like, hey, you don't need to do all that, right? I mean, you're coming from a position where this is crazy. You're looking around probably these amateur races and going, what's going on? Yeah, I, 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 you know, I do see it. I mean, after spending three or four days down in Florida at the Mini Olympics, I mean, you know, parents and everybody with their big fun movers and diesel pushers and, and there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars wrapped up in these kids racing. And, and you know, although at that level, you know, yeah, you can buy an 85cc motorcycle for a reasonable price. You can do, you know, that stuff. But once you start getting up to the big, little, big size classes, and it gets pretty darn expensive. And I just, and I also feel from an eight, watching kids go from the 85cc bike right to a 250F, it's a pretty big jump. And I'd love, I'd love to, I'd love to see some sort of, you know, two-stroke motorcycle in that 125-150 range that they get, you know, that's more of a natural transition and more affordable for more families to participate and, and have somebody to race without, you know, I, I can't imagine these amateur families unless it's twenty-five, $30,000 a year to go racing just at a, at a lower level, let alone some of what you see in the, in the paddock nowadays. So that's, uh-huh. that's probably it. Good answers. Good, good answers. You talk about the riders being more accessible. Can you imagine if a dogger had a Twitter back in the day? <laughs> could, could we could we do some of Lachine's tweets? <laughs> I, I want to see the Instagram photos. I know. Yeah, even better, right? <laughs> uh, fantastic. Dunlop Tires, Brock Glover. Uh, thank you for coming on. Well, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks very much. I guess we'll see you at uh, at A1. Uh, look forward to uh, to talking to you. Thanks, Brock. Sounds good, Steve. Right, Take so, care. All right, buddy. Brock Glover, Dunlop Tires. Brock Glover um, got got paid three ways on that show, Mason. Sick. Yeah, he knew. He, Brock, yeah. Yeah, smart man. Yeah, smart man. All right, we're going to take our third and final commercial break of the night here on the Pulp MX Show presented by BTOsports.com. Jason Thomas is going to come back. Crap! And uh, we're going to do the BTO Sports Tweet at Tits, although now Aaron is going to read it, some of it. Uh, Mike Mason is going to stick around for the final segment. Uh, we have the voicemails also coming up and fab banging bars. Much, much more. Stick around. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Eli Tomac. I ride for Geico Honda. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show. 
The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX. When placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey everyone, Trey Kennard here. I wanted to tell you about one of my favorite products, Fly Racing's Light Hydrogen Racewear. With direct input from Andrew Short and I, the Fly Design Department created the first true, lightweight, minimalist pant and jersey design for pure racing performance. This gear eliminates non-essential features, such as rubber TPR badging, and uses stretch materials for the ultimate race pant and jersey combo. The light hydrogen pant is the lightest, most breathable, and non-restrictive pant I've ever worn. To complete my gear combo, I chose Fly Racing's minimalist light race glove and F2 carbon helmet for a complete race-ready setup. For more information about the light hydrogen racewear and other products from Fly Racing, Visit them on the web at flyracing.com. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerve steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB nerve steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. tried other neck braces but have you ever tried the one that's flexible the revolutionary family of atlas braces are the world's first flexible family of neck braces on the market designed to retain natural body mobility and range of motion gone are the days of wearing bulky neck protection that restricts your movement the atlas brace family is fully adjustable and unique features like dual chest and back supports independent chest suspension a flexible split frame design and a one-of-a-kind emergency release system set the atlas brace family apart from others and our championship winning athletes ryan Filippoto, jeremy mcgrath and jake weimer agree you may have tried a neck brace but you haven't experienced an atlas brace it's 2013, and X-Brand is prepped for our biggest year yet. Racers of all calibers are getting wise and switching to X-Brand. Guys like Jimmy Albertson, Josh Strang, Les Smith, Bobby Canary, Austin Politelli, and many more agree. X-Brand can't be beat when it comes to superior foam, a comfortable frame, and simple optics that just plain work. Available in multiple flavors with all the options you need, like zip-offs, laminates, lenses, and nose guards. So head over to EKSBrand.com to order now and use the discount code PULPSHOW13 for an insane 30% off. X-Brand goggles. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Pulp Show. 
And uh, one of our sponsors, Race Tech, is on board with us, and we're pumped to have them. Did you know that I was a mechanic for a long, long time? You did? Have I talked about it? Summercross? Mount Morris 2000? Anyways, don't do what I did, which was becoming a mechanic and not knowing anything and trying to learn. No, no, no. Our friends at Race Tech have made it easy for you to step right into the field of being a professional mechanic, a professional suspension tuner, anything you want. There's more and more teams all the time in the pits, and they need people like that. They don't need people like me back in the day. They need people like you that take a Race Tech class taught by Paul Feed himself. If you're a dad or a do-it-yourself or looking for your knowledge to be your own suspension tuner, this is perfect. Taught by Paul Feed, 30 years of experience in suspension tuning. He'll show you the black art of suspension. Don't listen to me, listen to Paul Feed. He's got these seminars, he's been doing them for a long, long time. And if you listen to my podcast I did with him on Racer X, check the archives, you can hear it for yourself. Paul's a smart guy. And his classes, his seminars, will help you become a much smarter person. And therefore be able to get a better job than the one I had, where I was on the floor of a box van for years and years. So please, check them out. Their classes each spring and fall at Racetech headquarters in Corona, California. Log on to Racetech.com or give them a call at 951-279-6655. Get smart. There are dozens of helmet brands on the shelf at your local dealer. How do you decide which is the right one for you? With over 50 years experience, Showy delivers a premium helmet with quality that is second to none. Many of our competitors rely on overseas manufacturers who they hope will build the helmets to their specifications. Every helmet that bears the iconic Shoei Hexagon undergoes a minimum of seven inspections throughout its week-long manufacturing process in one of our two factories located in Japan. Shoei's sole focus on premium helmet engineering and manufacturing guarantee you the highest quality and performance available. Stop by your local showy dealer and see why team riders like Kevin Windham, Justin Barsha, Josh Grant, and Michael Lessie demand showy's premium level of comfort, safety, and performance. Showy, 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 In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. Brop, the sound of acceleration. Influenced by riders, racers, and outdoor enthusiasts on the tracks and trails of Colorado, the revolutionary Brop formula was created as a solution to energize with clean and natural foods. The Brop Nutrition Bar is a superior food that delivers energy-infused nutrients and protein to meet the demands of today's toughest athletes. Used by top racers like Kevin Windham, David Pingree, Jimmy Albertson, and many more. Brop Nutrition Bars use high-quality natural ingredients and no preservatives and are gluten and soy-free. 
Available in four delicious flavors. Honey Graham, Chocolate Chip Cranberry, and Blueberry. Order now by going to www.dropbar.com or call toll-free at 1-855-8-DROP today. Mention Pop MX and receive free shipping on your first order of two or more boxes. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Brop Nutrition now. Brop Nutrition Bars accelerate your body and mind. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Get ready, America, because WUSA is your number one source for quality wheel sets in America. WUSA offers all the top brands that you and the world's best racers know and trust, like Reed, Dungey, Millsaps, Tickle, Sealy, Short, and more. All rely on Trust WUSA, because all our wheels are built right in our shop in Orange, California. And if you want it custom-made for your bike, like the world's best freestyle riders, Renner, Deegan, Adams, Madison, Mason, Sherwood, and others, you can choose different spoke and nipple colors for a completely custom look that'll dazzle you. Off-road riding, WUSA can build you wheels for the absolute toughest of conditions. And W also offers DID and Excel rims, along with OEM replacement spoke and nipple kits for your stock hubs. Need brakes? W offers the industry's best oversized and standard brake kits from Galfer and Brembo. Just see your local dealer or visit us at WUSA.com. Hey, you can also download the most current W catalog from the iTunes App Store. WUSA, D-U-B-Y-A, USA. It doesn't get any better than us. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Pulp MX Show, brought to you by BTOSports.com. Mike, Mad Dog Mason's in the house. Will you or will you not put Mad Dog on the back of your pants? I'll think about it. Really? Yeah. 
Uh, I would do it. It's cool. But I just don't want to give you that much credit. Because I know, dude, if that goes on there, like, yeah, I'm never going to hear the end of it. No, you're not. No, absolutely not. So, no, I probably won't. Then. No, you're not. Tits, uh, your legacy will be the song. I was actually going to ask you if for my last show, if I can actually choose my own music again. No. No. <laughs> this is too good. You did too good of a job. This is a really good song. Yes, so. I'll it's never, a really good song. I yeah. was on the elliptical the other day, and this came on near the end. And you immediately thought of me? No. I oh. immediately got going, though. Like, you were on so, the elliptical? I was. I oh. was. Man, I got to see video of this. Uh, I'll take some video next time for okay. you, Mason, my dog, and, uh, and uh, send it to you. Um, all right. Bringing back in uh, JT. Um, how's Aaron doing when he's uh, talking to you on the phone and all that? Like, how how is that? Uh, he's fine. Less less chatty than tits. Yep. <laughs> he's not like a hey JT, uh, a really good ride the other day, and uh, and I loved you, and uh, when you rode both. A lot of heavy breathing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> creaming his pants. Uh, <laughs> that's that's funny. so funny. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, welcome uh, back to the show. Brock Glover, Jason Anderson. And uh, Kyle Chisholm have all been on tonight. Don't forget, you can get the show on iTunes. You can get it on Stitcher. You can get it on the Pulpamex app. Uh, also, too, it's the holiday season, and on, nothing says holiday season like buying shit from Amazon. So, if you're going to buy from Amazon, did you see that the, the drones? By the way, did anybody talk? Do you guys see that on 60 Minutes? I saw it. The guy wants the guy who owns Amazon says in the future he wants to have drones that drop off your package within half an hour of you ordering it. I'll probably be dead before then. <laughs> he said five years is what he was saying. Five years. Five years. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely be dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, but for wow. sure. For sure. Yeah. You'll catch something from those dancers. The dancers, yeah. Beer. JT, did it. you hear Mason's part about the dancers? He says, like, the Nuclear Cowboys comes in, and, you know, there's there's four dancers this year. There used to be eight. And he said, for sure, he'll hook up with some of them. For sure. I didn't say I'll hook up for sure. This I said is, I'm going to try. shocking news to you? Well, I'm just – there's a lot of this stuff going on in this Cowboys story. The guy, who has, faith. the guy who has dong shots preloaded on his phone, you don't think that he's he's pulling some tail? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good good point. Well, I pull the tail until I send him the dong shot, and they're like, dude, that is the <laughs> littlest weenie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, so, hey, if you're going to buy from Amazon, uh, say like a penis enhancer for, for Mad Dog, <laughs> Uh, click on the Amazon banner on Pulpum X, and it takes you to Amazon. Make your purchase as usual, and then we get a little slice of that, and it helps us pay for guys like Mad Dog uh, to come in and, and JT uh, to get the you know he's on Pulp uh, staff now, and it's just it's massive. It's a, it's a huge overhead, and uh, don't even get me started about Swiss Corps salary. It's massive. Um, all right, BTOSports.com. Tweet at tits segment. Let's do it. It's the Tweets at Tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. These are the questions you sent in on Twitter towards uh, the Pulp and Mech Show. Um, and Aaron, our new producer in training here, hopefully he wins. We'll see. Uh, it's a tough, tough crowd. Aaron has combed through them and, uh, and picked the best ones he wanted. Uh, five, six, seven questions. Let's do it, Aaron. What do you got? All right, first one. Oh, by the way, wait, sorry to interrupt you. Uh, Pulpamex show, uh, Pulpamex saves you money at btosports.com. JT, is there anything uh, bike or body related in motocross that you cannot buy at btosports.com? Um, I think, like, obviously OEM stuff, like, but I think that pretty much rules it the rest out. No, they have, OE, they have, you can they get have, everything there. They have OEM parts now. They do? Yeah. No. Yeah. 
you can get a crank for uh yes. 2012 YZ450 from BTO. Yes. Okay. Unless something unless something's changed in the last okay. 6 months or something. I didn't know that. All right. Um so nothing. Doesn't sound like it. No. You can get all of our show sponsor stuff at btosports.com and save money at the same time. Except for NFAB Jeep and truck bars. Uh, all right. Yeah, and, and if you have a Ridgeline. All right. Let's do this. All right, Aaron, what do you got? All right, for Steve. Can you get Kenny in studio with all four trainees so he can grill them all? If you can't handle Kenny, you don't make the cut. That's from Moto Mark 84. Uh, that would be a great idea. Um, not going to happen. I think Mr. Watson is coming in next week, although we can never be too sure with him. Mr. Watson is coming in next week as a co-host. Um, it would be a good idea, but uh, probably not going to happen. But I'd like to see Kenny perhaps make one or two of you guys cry, like he did with Tits. <laughs> I believe he could. Yeah. All right. This is from Ryan Hargrave. It's for anyone. How was the sport more marketable in the 90s, early 2000s than it is now? Sponsors like Subway, Bud Light, Coca-Cola. I think, I think the sport is way more marketable now with live TV and all. Uh, I mean, we, we just replaced. First of all, Subway and Coca-Cola was the same thing, and it was a JT's old team. And it's debatable on whether that was an actual real job, real sponsor, right, JT? Uh, no, it was real. Like Coca-Cola, though? Like, how did that work? Uh, the Coca-Cola deal was a tie-in because Subway switched from Pepsi to Coca-Cola. Oh, okay. So they basically just like, it, w- it wasn't a huge money deal on Coca-Cola side. They just kind of like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. That's great because we're doing right. this huge switch or whatever. Um, um, we just but switched. the Subway deal was, yeah. <clears throat> it was regional marketing, but it was still, I mean, it was corporate money. Right. We just switched. I think the sport's more marketable also, but we've just switched Wrangler and Coors and Subway for Rockstar Monster, um, Saquon Casino, that kind of stuff. You know, I, I just I, think I just think corporate budgets for marketing uh, have drawn back and gone to their core sports for right now, um, just economy wise. So I think if economy ever rebounds, then I'm not saying we're a fringe sport, but for mainstream wise, it's you know we're not we're not the NFL, so we're not going to get you know. Yeah. The same, the same priority as those guys. So, and I think then, it's just an economy deal. And then, of course, uh, as we've spoken about many times on the show, there's some marketing dollars that are lost because of the stubbornness of our promoters. Oh, um, without a doubt. Yes, yeah, I yes. mean, I mean, there are. There, two- I don't think it's always the guys that we deal with. I don't really think it's their call. Um, but there is definitely a. They definitely make it hard to, you know, they, they don't make anybody's life easy. Right. Unless you're like, a, if you're a title sponsor, they hand you the world, seems like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't make life easy for other sponsors, that's for sure. They're very protective of their, yes, what what they have. Much to the chagrin of teams that, that could use money. So. Um, yeah, well, it's just one of those competitive things where yeah. if, it, if it, there's a, spon- a series sponsor and you're a competitor, they make your life very difficult. All right, next question. All right, for JT, this is from GoMoto37. Is your team benefiting from all the help KTM is giving the teams? Fact is my is, is, <laughs> the, is, is your team benefiting from all the help KTM is giving the teams factory fill? 
Huh? Uh, factory Phil. Is Phil. Oh, Factory Phil. Phil. Okay. So is, is my is, team benefiting from all the help KTM is giving them? That still doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense, Aaron. I mean, just. I think, does it, I don't know if he's aware that KTM is a huge part of the team <laughs> I that I work with. I don't know. But either either way, yes, our team is benefiting huge a huge amount from KTM's help. I think or it's you, you could probably flip. the biggest thing. Besides PTO, coming on board is probably the biggest thing that's ever happened to the team. Or you could flip it and say, is KTM benefiting from what they're doing? And I think so. I mean, you look at KTM. Oh, yeah, of course. It's always a two-way street. You look at KTM. They're coming into Anaheim with Ryan Dungey, Ken Roxon, Andrew Short, Matt Gerke, may or may not have Davey Millsaps, um, and, and, or Ivan Tedesco, and or Ivan Tedesco. They got five uh, top ten guys, basically. So yeah. think about that for the uh, – you know, back in the day, any, any any good relationship with marketing or you know partner business partnerships are a two way street, and I think that results wise, it was uh, it, it was last year. So look for more of the same. All right, all right. This one's from Gonzo six seven six. What ingredients in a works bike make it so much better than say a JGR custom built race bike? Mm, a JGR custom-built race bike is basically a works bike that's a factory bike yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. i mean but if you want to talk about as uh chad reed's bike to jason thomas's bike when they were riding together every day um chad reed's bike is uh custom tailored to chad's um wants and needs uh, clutch release uh foot pegs a shifter brake um levers everything else power exactly where he wants it there's a ton of smart people standing around chad um and uh, and JT's got maybe one smart people person standing around, and uh, lightweight too. Li- uh, you know, lots of money spent in lightening the bikes. So, anything I missed, JT? Yeah, uh, yeah. His bike's faster. His bike's lighter. Um, yeah, there's just uh, resources and technology, and basically anything he doesn't like about the bike, he can find. They can find a way to change it, or you know, correct the yeah. problem where. Yeah. Mine was if I if I really hated something, it was like well, you know, a lot of times you just kind of have to compromise in a lot of situations, and on a factory bike, you really never have to compromise. Yep. All right. All right. Let's get a question for Mason here. Still awake? Still awake, Mad Dog? Yeah, I'm wide awake over here. All right. Waiting for someone to talk to me. It's funny though. Like sometimes I think like to myself like you're like, I'm like he doesn't like to do in this show because he just sits there in silence and texts or watches TV. But then you're always down to come in. Dude, you know if I'm texting what I'm doing? Dong shots. It's a double. I got two jobs right now. Yeah. Okay. So don't think I don't like coming in. You had football on. No, I'm hanging I, no, with my friends. Okay. All right. No, I'm just, I'm just, I, I don't want you to be upset coming here. I don't want you I to would be, never be okay. upset. Right. Yeah. As you were. This right. is just like his Cowboys gig. He works ten minutes and then he texts for a couple hours in between. Yeah. This Good is point. my, this is my life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is it. Okay, we're ready. Uh, he said uh, Mason had to set his alarm today, JT, for eleven, so he woke up to take the garbage out. I don't see a problem. That's, with that. that's a solid schedule. No, I know. I, I don't. It's not a problem. It's awesome, Mason. Yeah. yeah. I went to bed at midnight. I needed a lot of sleep. Right. All right. For Mike, this is from AZ450 Rider 11. Hey, Mike, you and Twitch doing any free riding? Um. Yeah, for sure. That's always the plan. It's going to be a little harder with Cowboys Tour because because we're gone. You know, three to four days out of the week, and it'll probably rain that whole time we're gone. So that would suck. But uh. Definitely, anytime I can get get down there to ride with those guys, I want to. I'm actually headed down there tomorrow and hopefully sneak a day in before we head out to rehearsals. Thanks for getting one of those guys for the show tonight. It's awesome. 
you never followed up on it. I had three guys waiting, and you, you said you you were supposed to text me get get a guy to come on, and then oh, I was supposed to text you. Yeah, you're supposed to be like, hey, Mathis, I got this guy. Oh, I thought I'd just come here and write it on your pit board that you've been saving over here in the corner. We were going to try, we were gonna try to really have a freestyle guy on the show to, well, to, so my, Mason can relate to him, but it was... I actually thought about it, but like a lot of the guys that are fun to talk to probably wouldn't do it, and then there's just guys that would just probably not say much. Oh. Why wouldn't he do it? I don't know. Like Twitch, don't, he won't want to call in here. Oh, okay. He's too busy it's buying too, Louis Vuittons, dude. He's too janky? Nah. Oh. All right. Okay, next question. Last question. It's from Average Superfan. How many races will Eli Tomac win in Supercross this year? Oh... I hate saying this. I say zero. I say I'm zero. I'm not being mean, but. No, I say zero, too, and I hate this, but it's a rookie year, and it's a deep field, bro. Deep. JT. Uh, I think Barsha won, what, two? Barsha won two or one? Yeah, I think he won two. I think two. two. Yeah, I think he won Seattle two. Seattle and Phoenix? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I think Tomac can at least win one if Barsha won two. I'll say it wouldn't surprise me if he wins one. No. My pick is zero, though. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me either. If that makes any kind of sense. I think I think this year is the year that we see Barsha, not Dungey, challenge Villapoto. You think? I do, but I've been wrong before. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of that. That's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I didn't even say nothing. There. I'm just saying. I, just, I think Barsha's going to be the next guy. I really do. In Supercross. I think we're going to see Barsha winning a Supercross title. Not I, I was I was talking to Brian Johnson, who is pretty close to those guys, and we both were kind of in agreement that if Barsha didn't bounce his you know face off the handlebars at Anaheim three, mm-hmm. yeah, two or three, whichever one it was, yeah, um, two, I think, kind of just got kind of detuned and lost his momentum that he had going. Mm-hmm. Could have been a different series for him because at Phoenix he was lights out. Nobody had anything for him. No, no. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I agree. If he comes in with the same momentum and, and doesn't have that, you know, big moment where he, he kind of loses steam, then absolutely. Yeah. What do you think, Aaron? What do you think, Aaron? That'd be you. I don't think he'll win any, win any this year. I, am, I agree with Mason that uh, um, I think it's Barca's year. No, he'd be agreeing with me. No, I was agreeing with you, but I'm agreeing with Mason that – I don't think he'll win any. No, I, I said zero two. I said zero two. I wouldn't be surprised if he won some, but I don't see him winning. Any. Right. But I do agree with you that it'll the be Barsha's year. breakout year. Yes. For some reason, I would say Roxon would like. I think he would win one before Tomac. Oh, I don't no, know why. No, no. I think he's no, sick of no, Supercross. No, 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 no. You're not feeling that. I'm not feeling that. Oh man, I hope the day comes where I could call you and it happened. <laughs> you guys are waffling so bad. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if he won one, but he. I don't think he's gonna win. No, that. well, Roxon would be like waffle, my waffle, 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 sleeper waffle, pick waffle. of like the random guy to win a Supercross out of the normal guys. No, I wouldn't be surprised either way. <laughs> hey. Thomas, isn't it your bedtime? Hey, I, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if Villapoto, Dungey, Barsha, Tomek, and Roxon each won races. Oh, that's good, man. Would, this, no, look, this is why I don't come on the show. I say one thing, and now everyone's like, "I'm going I, home." If give if, me my paycheck. If, if this is if this is a stock market, Eli Tomac's stock is hotter than Roxon's. You think? Yes, yes. JT, I think their chance is about equal. To be real honest, chanceability. Yeah, See? I think blah, blah, blah. I, I don't think you can make a case for either one of them having a better chance than the other. Who picks these questions? Um, nope, Tomac's hotter. Okay. But you think Roxon? I think Roxon. I, I mean, Roxon's on a solid program right now. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of Alden Baker, but 
They overrated. do some pretty good things over there. Yeah, no, no, no. I like that. I like that program, no doubt. It's a solid program. He's a, Roxon's a really, really good starter. He's going to put himself in a lot of good positions. Have you heard about whether he can make it happen? Have you heard about John Tomac and everything that he's done? He's pretty gnarly. He's gnarly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's I don't think he can make a real, like, convincing case for either one having a better chance. Okay. God damn, it's, we got we got RV, Dungey, and Barsha. And Tomac and Roxon, and we haven't even talked about Kennard. Well, Kennard's always—he always has a chance. He gets out front; he can win at any any race, any time, in my opinion. Yeah, well, we saw it. He can. Yep. This is crazy. The Supercross. Um. Yeah. And and tits. Yep. Your guy could be on the outside looking in. Uh, if you say so. I mean, I don't say so, but that's he, exactly what you're saying. He could be on okay, the outside that's what I'm looking in. You say so. I don't agree with that, but uh, Dungey's top three in points at the end of the year. Yeah, count it, stamp it, whatever you want to stamp. Cliche, it. You want to throw at yeah, it? We stamp it around here. Um, does Dungey win a race? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well. Absolutely. All right. Probably in the first five. I, I, so I don't even hesitate to say absolutely. It's yeah. without a doubt. All right. Okay. Um, it's going to be gnarly. Very gnarly. And you're going to be in some arena porking the dancers <laughs> instead of watching. It's going to be gnarly. That'll be gnarly, too. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it's not as great as you think, dude. Clothes really hide a lot. You're, <laughs> while we're in the press box blown away, by what we're seeing out on the track, you're going to get Mason will also be blown. Yes. Away. Yeah, I will Mason be blown will... away. Damn it, JT, you stepped on my on my joke. <laughs> I'll be Mason sleeping will... naked in some hotel. Mason room. will be blown away in East Rutherford. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. There, I already know. <laughs> it's already locked. That one's locked and loaded. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's uh it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be a nuts nutty year. So, uh, Fab, uh, industry leader in. Uh, Quality, making quality Nerf bars, pre-runners, and other off-road accessories. We design and manufacture the strongest, most durable, best-looking Nerf bars. NFAB's committed to building a heavy-duty, high-end, high-quality tubular parts for all the latest trucks and SUVs dating back to the 1980s. N-Fab.com, uh, proud sponsor of Phil Nicoletti and his uh, part-time deal next year. JT? I'm speechless of that whole concept. I think we need to wait it out and see. You That's what his plan is. Okay, so you don't think, you don't think, um, JT, that there is any chance Grant or Brayton gets benched. They get benched because of poor performance, and they call in Nicoletti. Yes, no. yes. No, no. Because I think that Grant and Brayton are both better. Supercross riders than Nicoletti. I think that's a fairly easy argument to make. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so why would – okay, they're not both not doing well. Why would you – you know, you think you're going to bring in a guy that you don't think is quite as good. Shake it up. Save the day. Shake call, it up. Call in the triple. Shake it up. Maybe Nicoletti's killing it at the, during the week. Yeah, I just don't – I don't see the logic there. Okay. I'm with JT. No logic whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> so you like this? I'm being – I'm participating. I do. More. No, I like it. Because you think I hate being here. No, I like it. Football's uh, over. Got a call, Aaron. Yeah, football's over. Uh, how about that game, too? Sucked. Um, gnarly. Um, I guess we'll wait and see. It should be interesting. I, 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 this is a curious move. Hey, what are our options besides <laughs> waiting and see? 
I was just thinking that. You gonna look into the future and call it out? <laughs> Let's not do anything drastic. We'll just wait and see. You know what? Let's just wait and see. Let's just wait and see. I mean things we won't know until it happens. And then we will see. So if we wait, we'll see. Um all right, hey, um part of the part of the gig, Mason, for for this thing is um the Infab Banging Bar segment. We usually do the, the best battle of the night. We're gonna change this up for next year, but um, one thing I, so we did, the, we did the, uh, uh, oh, by the way, that's a btlsports.com tweet and tit segment. It's over. That's old news, right? We're going to have to change all these intros when tits leaves. Swiss is going to have a lot of work um, ahead of him. Bigger moment in freestyle, Mason. Are you ready? I'm ready. Bigger moment. Travis Pastrana doing the double back in X Games or Hart's first backflip in Cleveland. Ooh, that's pretty tough. I know because both of them. Those are my choices for you. I would say Hart because you just love Hart though. No, Hart's your guy. I actually don't like him at all. You're wearing no. a Hart shirt. Hey, new guy. You're, you're in the corner. You just hang tight over there, okay? Um, no, just I would go with Hart just because no one knew if it was even possible to do one. But he did it off a step up lip for two. Truly, which if you've it was, ever, truly, technically he didn't land it. Yes. Yeah, I mean you could go into details, but he proved that it could be done. Okay. Off and if you guys have ever stood at the bottom of a step up lip. It's the ridiculous looking. I, I still have the the photo where they did like the. It's not the time lapse. You know how they like they did the steps of it. It's gnarly. It's gnarly. He was super, high, super high. He, yeah. yeah, he was like forty feet in the air. Yeah. You know, off of a step up lip, just charged into it. Where Travis did doubles into the foam pit forever. Mason, you still can't do a double. No, I know. I can barely do a single. Okay, well, this is not about me. I'm not part of the question. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Travis got to dial his trick in for, I think he was doing him into a pit for a year. So you don't think Hart was in, ever did it? Hart? No, Hart. I think he Hart to do it like, like on BMX. He did BMX forever. Like that, yeah. I think him and Lavin went through the steps of it, but okay. there was, he had no way to practice it. Right. Like, even when Metzger first learned the super kicker backflip, he just went out to the sand dunes, pulled up a ramp into a sand dune, and tried it there. Knocked himself out. <laughs> You know, yeah, because I mean, he just right. like that was the next softest thing to a foam pit at the time. So, oh, there wasn't even foam pits around at all. No, nothing. Uh. Uh-uh. So Hart did it like he just did basically BMX bike, and then like I said, went over it with Lavin, and I think they just shoveled in the lip, and he did it. But the double. But they, what they should have done is should have done is gone to McDonald's after hours, done into those balls. Yeah, dude. Sometimes those balls are scary. There's some weird shit going on in those. In things. the bottom of those things, it's <laughs> uh, very yeah. scary. Um, that's just my. I mean, you can disagree with me. Like, the double, I'm not saying anything bad about the double. No, it, yeah. it was gnarly, See, but it had a lot more preparation and a lot more, like, knowing that this could work. Yeah. Where Hart rolled into a dirt But it was lip, a bigger a, stage, too. Yeah, bigger stage. Yeah. But you could also say at the time, like, back then, Gravity Games was huge. Mm-hmm. It's a bigger stage now because Travis made X Games. You know, right, like, right. when Travis did X Games, he was at his peak of moto in X Games. But when Hart did it, it was like Gravity Games and X Games. It was like their first years of live TV and everything, and Hart went out there and Ripped it live NBC, you know, midday coverage. And was I it live? Was I didn't know that. It yeah. was it was live. Yeah. Uh, How many people can still do double backflips? Um, like that are actually doing them. Travis and not. Yeah, I don't know if maybe Travis a handful is even, of other. Yeah, like the, I know this Josh Sheehan kid does them on Nitro Circus. Well, mm-hmm. they they did their, their their ending at Nitro was two doubles. Yeah, two guys doing doubles. Yeah, Pastrana. They'll probably do the same Pastrana thing. and Cam. I don't know though, because like Pastrana hasn't even really been riding. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Cause, like he just got back onto their tour. When NASCAR, because he was doing NASCAR Yeah, are you stuff. surprised he pulled the pin on NASCAR? Not really. No. Because I heard, actually, earlier in the year, he was just getting frustrated with it. Because, yeah. you know, Travis, yeah. is, if he's not up front, it's not fun to him. Right, right. And, you know, it's probably not fun getting 24th or 25th or whatever, you know. And so didn't Did Andy me. Bell get to cut his hair yet since he quit? 
Had to have. I hope he did. Um. Uh. So what about okay? So we did that. We broke that down, and the NFAB banging bar segment. I've turned into like a multiple choice question. Like okay. this is so we 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 talked about that. Um, the double back and and Hart, um, Hart or Pastrana into the bay in San Fran. Huh? Bigger moments. Uh, bigger moments. Well, that would be Pastrana for sure. Cause okay. Because that, that was illegal. Made a big deal. Yeah. You know, and he just kind of like no one knew, but like everyone knew Hart was going to flip. Oh, they like, did. Yeah. Everyone kind of knew. I'm, a lot of people yeah, did. Because yeah. like I said, he'd been working. Were with you Lavin. racing around then? Yeah, I was racing okay. back then. You weren't. Yeah. I wasn't doing the freestyle stuff yet, but you know, Travis because he was the last guy to go, so he had his run locked up. He already won gold. Yeah. And he had like this thing under his he jersey. Yeah, a life jacket on. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone's like, because I was there. That was actually oh, I went to that yeah. X Games and watched and. uh I'm like, man, what's um, he must be going for a flip or you know, trying to flip or something, and then he just aired it out into the band. I was like, oh, that's yeah. gnarly. Right over a berm. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Um Okay. And so as we, bad as that was for what how San Fran reacted to it, that was huge for everything. Metzger's Caesar's Palace jump. That was all right. Okay. The jump was cool, but like, you know, that was another thing that was just mapped out. You know, we have those ramps that he did it on. Mm-hmm. You can flip those at your house. I'm only picking Hart because it wasn't. You love Hart, though. You're no. sponsored by Hart. <laughs> you, you love Kenny and you love Hart and like all of that. You're wearing a Hart shirt. I know, dude. I know. I've seen Robbie Knievel pull some gnarly stuff. Dude, his front. He almost flipped every <laughs> single jump he ever did. <laughs> he did. I don't know how he wasn't the first dude to do a flip. Little known uh, <laughs> Steve Mathis freestyle fact. You ready? I guess. I, I didn't know there was a Steve Mathis freestyle fact. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm about to hear it. I'm dropping this on you, idiots. Uh, I was in the stands when Travis crashed in Havasu and dislocated his spleen or whatever. That was not His spine. Uh, it was in practice. It was windy as shit, and he went for the biggest gap. And knowing you, you probably had something to say, like he should have been racing and the freestyles for idiots. No, I wasn't that stupid. guy back then. No, I wasn't. Are you sure? I feel like you were like born to be that guy. <laughs> no, no. I thought Travis, like I still, Travis was amazing. He like truly like should have won way more titles than what he did. Like yeah. he, when he was an active racer, I was a mechanic, so I would be in the mechanics area watching this guy, and you could just see him wheel tapping. I mean, he was just doing everything that. Yeah. The guy could ride a bike. Oh, it was insane. I remember Daytona. Remember, JT, they would just get the backhoe and dig out the holes. The, the, oh, yeah, 125. He right. was just right. He ridiculous. Just wheelie, yeah, and just set it down and, yeah. 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 No, I wasn't that guy. I was in Havasu, but I was in Havasu. It was an off weekend. It was near the end of the year or something, and I was going to check out this new thing called Freestyle. And, yeah, so I was crash. Like and then I'm like, why can't he move his legs? Because he – when he stuck landed, on his bar or whatever. I think his I think his spine was stuck or his legs or I don't know, but he was in a scissor with his legs, and I'm like, why can't he put his leg down? I'm like, oh shit! Like, How crazy is that? Yeah, it was nuts. Um, I remember walking the track in 1997 with Fernet, a bunch of people, and I didn't really know any of them. I was a 16 year old kid, and I was just kind of walking behind them. And I remember Kerry Hart telling those guys, "Yeah." I'm pretty much over this. I'm going to go try this freestyle stuff and see how it works out. If that doesn't work out, I'm going to do construction. I'm over it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Just something I'll never forget. And then obviously, I'll never, that now. I'll never forget Hart because I hung out with him a little bit with Fernet and Birdwell. I was working for Birdwell. Hart made his first ever 250 main in Minneapolis and he borrowed my phone card to go call his dad from the pits down there. Like, you know, remember phone cards? Yeah. You go dial a yeah. phone card. 
And uh, he was so excited. He's like, couldn't make the main after the semi or the LCQ. And he's like, I got to call my dad. And I'm like, here, take my phone card. You know? That's yeah, I mean, this, I mean, Kerry was nobody back then. Like, no. he was just another, you know, privateer in a yeah. van driving yeah. around. No, we totally made fun of him because he had the baggy gear even back then. Yeah. We're like, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, baggy gear. God, you guys love Hart so much. Listen to your stories. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> Says the guy that probably draws a paycheck from him. <laughs> yeah. Love this guy right here. Um... All right, uh, JT, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate right, it. We're gonna, right. Well, we're going to do the voicemails, and you want to stick around for that. But. Um, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> no, nah, go ahead. Go right. ahead. Oh, okay. Um, all right, JT's going to stay on the line. Uh, 702-586-7857. You can call in any time. Uh, leave a voicemail. The best ones make it on air. I cut probably, geez, probably 10 of them. When you call in and you just say, uh, Raiders suck balls, and then you hang up. I'm not going to play that. That's a great email. <laughs> or, not, sorry, voicemail. I'm not going to play that. No, not at all. Uh, I take a vow in my life, Mason, to uh, take try to take sports less seriously. Good. I'm not going to get upset it's, over Raiders and Toronto Maple Leaf losses. Yeah, this is my new my new. It's thing. good for you. Yeah, I get You'll too upset. Longer. I get too upset. Yeah, get like, out of the house. Like more. the Raiders Walk had the dogs. A, the Raiders had a. They don't walk very far. I know. Every, every picture you've ever posted, they're all sleeping on a sidewalk somewhere. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Raiders were up 21-7. It was the greatest Thanksgiving day of my life. And then yeah. we saw it happen. Oh, no. Uh, all right. Here's the best of the best. Let's do it, Aaron. Let's do it, Aaron. Aaron, let's do it. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm just wondering if you guys know anything about the new Problem X um, factory metalworks team. Like, what's deal with sponsors and who's on it. I know Adam Zaro and Freezy are on it, but just like kind of the basics with like parts and who's doing what and that's really my question. Thanks. Bye. Uh uh you stop it? Okay. Right. Good boy Aaron. All right, good good job. Um AJ Cantanzaro and um uh Vince Freeze, they're on a the team. It's a two fifty East Coast Supercross team. And uh, I believe they will be wearing x brands. So, um, yeah. I don't know anything else. JT, know anything else about that deal? Uh, I know that Vince Freezy will not be wearing fly. <laughs> right. I do know that. <laughs> You've eliminated one gear choice out of, uh, out of all of them. Um, so that's all I really know. I have heard it. It's a legit team. It's for real. And uh, Canton Zaro and uh, Vince Freeze and 250 East Coast Supercross. And uh, Vince is going to ride 450 on the West again like he did last year. JT, you have to admit he was, he rode well last year. He did great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was very I've, very surprised. Uh, yeah, how, how absolutely. Nothing nothing to take away from right. those rides. Have you talked to the nihilist lately? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, he's uh, angry. Getting back, getting back going. Is he angry and everything, or how's that going? Uh, yeah, I think it's a it's a lifestyle. Right, right, all right, fantastic. All right, next, next, next one. Hey guys, this is Wayne, just calling from Melbourne. Um, I just wanted to leave a message for Weege, actually, and sort of Mathis. Um, on the Enduro Cross uh, webcast, Weege was talking about the Australian Jack Field and his partner Rihanna. He's talking how highly, uh, talking highly of her about how she helps Jack and she also rides and uh, all that sort of stuff. But did she remind you that she was actually the announcer? at this year's Monster Energy Cup. She's the very same person that uh, Mathis hung shit on so uh, for not knowing anything about motorcycles and so on and so forth. Yet she has been around motorcycles her whole life and uh, 
obviously is very, very involved in the sport in various ways, maybe not necessarily Supercross. So anyway, I just wanted to get that across and I was wondering if she actually did point that out to Weege when she was talking to him. All right, guys, have a great show. Talk to you later, bye. I don't remember Weege ever talking about this. Tits, you weren't paying attention, but I don't remember. But, okay, so this Australian chick is going out with an Endurocross dude and she was the announcer at the Monster Cup. Aaron, do you remember her? I have no idea what that Did you go to the Monster Cup? About. No, I didn't go oh, to the Monster didn't? Cup. Oh, you didn't? Oh, then you didn't know this. Uh, Anaheim's only. Really? I noticed. Um, I noticed. I kept going, who the hell is this chick? <laughs> yeah, she wasn't that good, and I don't really know what the guy wanted me to say. He's from Australia, so obviously he's got his back. Uh, he got her back. Uh, I don't remember Weege telling that story. I don't remember anything about that. But it, it, for the record, though, Weege was in agreement that she wasn't very good. So it looks really bad on Weege. She looked good, but I don't know that her analysis was so good. Right, right. I feel like Fell just like threw a bunch of names in a hat and then drew them out, and she won, and then somehow uh, Wes Kane won too. Maybe they thought it was the real Rihanna. Yeah, maybe, huh? They thought, amazing. oh, man, J-, they're like, oh, man, Jay-Z will show up, and it'll be awesome. Yeah. All right. Huh. All right. Hey, Steve. Uh, just calling in, listening to the last Pulp show, and once again, got on the damn conversation about Joker lanes and 310 lappers and all the other if buts, buts, candies, and nuts. I just don't understand why the need for change is so much there. The one-off races are cool, but they are one-off races. The Supercross races are widely considered the number one premier Supercross motocross title in the world. 20 laps is 20 laps for a reason. It's been 20 laps for a reason. Things change. People get tired. People slow down. People catch up. You have time if you get a bad start to catch the leader. If you are the Ryan Villapoto that goes down in the first turn, it is very exciting to see him try his ass off to pass 19 people and have 20 laps. How many times does that happen? I mean, you know, he's talking. I, I, I like this guy's voicemail because it's respectful and it's a, in a proper tone. And but there's plenty of Supercross races where the guy checks out and gone. Carmichael, McGrath, Villapoto, Stewart, Reed. We don't have that many exciting Supercross races. So yes, it happens once in a while. Right. You change that to a ten lapper, that doesn't work so well. You start putting in Joker Lane, someone misses the Joker Lane, the Joker Lane doesn't work, someone falls in the Joker Lane in front of you, who knows what happens. It just doesn't work. I know you compare it quite a bit to baseball and football and hockey and basketball. Everyone completely tries to change the sport to make it different, but they don't really change the sport. They don't go from playing four quarters and football to playing two halves, like a soccer game, or shorten it up for some games, to, or play 15 innings in baseball, or we're going to have a three-inning baseball game. They don't try to get crazy with the different points scored for things like that. I am all in favor of maybe changing some of the point structure where you can get some uh, heat rates bonus points or semi-bonus points. And I think just bringing back the semis this year, it's going to be pretty exciting just to see some more racing and letting the mid-pack guys go. Once again, I don't think we need to go crazy with this thing. Supercross is already very, very exciting. It's important to have 20 laps. Um, And it's great to have the Monster Energy Cup so we can see a different format. But that has no place in the actual Supercross series. Thank you and good night. 
I like it. I like the, you know, the respectful voicemail. I mean, I, I didn't like the length of it. Nah, yeah. yeah, you gotta make it short. I was getting sure. tired. Oh, Mason, here. Mason was out. Yeah, Mason was out. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I just disagree. You just uh, you can monkey with Supercross, uh, and you know you can change things up. We change other sports, and I know he said other sports don't change their halves or their times, but I mean they change a lot of other things, and, and so. Did you like any of the, the – would you put any of that stuff – we talked about the Joker lane a little bit, Mason, but would you like the 310 lappers? Would you put any of that into – Well, I kind of liked it all. I liked it all because, you know, most of the time in 10 laps, a guy's not just going to pull away. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could happen in, you know, five or six, but right. that could be one race. You have three of them, so I thought that was cool. I don't think it's something we should do 17 rounds, but I no, think having no. five rounds. Or yeah. Because yeah. I, I was like, you know, remember that GFI Invitational race back in the day at Paris? Yeah. Where they would do like half the race, stop everyone, yeah. like – gather everyone back up and then do it again. Yeah. And at least, like, made, you know, there was two halves of racing where, like, if someone checks out lap eight or nine, you've got, you know, ten laps of just still sitting there watching them pull away and lap up to fifth place or something. Yeah, so, yeah. Change it up, baby. Change, change is good. Switch it know, up. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's good when there's a 20-lap main and, the you know, the final gap is a half a second over the finish line or something, too. Right. So you raped her. Yeah. Switch it up. Switch it up. I switch I, it up all the time. I feel like yeah. you're trying like to. Buzzering inside of MX Sports. I feel like you're trying to turn Supercross into the XFL. I would like a he hate me in Supercross. Absolutely. All right, let's do this. Hey, wait, 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 wait. What do you think of that Red Bull straight rhythm? Sick. Awesome. I JT. Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, it was really cool. I don't know how practical it is, but no, idea. but just just Something idea. Different. Yeah, yeah. Like, I heard they were trying to do it, like, uh, at first maybe through, like, downtown L.A. or something. Mm-hmm. Like, close down a whole street. And I think that would be badass. Like, you know. That would have, be like, cool, yeah. I just didn't like, know how they would setting. ever make that work. But yeah. If they could do something like that, that would be cool. Yeah. Like, just for fun, you know. Nothing crazy, right. but I thought right. it was cool. Uh, any plans? What's Rockstar doing? I mean, are they doing anything cool? Maybe? Selling energy drinks. Yeah, I think they do energy drinks. I mean, Red Bull's and... got that thing going on. Monster Cup. You know, yeah. I mean, well, I, yeah, I don't know what Rockstar. Dirt doing. Shark video. What's what's Rockstar bringing to the table? <laughs> They're uh, well, they what bring they... me to the table. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here. Okay. So well, why? Can... Why do you say that? I don't know. I just wanted to say that. Oh, okay. I don't really have no. I didn't know you were going to ask me anything. <laughs> I have no follow up to that. I have no follow up to that. Um, All right. they bring Ivan Tedesco in. The 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 straight rhythm was cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I like Red Bull. Like I like it because it was based off Excite Bike. Right. It was really. That's yeah. Aaron phone call. They actually uh, had a dealio with uh, Matt Skills Motocross, and they released like that exact track on their. I, I'm their not. Track I'm back. not familiar with Matt Skills. Okay. Yeah, well, Swiss Core would be the one. to If talk you want to about race it, you can do that. Yeah. on Matt Skills Motocross. on your phone on or your, your phone. iPad. Right. you could race that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, your swing arm is probably gonna break though. <laughs> Every time on that damn game, I overjump, dude. Um, I lose a swing arm. Did, who was the fastest? Did we ever? Did they actually ever show you? I I, I didn't watch enough. No, of it. I didn't watch enough of it. No. I just watched a couple highlight yeah. videos that people were right. posting. So I don't know. JT, do you know that they actually have a, like a race in the fastest guy? Did they Did they have that? Uh, I'm not sure if they ever got that far. Very surprised that they got Dunge out there though. Yeah. Hey Dunge, uh, coming out to the desert. We got this cool, unique thing. Uh, it's no bicycle riding involved. There's no motos. We just got this cool thing we want you to do. But good for Ryan. You really right? think that he had a lot of say in it? Yeah. Damn contracts. I bet you he does. Red Bull probably you gives know him these a guys. I mean, you got to – they lean on you pretty hard to get all do those you, guys out there. It was obviously they made it a big deal. Do you think Ryan Dungey would have a personal deal with Red Bull? Yes. He does have a personal deal with Red Bull. 
I mean, I'm just asking because he's on a Red Bull KTM team. Right. It's I remember not like, when yeah. he was signed, they said it's actually a personal deal as well as a team deal. Hmm. I would know. Okay. Uh, Josh, what's happening, man? Thanks for calling. Hey, man. How's it going? Good. How are you? Thanks for – where are you right now? Are you on the West Coast? Uh, yeah, actually over in Washington. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, it's not that late. I was going to congratulate you for being that late, but it's only 9.51. You're good. <laughs> yeah, not that bad. Uh, so, anyway, man, I just had a quick question. You know, I mean, with Ryan Seitz retiring, heard his interview he had with DMXS, and he was talking about doing a GMCC. I was thinking, you know, maybe with less and less rides in motocross, maybe we see more guys going to GMCC and maybe in Eurocross looking for rides. Or I'm not, familiar, I'm not, I'm not familiar with this DMXS that you speak of. I'm not familiar with that. Or some some podcast ah, show that no one's ever heard. I'm kidding. Um, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, Josh, I talked to uh, Wygant's the guy on that, you know, and he said the GNCC guys are hurting too, like teams and well, rides and making money, you know. Yeah, I've been I've been in on the negotiations for his gear deal, and mm-hmm. moving to GNCCs is not a profitable move. No, I mean, oh, like, like it's just kind not. of ended oh. that more or less when. When he was talking about it, that he may or may not have something going. Hold on a second. So Ryan Sykes is negotiating a gear deal for GNCC, and he's doing it. So he's on a team and all that. JT. Yeah, I don't know if it inks dry, but oh, okay. I didn't know there was like. I know. Yeah, I didn't know it was like a real thing. A yeah, real yeah. Deal. No, it's it's happening. Right, right. So, I don't want to. I don't want to give out details. No, what yeah. Doing, but um, yeah, I definitely have been involved. In that but but they're it. not. But Josh is saying, like, is this a way for ex-motocrossers to go make money? No. No. Well, no. I mean, not even necessarily that, but guys that are just talented on a bike, like, um, you know, for example, went up and saw, and there was an enduro cross, and a lot of the guys there were guys that were privateers on the Nationals or Supercross, and they didn't make it or didn't have a ride, and they ended up going to do something else, trying to make a little bit of money, and some of them actually had a ride. Hey Josh, we have yeah, I just don't know that there's any money there. To, you know, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I think absolutely. our problem is. I mean, obviously, if they just want to ride, great. But as far as you know, paying bills and making yeah. a living doing it is tough. Right. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is I think like if you're born a dirt bike rider, you just kind of want to stay on a bike, you know, no matter what. And maybe it's not for money, but you know, maybe GNCCs or enduro cross or whatever could be fun. So. Hey, absolutely. Uh, hey, Josh, we did have uh, uh, Cody Webb on the show last week, by the way. So we, we yeah, yeah, I did listen to that. He is, um, and you guys have um, what's his nuts? You have a good enduro cross rider from up there. Is it uh, Redmond? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah Red, Redmond's from up there. Five races. Pretty sure it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good one. All right, thank you. Uh, hey, hey, Steve. Yes. You know we were talking about Red Bull and Dungey. Yeah. Uh, I was just thinking. You remember when? Bill Poto signed his monster deal super early, way before he ever signed his Cowie deal. No, I don't remember that. No. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, he, he signed his monster deal a long time before he ever finalized his Cowie deal. I did not know that. Same okay. thing. Yeah. Um. All right. Next question. Uh, TJ. Yes. What's up, TJ? Where are you at? Where are you at, TJ? Um, I'm in East Texas. Oh, hey, you're two hours ahead. <laughs> hey, I had a question for you. Y'all seem to be missing something here because everybody seems to be like, they talk about Villapoto winning the championship. Everybody's like, yep, yep, he's going to win. Oh, he's going to win. He's going to win. But then you keep talking about, oh, but Dungey may get two or three wins here, and Stewart gets two or three wins here, and all these other guys are talking about Barsha getting some wins and, and all these breakout rides. If that happens, then that's going to pretty much, I mean, that's a good chance of knocking Ryan Villapoto out of the championship. 
I mean, it's like everybody thinks, oh, he's going to win, but all these other guys are going to get wins, too. Wow. I don't understand well, look at last year, what happened. They, those guys all got wins, and Joe Poto still won before the last race. But y'all are talking about them all making, having more wins this year, this coming up year than they did last year. Well, there's 17 uh, races, so, I mean, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about more, but I don't think he's going to win every race. There's going to, you know, he may win. Like a typical guy that has a great year and wins a title is like an eight or nine, between eight and ten wins, usually. Uh, so, yeah. you know, still have between, you know, what, seven and nine to split up between the rest of the guys. RV is 10 wins away from tying RC for second all time. 10, 10 away. Yeah. 10 wins? 10 wins away. Wow. So, so um, you don't care, though. Um, TJ, I think RV wins the title. I'm tired of talking about um, maybe, I, I think maybe some of us, myself included, in the past haven't given RV enough respect as far as like it's hit. Like, you know, we went into the Carmichael years and the. Uh, McGrath year saying, oh, these guys got it. I don't think we give Villapoto enough respect. I think we now have to switch, at least I've switched, to Ryan Villapoto will win the title. There is no so doubt. I, yeah, I have no problem with him winning right. the title, and I think he will, but I'm saying y'all just keep talking about everybody else getting these wins. Yeah, yeah. If, well, if Dungey gets three or four wins, and then Stewart gets two or three, and then, you know, what's it called? All these other guys get two or three wins in there, that's going to really cut down on that. I mean, Obviously, I think it's going to be a great year racing. I but. do, too. Do you think? Okay, so, TJ. So, I mean, look at last year. Barsha had two. Uh, Dungey had what? Two. Three. Two. Wait, you two. Minneapolis okay. and that Anaheim. Stu had one. Yeah, that's, that's only five um, wins. Stu, Ryan won ten, didn't he? Right, I just said. Yeah. So, maybe Dungey. That's what I'm saying. I, right. I just think, you know, yeah. and the numbers can vary. I, I, I wasn't. I definitely wasn't saying these guys are going to get more than they did last year. I just, you know, yeah. somebody, somebody's got to mix it up here. These guys are too good for Ryan to win every single race. TJ, who who wins first, Roxon or Tomac? Who's the first guy to win out of those two? I think Tomac. I mean, Roxon, the only reason why is because somebody's, you know, he's been fast but been loose and, and probably not as on a regiment as he's going to be now. So I think someone's like, like a laser beam focusing him. On a win, I think he'll get a win first. No, Mason, you and TJ, Rocks and fans. We're smart. Yeah. Yeah. Rocks I mean, starts, starts will be the I, I like both of them, but it just seems like he's with, he has natural talent, so does both of them. But, but obviously, Tomac's dad's had him on a regiment his whole life, where Roxon seems, even if it's just a, a show he puts on, he seems to be, you know, at the races, and and I've been to, you know, Supercrosses where he was there, and, and he's just more laid back and not as serious. And if he gets on that program and is out there riding with Villapoto, yeah, he. Mm. Yeah. TJ, are you anywhere near Houston? Uh, unfortunately, not. I'm well. I, I'm in Dallas, closer to Dallas. Uh, that's too bad because Mason had two free tickets to Nuclear Cowboys for the mm-hmm. Houston round. Have to give him some checks oh. now. Now he's got to give us some yeah. checks. Uh, sorry about that. I, mean, I, I grew up there. I'm only a few hours from there, but just closer to Dallas. Well, you want to go to Houston, Nuclear Cowboys? Yes, sir. You'll drive the two hours. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, we could drive down there for Supercross. Why wouldn't I do it for Nuclear Cowboys? Boom. That is a good man right there. How many tickets you need? 10? 15? <laughs> Whoa. Okay, sorry. Two tickets, Mason? Piece of cake. Two tickets? Yeah. Okay. You got to remind me, though. Yeah, TJ, you got to remind me. All right. TJ, so send, send me an email. email. Yeah, send me an email. Use the use the, the, uh, use the uh, contact form on Pulp Who's going to remind TJ? 
Oh, yeah, TJ. Who's oh, remind TJ, you? come on. We need TJ you. TJ is definitely not going to forget. Okay. Yeah, I like the third person. <laughs> I like that. Uh, TJ, you were sending me an email. Uh, it is um, Nuclear Cowboys is uh, April 12th, so you got some time. Um, All right, man. Send me well, an email. You'll have, the, you'll have the email probably tomorrow. No, no, no. I need it closer to the Nuclear Cowboys show. Closer to the Nuclear Okay. Yeah, yeah, because I, I'll never remember. I'll rem- you get the email, send it to me. I'll make it happen. Really? Yeah, because okay. all I do is give it to our registration girl, and she yeah. makes it happen. So. And will you – I can picture this. March 20th, Steve calling me and saying, hey, do we ever promise some nuclear cowboy tickets <laughs> oh, to yeah. guy in Dallas? Yeah. Will, no, you no, let, no. will you let TJ and his buddy come in for an orgy with the dancers? I mean, is that part of the deal? Yeah, you got to talk to chicks and do it. I'm always up for whatever. I don't care. Yeah, but my 13 year old is going to be with me. It's probably not going to work. Yeah, see, we probably should stay away from that. Super bummer, 13 year old bringing you down. You got to ditch that dead weight, bro. Uh, All right, TJ, thank you, man. Thanks for calling. All right, man. Thanks. All right, see ya. Uh, Was that jacked up of me to say that? You got to ditch that dead weight? Yeah, dude. (laughs) Sorry. That was mean. Uh, What if someone said that about one of your dogs? I would agree. Yeah, right. Especially if his name was Rocky. I <laughs> do need to ditch that guy. Um, do we still have more voicemails? Yeah, we do. All right, Aaron, let's let's hit those things. Jake, you still have my vote. I just wanted you to know that. You still have my vote. That's for Jake. Not for you, Aaron. That guy's like Jake. That's still right. early. Yeah, it's early. I like how people are... After week two, people are like, oh, no, no, Jake's got it. It's like there's four of these dudes. Yeah, we, we haven't even seen the yeah, other we, we two We don't know yet. the other two look like. They could be... Yeah. I mean, they could be incredible producers so mm-hmm. i don't know how people can say that like you gotta wait it's true gotta wait it out mm-hmm. right. we'll just have to wait and see mm-hmm. this is like a trick deal where tits is the fourth one. <laughs> oh, i like it i'm gonna get voted out I though like for it. sure uh just wanted to know what you think or how you think dean wilson will do this year in supercross and what do you think his 450 plans will be now that he has ridden the 450 and proved that he can get top fives. Thanks. First of all, I love the enthusiasm. That's first of all. Yeah, that guy was amped. Um, what do you think, JT? Uh, I think he is the favorite to win Supergrass title. And if that goes to plan, I feel he will be either on Chad Reed's team or he will replace Jake Weimer at Factory Kawasaki. In 2015. Correct. Yes. I, w- I would agree with that. Big year for Weimer. Gotta gotta fend off these kids. Uh, he needs a really, really strong year to keep that ride. Yeah, absolutely. No, In my opinion. I, He's been there a long time. Hasn't really said – he hasn't done t- terrible. But he for them to re-sign him with the options that are out there, yeah. he needs a lot. And, bro, everybody is up next year. Everyone yeah, that's what is I'm saying. With the options yes. that are out there, right. he needs a lot. I mean, you name somebody, and they're they're up next yeah. year. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's let's do this, Aaron. Oh, is that it? That's it. All right. I like Aaron. Just goes. Huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. That's it. That's the that's the voicemails. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You can call in any time. Um, leave a voicemail all week. All right. I think it's a wrap, gentlemen. It's a wrap. Uh, Jason Anderson, Brock Glover, Kyle Chisholm, uh, and uh, Mad Dog. Thank you, Mad Dog, for coming in. Always a good time. Are you sure? You're just lying. I no, guarantee you, no. the second I walk out of this door, absolutely. you're like, God, that Mason guy's an idiot. Absolutely super underrated co-host. Really? You, you finished dead last in the voting. Yeah. And, yeah. and um, I That's because I'm not really a moto like, industry dude. I, I get that you finished last, 
but you were way dead last, yeah, and like, that wasn't right. Kind of like my freestyle career. <laughs> right. I'm used he's, to it. He's kind of like Blaze. We're uh, very good at what he does, but uh, underappreciated. Yeah, yeah, a little bit like Tony Blazer, who also finished last in the favorite Pulp MX employee contest, which is a a, con- uh, a poll that I wish I'd never would have put up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I don't feel like you're dead last. I just feel like you're good. You're solid. 2014 so. will be my year. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna make a comeback. <laughs> Absolutely, prove all these guys are wrong. Let's get you in uh, after one of the cowboy stops for sure. Like, uh, yeah, I know exactly what you want to hear. That's why you're you got a little smile on your face. <laughs> I, I want to live my life vicariously through through Mad Dog. Okay, we can do. Mathis, that. Right. Are, are there any Cowboys dates that we can make? Are there any? Oh, dates? right. No, there's not. I de- I mean, I don't want Mathis coming, dude, because it'll be in Racer X. How freaking terrible I rode and this and that. Yeah, because that's what I always do. You did. You don't ever say nothing nice, especially about me. I put Mason in five minutes with, bro. Yeah. Yeah, whose idea was it? Mine. Mine? It was JT's. Guys yeah. had my back you, since you day one. You claim that you thought of it a week earlier but didn't say anything. And no. I'm, I'm not sure if you know how in the real world this works. That doesn't count. No, no, no. Actually, uh, I backed that up. I texted. Uh, I, I am Andrew Fredrickson and said, hey, didn't I say we should get Mason on? And he said, yes. You can't put a bunch of wink emoticons no, at the end of it. No, no, yeah. no, no. And I think I think this fr- the other time you were in Racer X was me. You were in there like I don't know six months ago or a year ago. Was I? It was me for what? For something for music. No, I did the music thing. Yeah, you also did the, oh. the music. Re- did you read that? Huh? Might be in that one. Really? Yeah. Let me check it out. Oh. Um, Aaron, uh, thanks, man. Thanks, Aaron. What'd you think? Thank H- you. How was it? What'd it, you think? It was cool. It was really cool. Uh, Mason's. Great guy. It's really fun. It's kind of like that. good boy. We yeah. said last week to uh, Tits here. He's like, "Why wouldn't you want to do this? Right. Come and hang out with your friends mm-hmm. for four hours, talk moto." Believe me, the passion goes away. Uh, uh, Mason, he could be out hooking up with chicks, and he'd rather be here. Yep. Uh, believe me, he's going. He's going straight from here. Oh, to it's, G- early. it's early. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you got to remember when I wake up. Like my day is just getting started. He's going straight from here to Jet. Go get some Del Taco, and then really just this get ready to fart all over some chicks. Yeah, dude, we gotta go to we gotta go to Cowboys. You do They're Friday go. night, it, Saturday night, right? It's fun, yeah. It's actually pretty fun. There's no chance. Mathis, you, you pick the date and the location I'm in. Yeah. No, but we, then we got to miss the Supercross. Come on, you're talking about going to Canadian Nationals all the time. That's what I'm saying. Happen. We got we to do the logistics side of it and figure it out, but we can make it. Oh, yeah, like fly in Saturday morning to the Supercross or something. Yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. we're going to do. Like, leave, like make a real weekend out of it. Like go straight from Mason's like, room and the orgy to the hotel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. It's another weekend. I'll find it, man. Well, You're ruffling over there. I'm pretty excited. I don't know about you guys. No, you're not in here. That's what, I know. I, you don't think I know how to look at a racer X? You must be in the ne- in last months. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, Aaron, I hope you had fun and and uh um you were good. Um, good job tonight. Um, stiff competition though. Jake, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. Uh, Brandon. I, Brandon? Brandon. I will say he asked me about three times as many questions as both of the other guys together. So he's not as smart. I don't know if that's, right. that's, a, yeah, I don't yeah, know if that's right. a good thing right. or a bad thing. Either he didn't pick it up or he's more <laughs> He just interested. really wants to know. He's trying to figure it out. One of the two. We'll, we'll, time, Aaron, time uh, tell. Aaron's married. Yeah. So, you know, he's got his chick that. Uh, Did you clear this with the wifey? Yes. I, she knows I'm here tonight. Oh, okay. Does she know like, you're here with me, though? She, I don't think she knows I'm here with Mason. Okay. Let's just leave that out. Um, you might be sleeping on this couch I for a while. I've got a text. Uh, oh, no. My wife and, and Sue's want to go to the Nuclear Cowboys. Yeah. They will come before you. No, I guarantee it. They will, yeah, I really want my wife with Nuclear Cowboys <laughs> with you. Right. Yeah, sure. Hey, I know. 
Um, no, what's going on? <laughs> uh, no, man. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming in. Uh, we liked having you, and uh, we'll we'll let you know. And hopefully, you had fun, and you can see yourself in this chair. See yourself getting the mojo. No, thank you. I really had a good time. I don't think you did. I did. I really, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I'm thank calling you bluff. I don't, I don't <laughs> think so. I just don't know. I can see it in your eyes. JT, as always, thank you for everything you do for the pulp world. And uh, we'll talk to you, I, I imagine, uh, probably tomorrow morning on a text. All right, boys. All right, see you. Yeah. Um, BTOsports.com, race tech suspension, fly racing, X-brand goggles, Atlas neck braces, NFAB Jeep and truck bars, showy helmets, free gun underwear, works connection, Tech One Designs, FMF Racing, Brap Bar, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, and Optrix all on board with us. Please support our partners, and they'll support the show, and we'll be able to uh, make things happen. Mad Dog, as always, again, thank you. Um, fun time having you in here, and thanks for, um, you know, I, I like the Mondays with Mason segment. I yeah. like that. We might, we yeah. might end up doing that. I think we should. Just some sort of itinerary of what yeah. you did. It's yeah, fantastic. I mean, I'll tell you the truth too. That's the problem. Yeah, it that's, might get a little ugly. It might get bad. Uh, and thanks to you, thanks to uh, Brock Lover, Jason Anderson, Kyle Chisholm uh, for for coming on the show tonight. We will see you guys next week with our fourth and final producer tryout spot. Uh, tits, thank you, Aaron. Thanks again, and see you next week. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.